This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Bell. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're dressed up as Goya monsters and seeking out Epstein-style sex trade rings as we Excuse watch me? Spine 322 in the Criterion Collection, Orson Welles' The Complete Mr. Arkadin from 1955. But first, RJ... You know, yeah. as uh, the time came today to record, I was like, man, it feels like we, we just finished recording, like, not that long ago. Well, it was like, what was that, the longest episode ever? It, it was probably the longest episode ever. Ever? Ever? It might have it, it got damn, so? It got damn close. Well, I mean, why'd you do that? Why do you got to make your episodes so long, dude? Well, I mean, the, the conversation last week was going so well. Yes, that's very true. And, and that's then, very true. And then and then uh, we had our unfortunate turn of events. Uh, we, we kept going, and we, we still wound up talking about North by Northwest for an hour and a half. And yeah. even though we started, like, you know, in the uh, you know <laughs> early to mid-afternoon, it was still, like, uh, six hours later, and I was, you know, editing and uploading. Oh, I'm aware. And I was like, God damn it. You, this is uh, not much of a gain. It's not, it's not, a, it's not the free evening I anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. We started a little early and uh, I mean, it's, up, it's on you. You're the one who like actually edits these things. Just get someone else to do it. That's what I do. Yeah. Blood on these hands. Blood on you these know what hands. I, you know what I mean though? Yeah. You could find someone else. I, I know. I, I know that's worked out well for you. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. There, been it's been great for me as soon as i'm done i log off i i mean i i don't sometimes i don't know what to do with how much time i have watch some star trek mm, potentially. potentially potentially how how was your new year i was fine um <laughs> we we fucked up uh on the chinese food thing uh oh uh, well so we've been getting chinese food the last couple of years right yep and uh, I know we've talked about this before. You used to do that as well, yep. or around the Christmas season. Right. But uh, I know you mentioned this year, it's such a hassle. And mm-hmm. and you know what? It really fucking is. Because last couple of years, I ordered early. Like, uh, I think one year I ordered the day before. But I think last year I just ordered the day of. But I called, like, in the morning. I was like, hey, can I get an order for, like, eight hours from now? And they're like, yeah, no problem. Oh. So I tried doing that today, yeah. and then uh, apparently every Chinese restaurant in town banded together to open at 4 p.m. this year, and uh, the the automated message was that uh, because of COVID restrictions, they're only open from like 4 to 8 or something like that, and I went, son of a bitch. So I was online with them for a long time, and I could never get through, so we couldn't get Chinese. I oh, called like four shit. places for like an hour. We got Indian food instead, which I really like Indian food, but it's kind of like you know, if you really, if you want a burger and you really want a burger and someone gives you like a pepperoni stick, you're kind of like, this is fine. <laughs> a leg of lamb. A leg of lamb. Yeah. Or like, in, I mean, if someone give you a hot dog, you'd be like, this is fine. It's still in the ballpark of the kind of food I wanted, roughly. But, well, I mean, well, you, the, you know what I mean. I mean, there's something a, exotic the, to well, us. Ch- Chinese food is kind of like uh, sugar. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. It's like there's a lot of there's a lot of sweetness in that food, and oh, yeah. uh, Indian food is far not far less sweet. Yes, not not sweet. It and, almost I mean, it's, it almost tastes healthy. Almost, almost. Yeah. Chinese food there's 
the, the what we're talking about are, are Western Chinese food. There's nothing healthy about it. No, 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 no. And that's the it's, idea. God damn it. But it, yeah, it's what it, it's what you want it to be. You we, know, we want, and that we want our ginger beef. We want that ginger beef. We want the um, deep fried shrimp. I'm a big fan of the deep fried shrimp. Or uh, like, salt and pepper or anything on that. Uh, no, I mean like um, you know, like how chicken balls. Yeah. Like the batter. Oh, trim. No, I see. I like batter. batter. Yeah. Got ya, got ya. Yeah, because I'm fat and I like I like my <laughs> shrimp deep fried and batter. Um, so, anyways, we couldn't get that, and that was a bummer because now I got Chinese on the brain. Like it's, I think I've been talking about it for like three days, and Andrew's pretty annoyed by it. But well, you know what you're gonna have to do on Friday. Uh, well, I, I I have put that out there, so I uh, fingers crossed for me, boys. Fingers crossed. Just just make that call. It's like I don't know what happened. The phone was just in my hand. I say I don't, I don't know. They must have got my order from last week mixed up. <laughs> yeah, weird. That's good, crazy. Better go pick it up. I'd feel real bad if they had to throw it out. And say, oh, yeah, it's uh, you help. don't want to waste food. Well, I just you know maybe find that like support local. You know, we do got to support Lo- local. Local these small businesses. They they need us more than ever. Well, especially now. I mean, now in this economy. Don't even talk about that. It's like, economy. honey, it's a pandemic out there. They need us. They need us. They need. And if we let them go, you know what happens? As soon as the Chinese restaurants go, your town is dead. Oh yeah. Dead. As soon as Chinese restaurants are out of town, that's a good sign that your your entire city is crumbling. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, okay, we better we better bail on this before it's too late. I've seen it a dozen times. Yeah, every ghost town you see out in the prairies. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they used to have like a a Ming's. They used oh, to yeah. have like Good Dragon, Lucky Dragon, Happy Family Restaurant, Go- Golden Tiger. Ooh, Golden yeah. Tiger. Yeah, uh, I think the one in uh, the rural community south of us is called Yummies. Yeah, yeah. Or is it Yums? <laughs> Yum Yums or something? Yeah. But anyways, yeah. If if that Chinese restaurant ever left, you would know immediately. You'd be like, "Ooh, that's that it. Town's going down." Call it right there. Yeah. Say we're done. Mm-hmm. I guess we're just done. Pouring out for the boys. Mm-hmm. 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 So that's it, huh? So you got you got uh, you got some Indian food. It was a disappointment, ultimately. Well, Dis- it was fine to eat, but it was a disappointment. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like I said, I I actually really like Indian food. It's just I really had Chinese on the brain. I didn't want anything still else. Do. So I still do. Well, tune what about in, you? Tune in, folks, next ah. week because uh, we're gonna find out if uh, RJ's dream comes true or not. It's possible. I won't. I won't say it's. It can't happen. What about you? Did you? Uh, what did you do this last week? Did you usher in the new year with Moxie? With Moxie, uh, it was cooking. Uh-huh. Cooking at home, making some some sweet meats on sweet meats. No, no not sweet meats, but uh, like it's, ginger it's, beefs. Uh, no, uh, I've I've got a killer General Sow uh, chicken recipe for you, RJ. If you're ever interested. Uh. Just got to get yourself some uh, Chinese black vinegar and some cooking wine. I mean, pretty much all my pantry is is Chinese black vinegar. It's pretty crazy that you said that. That's all I got. That's, that's wild. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's I mean, may, maybe, I maybe, fuck supporting local and just go into business for yourself. Hey, nothing's more local than the uh, the war at home. You know what I mean? That's right. It's got to. That's you got to learn the the secret of uh, marinating that chicken. Ooh. And uh, then you fry that up, and uh, you'll be in flavor heaven. I know. Uh, 
I know the dunk here is a big flavor boy. I heard flavor is king. Did you know that? What should be? It's what Alvin Ying or what's his name? <laughs> Master. Are you, are you thinking yeah. of guy? No, uh, the Gee? the master Alvin Luing Luing. He's a Master Chef Canada guy. He's from. He's like half Chinese, half Canadian, and uh, he always says flavors king, Jarrett. I see. I know Guy Fieri's talking about Flavor Town and flavor. Yes. Stuff. That's where I like to be. Flavor Town. Flavor Town. Yeah. It's not a. It's not for the faint of heart, dude. You can't just say you want to go and then. What happens if he comes calling? Are you gonna go? Yes. <sighs> yes. It's broken a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, so you made some sweet meat, hey? Sweet meat. And, and was, then what? It, it was great. Some noodles. Uh, watched some some uh, HBO programs, RJ. Oh, have, you have, watched are, HBO? Yeah, have, have you finished up uh, How To with John Wilson? I have. Those last two episodes are pretty good. I mean, they're all good. And, but yes, I, I know what you mean. But yeah, I think, are, are I think did, they're all are, good. How did, how did that, uh, that Avatar scene hit you? I mean, it's so relevant right now. Mm-hmm. It's so relevant. You know why? Because Avatar's coming back. It, eventually. <laughs> Avatar's coming back. Well, I just saw in the... We could have saved this for the news. However... Well, we're, we're flipping it. We're flipping it. I did see uh, in the news last week um, that... Uh, who's that guy? Who's the blind guy from Don't Breathe? That's in Avatar. Oh, Stephen Lane. Lane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw C- Stephen Cable? Lane. Yeah, Cable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw that um, he said the ending to Avatar 5 made him cry because it was so powerful. The ending to Avatar 5? 5. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's and I, I mean, I haven't been more excited in my life, I mean, we, we're only... We're, we only got Avatar decade. 1. We're, we're, we're decades away. We're so close. We're so close. Like, But so far, do you know what I mean? So, I mean, if there's anything to look forward to, it's that... Uh, that that really is it and, I, and one of the other actors involved said that it, it's going to be better than the first one that's what they said hmm wow. and, uh, that was that was a full interview man do, they do you, actually they got him um do you do you remember avatar much anymore uh, i do i saw it uh one and a half times in theaters i watched it once and then i went back again and i think i've said this before i went back with another dude mm-hmm. and then uh halfway through we went out for a smoke uh this is when i still used to smoke and then we kind of looked at each other and we're like, should we go back in? And we went, nah. <laughs> we went, nah, we got it. There was like an hour and a half left. We're like, we're not that interested. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of here. Yeah. So I, I do remember Avatar. It's just Pocahontas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see it in theaters, Jared? I did. You yeah. Know. Did you weep? No. <laughs> Why not? Because it's, it's like, it's just a, I don't know, it's just a movie. There's nothing I don't I don't get it. Jared, uh, it's not just a movie. Just, did just, did that episode of How to not teach you anything? Um, it didn't teach me anything. It didn't. I don't know if uh, that was part of my because um, what's that's that's about remembering your dreams, if I recall correctly. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I was I was more touched by the uh, the laundromat with stoves. Oh, that was a nice little thing there. Mm-hmm. How, how long do you think that took to organize? Not long. I mean, Not long? it's just painting the wall, hiring some people to do it. <laughs> he, John, John's got that uh, HBO money. He does have HBO money. Do you think he gets to keep that uh, house <laughs> that he lives in now? 
Uh, well, HBO bought it for him, right? I don't know how that works. I don't or know. Did if... he, or, or does he actually have a, like a million dollars that he? Uh... We took a loan out, and he's got to get. Hit. I mean, we haven't seen his tenants. The aftermath. We haven't seen his tenants. You know, be cool. You know, be cool. Continuity <laughs> is if uh... continuity canon. Uh, you know, be cool. Canon if if like uh, Mama, you know, hey Mama. Yeah. Uh, if like her daughter or like son or something moved in there do you know what i mean i mean yeah i feel like he's kind of like her pseudo son yeah i know he is now what do, if no what if know. she's got a real one i think you don't like I, that I think, I think she i think she's got a daughter that was also living there but was a off-camera persona oh right i think that is right i think so uh and then that also that episode about how to be spontaneous Ooh. That was a good one too. Yeah, those, those, had, are, those last two episodes are really good. I think they, they are were, really good. They're very standout. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, if we, if we keep saying it, but folks, fine, check it out. And on top of that, mm-hmm. all on Vimeo, you can watch watch some of his other stuff. I actually came across. I watched the rest of them now, except for one, mm-hmm. and they got the ones I found later were better polished up a little bit yeah there's the episode uh, escape from park city which was like sundance hired him Ooh. to do some documentary and that one is pretty good as well as how to remain single mm. uh temporary color which was when he got hired to do some documentary stuff um during a david byrne document like or a concert Mm-hmm. Or a series of concerts, so he's involved with that. It is. It feels very John Wilson esque. Talking about mm. s- sizzle reels. Ooh, I remember sizzle reels. And then the last one that I watched that kind of stood out. It's very not John Wilson. It actually feels like a straight up documentary. How to act mm. on reality TV. Ooh, there, there's only, well, there's, he... there's no narration. Ah, and it's just him like kind of being a documentary in documentarian following uh people in a day going to a reality tv acting coach and and yes i I think you're about to say yeah the uh the revelations of uh (laughs) his appearances on court tv were uh something else i mean the the sheer amount not even just like the court tv but like there's it's come up more than once where he's just been in like um He's just the background in like reality shows. Like there was another one too. Was it Price is Right or was it there? It was something else, I think. Well, are you thinking of like when he was like on the MTV show? Oh, he was like was. he was facing yeah. the wrong way. He was definitely no, there. not not that one. I thought there was one more. I thought there was one more where he was in the crowd of something. Oh, um, it was the acapella group? I'm thinking of oh. not a reality show. Yes. But yeah. just, uh, I just mean the fact that he has all these, all these things. Like, I think the acapella group went on to be the, you, you know. Oh no, no, no! It was part of. It was because that guy. Because uh, of the guy, that's the, what I mean. Yeah, the, I mean. the the cultist, yeah. the cult leader, was trying to recruit Layers. people from people, from young men that would show up at an acapella group. He was like, yeah. I think these people would uh, be very highly suggestible. Yes. <laughs> That that's what I meant was because it was like the news with that, but then it was him in the group before it happened. So it's like Long the before, amount, yeah. amount of times he's just like in something before it kind of happens. What, what, what do you think is going to happen with that energy drink guy? Uh, well, I, what, oh. what, what, what do you think the like 
Well, what I hope would happen, happen one day. what will actually happen, are probably unlikely. I think, um, I think he's gonna live his life without consequence for a long time. Okay. Because he already has. What is he? What has he been having a like this weird cult thing at his house for what like, twenty like fifteen years already, and he's been fine. The Bang guy. Yeah. No, I think that's new. That's new. Yeah, I, I think that's a new. I bet he's had like sister wives for a while. Well, or well, I mean, we don't know what's going on down there. We don't know. It, it we seem, don't. Know. It's, it seems all on the up and up, right? <laughs> he would like. He I mean, would like. The thing about all the flavors he has to offer you. So in, many in these cans. I think my favorite. Surrounding himself with uh, women and children. Oh yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. I the bang for kids was good too. I think. Mm-hmm. It's no but, caffeine. Children should no never caffeine. drink caffeine. No, never, never. Yeah, that one's pretty wild. How does he get himself into such crazy well, situations? Jared? I mean, as uh, as Rob mentioned last week, he's like, I think sometimes I he, there's a little bit of working backwards, uh, working working around it, and I think that's fine. I think that's fine too because you know he could look into these things, find something, and then you know see if that person's available. Go and then he probably has a couple that like didn't actually pan out to be worthwhile. And he's like, ah, well, can it? But uh, that's it's okay. You can work back. You can work back. So yeah, how to? Very good. So yeah, I, I finished as well, and yeah, it's it's good stuff. Very good stuff. Um, and yeah, I also took a took a deep dive into season 10 of Curb Your Enthusiasm. The, oh, is that the brand new one? No, the previous Last, one. Oh, Mocha, the uh, Spite Shop one. Spite, yeah, Spite Store. Mocha Joe's. Mocha Joe. Yeah, that, season that, 10's better than season 11. Yeah, se- sure. uh, yeah, no, season 10's pretty good. There's like season two, there's two really, really great episodes, I think, in that ep- yeah. in that season, and on the whole, it's like, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. Like, so we, we just finished the new season of Curb, and it's, it's fine. But uh, last season, the Mocha Joe's one, like, I actually thought that one was really good. Like, first really good one in a couple seasons. And I was like, ooh, yeah. So th- this new one was fine. But, uh, yeah, the Mocha Joe's one is it's very good. Did uh, Which episodes were you talking about? Um, the Chaz I, I Bono gotta... one? Which one? Chaz Bono one, where his, his huge dink just knocks over all that oh, stuff. Oh, that's the last episode. That one's pretty good. I like that it just knocks stuff over. It's It's funny. <laughs> Fine, you know? uh, let's see here my my picks let's your see picks here. my my picks i think that actually so the very first episode happy new year oh yeah uh that that episode because it's got the whole thing with like the the thing that i always thought about was that uh jeff green does have a resemblance to harvey weinstein Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that that was awesome that they, uh, mm-hmm. they 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 went with that. Yep. And uh, yeah, the hat, the the MAGA hat. I thought that. Oh was, yeah. Uh, that was so that people would leave him alone. No. Yeah, that one's good too. Uh, no, I'm not sure if I was uh, crazy about the talcum powder gag myself. I thought. I, I see. I watched it last year. Oh I, well, that's because he's because so like... he's because he's working out and he gets all sweaty and then Cheryl comes by and he's like, well, one sec, I gotta go put some talc on. Talc on. And, and then she's then she starts gagging on it. Uh, okay. And it's I like, see. oh dear. Oh, I remember. Yeah. You know? But yeah. There, there's this whole thing about the fetus. <laughs> Talking about the, the the he's very concerned about the fetus. Oh, with that uh, pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking the coffee and running on Drink- the treadmill. Yeah, where uh, he's like, you're overworking it. You shouldn't be doing it that much. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, it's also got like this, this the, kind of the walk and talk stuff with Jeff. And like, he just like, someone's got one of those selfie sticks and he just like grabs it and just <laughs> breaks it in half. And then there's like, they follow that up later with him like coming across all these like e bikes or something Ooh. like that. He just knocks them all over. It's just so like, so uncurb because he would like, this doesn't seem like anything he would actually do, but just like the way it was done, you're like, oh, yeah, he doesn't give a shit anymore. Because yeah. there's also an entire thing where it's like he buys three cars in a single episode. We're kind of like really driving on the fight. That's like this man's like a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. He can do whatever he wants. He can um, do whatever he wants. Uh, Sean Penn's cameo was uh, fantastic. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Mm, I can't remember what how was Sean Penn used again. Well, he I he, don't op- he opens up the exotic bird <laughs> store oh. as, as his split yeah. store. Okay, yeah, because uh, there's him, there's Mila Kunis, and then yeah. there's a uh, Jonah. Jonah Jonah Hill, yeah, 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 exotic birds. Because <laughs> well, because he's got like his crazy hair, and he also is just like a very angry person. But he's he like, like, but he's it. like playing into it in this show. I thought that was like very good because he's like, yeah, I feel yeah. like a, I've really calmed down. <laughs> it's uh, a good use of Sean Penn. Uh, sight- he hasn't been doing anything else lately. And then there was sight sitting. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know the side sitting one. You ever yeah. side sit, RJ? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. How, ever ever bite into some artificial fruit before? Uh, I actually I have when I was a little kid, unintentionally. But I didn't actually take the bite out. I just put my teeth in and then I went, Oh, that's not right and then I put it back. So it had little teeth marks in it, but I didn't actually take the chunk out. Have you? I have not. Uh, I, yeah. I, I have I haven't been I haven't been uh, bamboozled. You haven't had the pleasure? No. Uh, yeah, so this season also, I believe, is the introduction of Freddy Funkhauser. Yes, it is, because uh, this was the first season without my with man Bob, Super Dave Bob, Osborne. With Bob Einstein, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Love that guy. No. Yes. Uh, so now we have Vince Vaughn. It's like, he's he's in it like pretty frequently. Well, too. In, the, in this season, he only shows up twice. But the one random episode I watched um, from the new season, he was in that one as well. And I thought he was playing Vince Vaughn. He's in uh, he's in a ton of episodes in the new yeah. season, like every other one, I would say. Oh yes, the then the next episode was when they go to Mexico with the yo-yo dieter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the best scene for that that I still think I'm thinking about now off the top of my head is when he goes by the uh, guess your weight guy. And oh yeah. I thought that was uh, pretty well done. And that's like the, the, punch, that one is good. the pitch line to that is just like, Oh, you seem to know where everything is. Like what, what's there to do down here, Larry? And he's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> and he just leaves. He's like, yeah. We all can aspire to be a little Larry ish. Oh, you know yes. what I mean? And then the episode of insufficient praise with Clive Owen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of remember it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sur- Surprise Party is the one with Wally, played by Fred Armisen. Oh, I, I I, love Fred Armisen in anything, but whenever he does guest spots, he's always just, you know, just Fred Armisen. I'm like, man, I, fucking, I love Fred Armisen. Well, and there's care. also uh, like yeah, Boris, who is the uh, the inventor with the dog named Adolf, played by uh... Alan Tudyk. From uh, Firefly, it's kind of like why you always think of him as. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, he is a, a brown coat. Yes, of course. Yeah, not a brown shirt. Yeah, see, I never liked Firefly that much, and I think I'm in in the right now because Joss Whedon had all that trouble, you know, coming his way. 
Oh, the <laughs> I forgot that episode too. The ugly section is a oh where they get sat in the with, ugly with, section with Nick, of the restaurant. Right. Oh, I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick Crawl is the uh, the maitre d. I mean, that one seems real. That's got to be something people do. Yeah. That yeah that episode I thought was like uh, amazing. Actually, really really funny. For, that one's for, very good for whatever reason. Uh, and then the, yeah. the yeah the one for that is the one with John Hamm. Who's studying uh, uh, he, he, that episode? Yeah, because there's like uh, yeah, lots of. I was actually really glad this season there was a, a return to of Richard Lewis. Lots yeah. of Richard Lewis. Lots of Richard Lewis. Yeah, absolutely. Like, which is good, and he's not he's not around as much. Do you think it's just he's old and he doesn't want to act as much anymore? Or? Um, he was in this one quite a bit. I don't know. Like, I don't know. He's where not he, in the next season very much. Like one episode, one scene. Oh, yeah, because well, like we we get that one. The the payoff to that is. Uh, in this season, I think the last time you really see him is, his uh, he's playing uh, was it uh, Charlie, <laughs> in the stage play, and then oh he, yeah, and then uh, diarrhea from licorice. Diarrhea. No. Oh right. Yes. Right. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Richard Lewis used to be in it a lot, but he just uh, that's what I mean. He's just not in there very much anymore, and that's too bad. Fortunate. Unfortunate. Too bad. I like Richard Lewis. Tricky Dicky, some call. So that was, yeah, I watched a lot of movies too, but we'll get there because we have emails to talk about. And you know, yeah. I try to buy people time. 20, yeah. 25 minutes of time to try to squeeze one more in there. Well, I mean, if you're trying to buy but, time, I could talk about three seasons no, of Millennium. No, no, it's fine. Eight, we, the we, fans demanded it. Eight emails, RJ. Well, that's not 10. It sure isn't, RJ. It's not 10. So yeah, have fun, bud. Have fun. Dylan Frew. Frew. The Momentary Return. Ooh. Howdy, boys. Tis been a while indeed. I think I fell through a hole in space-time and ceased to exist for a number of months. Needless to say, I have fallen behind on the podcast, which is a crying shame. You Mm -hmm. hit some good titles during that time, too. So, how have you boys been? How's the Great White North been treating y'all? Cold. Uh... It's very cold. We we have an extreme cold warning where we live right now, I think. We do. It's even Yeah, it it warmed up for like 2 days actually during the period of time in which curve was being watched and all oh, that <laughs> wind. That wind oh, yeah. howled. She was windy. The... Well, I mean it's always windy here, but you know, it was she was real windy. That's right. Uh, it was windy and uh we just been thinking about Dilfa for a while now. Wonder why he's not listening to the old episodes. Hopefully, he's still downloading them. You know what I mean? <laughs> For uh, our trafficking. You know what I mean? As we wrap up last year, any titles that stood out? Forgive me if you already discussed this. I've not caught up on the episodes, both on the podcast or any that you saw. I guess we could talk about that. Mm, I don't think I have anything. But <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of uh, 2021. Forget about it. Well, there is... I mean, yeah, I don't know if there was anything that I, I, I was like, oh, this is amazing. I loved it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really? Like how? It was amazing. I loved it. There's nothing like that. But okay. I, as we know, I don't really uh, I don't really like movies. You don't, so. you don't do movies. I don't do movies anymore, man. I just do like fine artisan film. Lifestyle, you, 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 this is a lifestyle podcast, friends. This is a lifestyle podcast. They know, they know that. 
And we we just occasionally do movies. Sometimes. They're they're here for this. Yes, this is the talk people. Want. They they want to hear us read their emails. Yes, yeah. Everyone everyone wants a voice, Jared. We give everyone the, wants a voice. A voice to the voiceless. Ooh, I like that. Being a new year and all, I hope everything continues to go well. Keep up the great work, even if nobody is listening. Sincerely well, from the void outside of time, Dylan Froger Fru, whatever, whatever other silly name. Dylan Fah. Dylan Fah. Um, yes, it's nice to hear from them. What was that? I was going to say something. <laughs> Somebody actually ended off there, but uh, I just start, kept saying Fah. So it's like Fah the soup. Like, you know what I mean? You want to say Fah? Yeah, Fah. Fah. Have you ever had anyone hit you with that before? You're like, oh, I could go so- for some faux. And they go, fa. It's pronounced fa. Yeah. Yeah. No. Have I, you ever had one of those? I have not. I've gotten that a couple times. Yeah. It's pronounced fa, well, dude. Who are you hanging out with? Who are these people? It's not people I was hanging fa, out with. Fa people? Fa enthusiasts. Fuckers? It's not the language I would use. Let's see what kind of language Keegan Day uses. Ooh, Keegan Michael Key? Mm hmm. Okay. Not saying it was you guys' fault, BTW. Mm-hmm. Hey, Creeps. A few months ago, I was driving while listening to the podcast. RJ said something funny, and I laughed a little bit. Then, two seconds later, while attempting a U turn, I had a minor crash and buggered my car. The mood in an instant went from ha ha to ah shit. So, uh, we're gonna need to know what that was that made you crash. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't lead an email like that and not say what the line yeah. was. Okay, I got got to feed RJ's uh, ego here. He wants to know. I, I he wants to, he wants he wants to know when he's funny. It's, it's, well, his, it's his favorite thing. I need to know so that I can <laughs> I can drive it into he's the, the ground. He's the he's the funniest person he knows. I it's very true. I only laugh at my own jokes. My wife will tell you. Mm-hmm. It's very accurate. But uh, that's not our fault. Uh, U-turn should only be done in a safe setting. So, you know, it happens. So what are your guys' favorite crashes in movies? Mine are the ones mm-hmm. from Tati's Traffic and Final Destination 2. Oh, is he talking about the logs? Uh, well, cool. which, which are probably... Uh, at least in that for Final Destination 2, it, it's probably plagiarized from uh, uh, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, which has got a real sweet uh, car crash involving logs. Is that your pick? Is Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker? Uh, that or Death Proof. Death Proof is pretty that, good. That tire up the face is pretty brutal. Death, Death Proof is pretty good. I would say... Uh, my pick would be Wayne's World, or it might be Wayne's World Two, where they have the elaborate setup where it's like you know in car crashes they always crash through like a, a plate of glass and then like a carton of watermelons or something like that. Fruit carts. There's, it's always fruit a fruit carts. cart. Yeah, there's a there is some self aware kind of stuff happening there. Jared. Oh, you you know about self aware stuff? <laughs> yeah, I know about that. Do you like, know about like wink it. winks to the audience or? You know about little winks? I always you think, know one I, of these? When I think of winks, I just think of uh, Ren and Stimpy and how uh, it would be animated where someone would be like, they'd kind of like slowly move into frame and then mm-hmm. they'd like 
very like with like a lot of musculature around their eye socket just plow down a big wink and some like i don't know eye flakes would go flying out and hit you right in the face Ooh. a real wink that's a that's a pretty good wink wink mm-hmm. if i ever saw one and then you hear the crunching of the winking as it slams down on those little grubbies in the eyes the crunching no i don't know about that part no Sleep. I was on board with you was for a while. Sleepies? The little sleeps? Well, little sleep dusts? No. Yeah. Do you know that that's actually um, sin coming out of you? Sin? Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Is that I, I, is, is that what they're teaching in uh, high school bio now? No, nah, <laughs> no, that's not why. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't know, but uh, I just, I heard that on the internet one time is uh, when things get released from you, it's sin. Oh, the, the, actually, RJ, it's the, it's the toxins. It's the it's the toxins from your brain. Well, you got to I mean, they have to get out somehow. How else are you going to get them out? Well, people like, can really? tu- people can tune into my uh, side podcast, Better Health, Getting Better, better, health, better truth. Um, with uh, Doctor Duncan. Ooh, D Dunks. Yeah. What's his? What's his? What's Doctor Duncan's like thing? You know what I mean? What's like, it? what's his thing? His uh, his specialty. Yeah, what's his specialty? Um, uh, brains. Brains? Brains. Just yeah, brains are cool. Know all about brains. Brains are cool, I guess. And a little, learning a little bit about uh, livers. Love? Oh. What love, about love? <laughs> what about the love we made along the way? No. What? You know what I mean, Jer? Holy shit, RJ. What? We got a new emailer in here. So that's only oh, like in the actual queue or yeah, in the actual queue. Okay, what's up? Who was it? Uh, Ruben Barbosa. Ruben Bar. Well, Ru- we've heard from Ruben before. I th- I think only via YouTube. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I, I thought I, we I, had. I believe. But... I believe this is it. Ooh, first time, long time, potentially. Um, Ate it. With with an email titled question mark. Oh, it is actually the question mark. Is that like um, a mystery? It could be. Who knows? Hey, crepes. I want to congratulate <laughs> you on recently reaching your 3,750th episode and wow. tell you that I'm excited for the movie coming this year. Sorry, movies coming this year. I can't Dude. wait to see you discuss stuff like Yee Yee, Harlan County, USA, Coco, A Talking Gorilla, and all the criterion garbage that's sure to come your way. Yeah. Since the year is over, I thought I'd share my top 10 first-time watches with you guys. Ooh, you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Yeah. You hearing about this? Number 10, this? The Secret Killer. A beautifully shot movie about a serial killer in 1930s Germany that has a lot of good kills and political metaphors. Oh, well, come on now. I don't know about that. Uh, this get... is the movie I'm thinking of that I believe I have given four and a half stars the uh robert hosen hoisen uh film it's pronounced hoisen sauce hosan hoisen hosan uh le vampire de dusseldorf a true story of peter curtin a serial killer who uh, committed nine murders and many other offenses in dusseldorf during the great depression era yeah this movie i watched uh like eight nine years ago yeah not quite Hmm. that long Eight years ago, I, dro- I dropped a big four and a half star on that bad boy. You did. I did. Who you think that would hold up? I don't. I don't know. Hopefully, 
I, I think I think it's uh, probably still not available in uh, North America, which is unfortunate. Mm. I, I want it to. I would love it for for it to come, but not yet. Not yet. Maybe next yeah. time. I guess. Eh? Number nine, Licorice Pizza. The last movie I saw in theaters before all the closures in my province. God bless Omicron. While this is definitely not the best movie from PTA, it's close to being his funniest. The two lead actors give great and relatable performances, and Sean Penn and Bradley Cooper are very entertaining. Sean in, Penn in the short screen time they ha- that they have. Uh, I didn't yeah, know Sean yeah, Penn we, was we, doing this. yeah, we still can't see Licorice Pizza, even if we uh, could go to the theater, RJ. We I mean we could, but we're not going as a personal choice. But yeah, still, still mm. no Licorice Pizza in Creepsville. Uh, we won't get it for the it'll, time that you're going to want it. It'll hit the mill eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Or you could probably rent it at home, Jarrett. That's true. You know what I mean? Uh, number eight. Yeah. The Browning version with Albert Finney and Matthew Modine. <laughs> what? Give poignant and career-defining performances in this beautiful... Nah, I'm just fucking with you. You guys know nah. which Browning version truly deserves to be on this kind of list. Michael Redgrave is the shit in this movie, and he just so mm-hmm. happens to star in this week's movie, too, where I'm sure he is also the shit. Yeah, we, well, we, we like that Browning version, RJ. Uh, yeah, except for the name. Yeah. It's got a bad name. It's a bad name, Jarrett. I don't have to tell you other than it's got a bad name. Uh, Tea and Sympathy, a movie about gender and sexuality that just barely snuck by the Hayes Code of the 1950s. Tea and Sympathy surprisingly works well despite the dated aspects and the fact that it's made by the same director as Gigi. Gigi? Gigi. Do they mean Yee (laughs) Yee? No, they don't. They don't mean Yee Yee? Tea and Sympathy, I gotta say, I am not familiar with this movie. Hmm. and sympathy. Now, here's... Does it have anything to do? Vincent Minnelli. Ah, I was just going to say, is it a Vincent Minnelli one? Well, that that banner. I mean, obviously, RJ, I know you were just like... You are like, is that right? I just don't know. For Tea and Symphony? Deborah Kerr, John Kerr, Leif Erickson. I don't really like Leif, Leif Erickson. What or is do I? This? Where does a woman's sympathy leave off and her indiscretion begin? I looked I looked up T and Simps and I got a different movie potentially. Tom Lee is more interested in the arts than in sports, something that sits une- uneasily with both his father and his classmates. Tom's schoolhouse master Bill Reynolds even gives him a hard time for his effeminate interests. However, Bill's wife, Laura, sympathizes with Tom and tries to help him with her own overtures. What do they mean by effeminate? Uh, gir- he's a girly boy, RJ. Ah, Lincoln a, style? He's gonna be a man. Do you remember when Arnold called uh, people? Do you remember that? I missed what you said. When Arnold, when he, when he was governor, and he's like, I called them girly men, and everyone got mad at him. Mm-hmm. I just ask if you remember that. Oh, yeah. uh, That's all. I have no follow-up. All right, then. Well, I'm going to uh-huh. throw this, RJ, on the old watch list. Ah. What about T and Simp, the movie that I found? <laughs> uh, you can put that on your watch list. We'll compare. Okay. 
I might. I might. Uh, number six, Madawan, a cool, intense film about a coal miner strike with Haskell Wexler cinematography and James Earl Jones and Chris Cooper at the lead as the leads. What more can you mm. want? I bought this Criterion film. On you Blu-ray, did, and I've yet to watch it. Well, is it? It's a Criterion film. It is. That's why you haven't watched it. Exactly. It might be a long yeah. time though. I kind of want to watch it anyway. I wouldn't. <laughs> Number five, uh-huh. The Century of the Self, a really interesting and informative documentary that looks at the 20th century through the lens of Freud's theories. I felt simultaneously smarter and dumber after watching this. Do you think that's a good thing? Uh, I would. I'd. I'd go along with that sentiment. Yeah. RJ, okay. when, when are you going to watch some Adam Curtis documentaries? Um. Would you say they're like six hours each? Each? Uh, well, in total, yeah. I guess some of them can be longer. Some are three hours. Yeah. But they're episodic. You can watch them in bits. Should I wait until after I'm done Star Trek? <laughs> Enterprise. All of it, I mean. No. All of it. No, no. Well, there's not much left here. There's just Enterprise, Discovery, and Picard. Oh, that's all? I think so. That's all? I think so. It... Is there others? Uh, I mean, J.J. Abrams movies. Oh, I've seen all those. We could watch them again. Yeah. But I think that's all. I'm almost done, man. Almost. Just a few more seasons. Number four, The Lion in Winter. This was kind of like A Man for All Seasons, except the movie didn't suck, and the lead wasn't played by a block of wood. That helps a great deal. Yeah, I've made RJ watch The Lion in Winter a while ago. That's that man's movie, right? Man's movie? Well, Sean Connery? No, that's uh, the man who would be king. The Lion <sighs> in Winter uh, is with uh, Catherine Hepburn, and it's got Anthony Hopkins as Richard Lionheart. Ooh. Um, oh, it's his goddamn name. Peter O'Toole? Ah, uh, uh, yes. Is, yes, uh, yes. Uh, Henry? Yeah, that movie. Canadian uh, icon, Peter O'Toole. Of course. They're all, Can- Can- they're all Canadian icons. Peter O'Toole secretly. is a Canadian, I think. Let's see here. Peter. You, you, you type it into like the Canadian Google. I I will make a Canadian Google. It's are they it'll just say are they Canadian? <laughs> yes. It'll say yes. Uh Peter O'Toole was born in a place that is close to Canada. Um, uh let's say he's Canadian. Okay. Let's just leave it at that. Fact checked. Uh well no. It's not a fact if you don't ad- agree to admit it. <laughs> Number three, Kana Sataki, 270 Years of Resistance. Yeah, the Oka oh, yeah. crisis was sad, frustrating, fucked up, mishandled, and more violent than it should have been. But hey, the Quebecois got to play their golf, right? Uh, Quebecois? Oh, they... is that that uh, indigenous documentary? Yes. Yeah, I've never seen it. It looks versus... good, though. It's great. Looks but good. it's great, but horrible too. Uh, oh, because of the brutality of man. <laughs> of, of just, uh, just like man, fuck, fuck the Canadian military. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like governments, man. Like they're do, they're trying to control us, dude. Always. There, there you go, folks. You know, number two. Yes. OJ made in America. Oh yeah. I think the last episode of the series is what really makes it an exceptional documentary. The downfall of OJ is both satisfying and disgusting to watch. A hundred percent agree. 
that last episode mm-hmm. is amazing because it's because it's the part you've never you don't really hear about and it like really hones in on it and just like, like what oh, happened next yes the what happened yeah. next is great yeah it is good that whole thing's good man i like that doc you like that doc but what about number one a movie that neither of us have seen rj you ready is for it? this let me guess let me guess. I bet it's that uh, Shang-Chi Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, how do you know? People love that I, I, show, I, man. I, man, yeah. People no. love the Marvel. No. No? Oh, okay. The Father. Despite the trailer and concept mm-hmm. of this film coming off as very Oscar Beatty, I think this movie is one of the best depictions of mental illness that I've ever seen. The acting, screenplay, mm-hmm. and editing are fantastic, and the movie does a great job of putting the audience in the perspective of the lead character. Hope you guys give this one a shot. Is this the one where Anthony Hopkins didn't get his Oscar for it because he was sleeping? Yeah. I that's guess pretty so. funny. Yeah. That's the, that's the one, right? I, I, I don't know. It's the new one with Anthony Hopkins, though, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, like, yeah, last I, year he won, but uh, he was sleeping. Oh. So he didn't he didn't Skype in. I see. And because everyone was like, well, because that was the year Chadwick Boseman died, and everyone's like, well, Chadwick Boseman has got to get it. And then... Uh, <sighs> He didn't get it just because he died is the thing. And the, he, Anthony Hopkins was asleep. So they tried to Skype him in and he was sleeping. So he couldn't receive his award. Damn. But it happens to the best of us. Tony. Wow. I mean, he. how old is Anthony Hopkins? Like 80? Yeah. He's, 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 85? He's, he's up there. That's as old as John Madden. Well, Jared, he, he was born in 1937. So 37 84. minus 15, you know? Watch out. Born on Chris or on born on New Year's Eve, Jarrett. Wow. It was his birthday a couple days he just, ago. He just turned 84. Yeah, Canadian icon, Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. Wow. Finally, what do you think is more likely to happen first? Criterion adding an actual great and interesting film like The Devils, Pink Floyd's The Wall, or Possession, or you two watching another Saijin Suzuki film. Sayonara, creeps. I mean, we already know what the answer to that one is. Yeah, The uh, Possession, it's got that new edition out, but that one company that put out the previous one that I've got on Blu-ray... I don't know. It's it's too bad that uh, Zulowski stuff seems to not be accessible to Criterion or John Criterion is just like <laughs> fuck that Polishman in his in his tentacle sex. <laughs> his what? Uh, I've never actually seen The Wall, RJ. Like Pink Floyd's The Wall? Yeah, I've seen it, but I mean, how how much can like a thirteen year old see a movie? You know what I mean, man. Like, how much can any of us see a movie, man? Man. Bro. Yeah, I, I've seen it, but when I was a little kid, so probably doesn't really mean much. You know what I mean? Oh, RJ. What? Sam Loveland wrote in, you made nine. Uh, nine's not ten. Nine's not ten. Nine's not ten. <laughs> so I don't know who all these people are trying to juke the stats. It's ten or nothing. That's the way it goes. Uh, oh, well. Joke's on well, you, bud. Thanks for writing in, Ruben. Hope to hear from you yes. again sometime. Yes. It's nice. it's, actually, it's actually nice to have questions about, like, movies. No, come on. <laughs> Movie talk. Come on. Uh, everyone we know doesn't uh, isn't on board with that. Yeah. I mean, everyone who listens is 
doesn't listen for that. They listen for other reasons. That's true. You know what I mean? Oh, there's soup. The, soup. Soup talk. Soup talk for the boys. Yeah. It's a rare treat. That's all I'm saying. It's nice. Next up, yes. RJ. Uh-huh. Justin Peterson. Oh, baby. With an email entitled, Damn You, Bagool. Yes. Bagool is a harsh mistress. There's actually, so he's got one of the spellings of Bagool, which I think is actually the more attractive version. With B, It's like B-U-G-H-U-U-L. There's the one that comes up, though, on Google is B-A-G-U-L. Like bagel. Like bagool? Bagol. That was hard to say. Bag bagel. Stuttered a little bit bug, on that one. Bagool. Bagool, potentially. Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? Nothing. What a shame it was that Rob's appearance on the show last week got cut short due to network issues. Yes. I was loving all the fun anecdotes he was throwing down from his unique British perspective. Ooh. And Rob, I can assure you, I am being sincere with this comment. And he has a little winky face and an exclamation mark. Is that sincere? I don't know. I'm more confused because we were talking about winking. Oh. I don't know. I've never been, never not been more confused. Goat movie question of the week. My little emoticon goat. I would love to hear you all chat about Vincent D'Onofrio. Crazy that he was in Full Metal Jacket and Adventures in Babysitting. Back to back. Um, I mean, he's allowed to. Kingpin? Kingpin himself? You know, I mean, actors go in on lots of movies. It's like, I don't know if you know this, but Peter O'Toole was in Lawrence of Arabia, and then he was in, he was in The Grinch. Back like right back. at Ron, Ron Howard's The Grinch. So it's pretty crazy. I bet, you know, that's acting, man. You bounce from one role to another. Man, what are you going to do? Man, I got to say, uh, your Canadian Google's weird. Hey, hey, hey. I created this this search engine myself. <clears throat> it's called Goggles. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It works. Go yeah. 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 Uh, so what else? V- Vincent D'Onofrio. What a man. What a what a monument! Well, He's supposed to talk I mean, about how Vincent how Buffer? how? But he well, he plays uh, Orson Welles in Ed Wood. Is he though? He is. Was he though? He wasn't. I think I think he had a. I, I don't know if he did his own voice. I think or it was the um, Pinky and the Brain guy who uh, did the voice. The guy from like Brain. Yeah. Like. Do think... you know what that guy's actual name is? Oh, so well, it's not. Uh, is it's, not it it's not Phil Maurice Lamarche. Lamarche. Yes, that's it. Maurice Lamarche. Yeah, I know he's one of my best buds. Love that dude. Yeah, because in my mind, I'm like not Phil Lamar, but yeah. Maurice well, Phil Lamarche, Phil who Lamar does voice is a acting, prevalent voice actor. Exactly, but I'm like, it's not Phil Lamar, but it's very similar sounding. Yeah, Maurice well, and, Lamarche. Well, and they're both on Futurama together. Yep. And uh, I mean. Maurice LaMarche is also Morbo. Who doesn't like Morbo? Morbo. In Calculon. Hey, Phil LaMarche is a uh, Canadian icon born March 30th in Toronto, Ontario, Jarrett. <laughs> you see? See, yeah. uh, Canadian Google's uh, coming up. Uh... It's working out. Well, how about RJ? Your number one's got to be Men in Black, right? For uh, Vincent D'Onofrio? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good in Men in Black. I'd be I'd be hard pressed to uh, tell you a movie that's better. <laughs> how, about, old how about the cell with with Vince Vaughn? <sighs> I mean, have I talked to you about the cell ever before? <laughs> yeah, you have, I believe. Okay, <laughs> so you know how I, you know how I feel about 
Tarsum. Yeah. <laughs> the cell. Not not a not a fave of mine. No. Well, I mean, to be honest, if it's anything other than Sinister, we're both kidding ourselves. Wow. Do you remember him in Sinister? Oh, I'm aware. I'm His aware. name. But now that you said it, cool. you, you've you've risked you've risked bad things happening. But well, RJ, yes. can, can you believe that Vincent D'Onofrio was in Sinister and Chained back to back? Remember Chained? Chained? Yeah, Chained. Where he plays a serial killer. No. I, he keeps like a boy captive. Oh, <laughs> oh I fuck. See. He he's got some pretty good uh, screenshotable subtitles in that thing. Someone could just screenshot Vincent D'Onofrio stuff, make a Vincent D'Onofrio stan account. That'd be cool. I uh, what did I what did I rate Chained? That's a movie that I sometimes I give it two and a half stars because it's not it's great, good. but I think it's worth watching. Maybe it could be. Maybe, but wow, what happened to him? Shit, he's like in nothing now. I mean, time. Well, no, he's well, he's Kingpin. Jared. Well, I mean, I know, but like, it's fucking. It's, yeah, he he plays Kingpin once every eight years. You know what's weird too? A lot of people are shitting their pants. So like, I I didn't well, I didn't out like a lot of people are shitting their pants because he was in that Hawkeye show, and yes. they're like, spoilers, they're like, RJ. God damn it. Well, whatever. Ah, Ro- I want to know what happens to Jeremy Renner, Ronan. I know you do. It's Ronan. But, well, I, Kate, I never. Kate Bishop. I don't. I don't look out this, these Pizza like dog. things on the internet. But I saw this. Everyone was like, "Oh, that means that the Netflix shows are in there." And like in my mind, I was like, "Wasn't that always the point?" Wasn't didn't what's wasn't his, what that what they said from day one? Well, didn't what's his name who played Daredevil from the show also show up? He's on, in on something Hawkeye? else. Oh, Spider Man. I can't say I haven't seen the movie. I think it's at the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, yeah but like everyone who cares? Everyone yeah, everyone everyone, everyone but everyone it. but us have seen it. And I, yeah, I, I know. and if I watched it, I wouldn't even know cuz I didn't watch the Daredevil show. Yeah. Well, the Daredevil show is the best Nightwing show you'll ever see. Better than Titans? No. I don't know. Not as good as Titans. Man, I get thrown off. Justice. I get really thrown off when I see stuff about CW shows. Yeah, I know cuz CW doesn't really make very good shows. Yeah, all those yeah, those DC shows. It's like, what? They've done this? Like, they've introduced this character? And I'm like, I have to ask questions. Well, they have, like, a Black Lightning show and, like, a Legends of Tomorrow, which is, like, stars, oh, like, man. Captain Cold, I think. Remember when this like, stuff was special? Well, we'll get I, there because we have things to talk about. But, but anyways, uh, okay. I was just saying, everyone was shitting their pants, and I was like, wasn't that the plan all along? Do people not remember? Like, <laughs> so Sinister. Yeah, it's Sinister. That's the, that's the pick. <laughs> oh, it has to be. It's got to be the pick. We're, we're, you pick. know, I, I was going to, I don't know if we should mention this on the air, but I think at some point we need to actually do a creep on Sinister, but that, that will be a Patreon exclusive. We can, yeah, well, we'll have to do Sinister 1 and Sinister 2. Well, yeah. And it'll, it'll have to be plagued by technical Skyfish. issues. Technical yeah. issues. Yeah. I got an idea for this, actually. Uh, okay. Edit this all out. Yeah. Pretty good, hey? Yeah pretty gone. real it's, good it's, it's gone it's amazing my screen just flickered ah shit okay wow we'll get him next time we'll get him next time foodie question of the week yeah. much like the olive garden question from a few weeks ago Ooh. what would be the three course treatment you would go with out the at the outback steakhouse <laughs> this is a uh this is another restaurant that um 
I hate to break it to you, JP. We do not have where we live. I don't know if this is even in Canada, but he let's. Sent, um... He sent me a link. I sent it to you. I'm not sure. Oh, I just Googled out. Yeah, back. it's fine. So I, I have. It's better. Th- these assholes better not ask for my postal code. Oh, they're gonna. No, they're asking for my location. Yeah. See. Go me. Fuck oh. off. Fuck off. Do not ask again. <laughs> Exit. Leave me Why, alone. The... Leave me Why alone. does Outback need to know where we live? Yeah. You know what I mean. Oh, we want to make sure we have. Like, it does ask me to fuck off. Oh. Okay. Oh, you know what I saw one time? Yeah, you can I'm just, just go zero 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 five zeros, and that works. No, never mind. That does not work. Yeah, it doesn't exist. How about five six three four? Uh, how about Mandeville, so Louisiana? Four. Outback Steakhouse, Covington. There we go. I'm going to Covington, Louisiana. I can't. Come on. Where's the viewing our view our menus? Okay. I'm on here. Main menu. Main menu. Main menu. Uh, I, I, th- I do feel like we're more in our element talking about food than movies, RJ. I mean, we've been doing this uh, movie podcast for over five years, but... We don't know anything about you, you tell me about a good steak. Put on, ah. put on that grill of a baked potato. All, fi- all the fixings. What are Aussie tizers? Well, it's appetizers. Well, Australian. Like Crikey. Oh, is that what's called the Outback? It's the Outback all Granger style. Oh, do you have to click each one? Oh, okay, no. Got okay, it. good. I thought you had to click oh. each menu part separately. Okay, whatever. Uh, the Wallaby Darned. Uh, Wallaby for, Darned. For, for a cocktail. It's got La Marca Prosecco, Svetka Vodka, and the Coupier Peachtree Schnapps. Oh, are we picking drinks too? Is wow, that your I mean, if we're going, you're taking me out on the town, RJ. I'm going to have an Aperol Spritz. Sounds Bo- Australian. How about a Boomerita? <laughs> a Boomerito. Actually, yes. I do want a Boomerita. There you yes. go. Two drinks. I'm going to go with um, mango flavored. Taz Crawfish. I'm I'm not basing this on the food I eat. I'm basing it on the names. Yeah. They, 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 yeah they, I, I, will, I will say that the names of this food is a, a lot more fun than Olive Garden. Where it's like yes. fettuccine. It's like, oh. Yeah. So for the Aussie Tazas, are you getting the Aussie cheese fries, the Aussie twisted ribs, or the bloomin' onion? What about Victoria's filet mignon? It's pretty good. What about the kookaburra wings? Uh, they have like little boomerangs. I think these are like maybe like the things they really like. Ooh, they've got a little. Uh, an oh, image. it's their signature item. Is have, what they, the boomerang they, means. It is outback steakhouse, all Jay. So they got uh They have a little chart showing their the the cut the what your meat yep. should look like when you order it. Ah. Rare, cool, red center. Are you getting uh Oh, Temper- I okay. thought you liked the blue rare. I will say this temperature guide is a little odd to me. It's, 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 is it temperature? Or I guess the, what they cook it at? I'm not sure if that's maybe the right designation. The cook. Well, yeah, because you take the internal temperature if you want to be a real professional. I, I Well, no, you know, a real professional could see look at it. Well, they would just, yeah, they just touch it. They, with their... they, yeah, exactly. It's about the firmness of like your, was it your, this your, is palm, for... your palm, your palm, your tip of your nose. This is for people who just have a night out once a year and they go to Outback and they don't know how they want their, their steaks cooked, Jarrett. Steak? Steak. Mm. So which steak are you getting? Mm. Steak I, and meat combos. Didn't, didn't I already pick? Didn't I say uh, Victoria's oh. filet mignon? Get yes, that, you did. 
Get that bacon wrapped around there. Um, potatoes and sides. Oh, look at these. It even tells you the calories. My goodness. How I'm going to get the not steak bloomin' fried chicken because it sounds like a bloomin' island but oh, fried chicken. Cream spinach. Oh, yeah. Baby food. <laughs> Some asparagus. Ooh, you could get the Kingsland steak. Oh, it's there's also the not steaks, as they call it. Yes, that's where the bloomin' fried chicken is. Yeah. There's some chicken with some shrimp saucy things on top. Ooh, did Sammy, you check? Sammy's. There's one of those words I fucking hate. Sa- Sammy? Sammy's. Well, you ain't never had a Sammy before. <laughs> I'm Australian. Br- Brisbane Caesar salad. I'm, I'm Oliver Granger. Did you see the two Woomba <laughs> sal- salmon? <laughs> Woomba. You know what I mean? That's like that. How it's like uh, how you end a sentence. I'm Oliver Granger. Mama Granger, Australian, Toowoomba, sweet, ooh, sweet choco mine sandwich. Okay, let's, look at, let's talk about the sweet finish, RJ, for sweet you finish. or the table. Oh, Jarrett, inappropriate. Went right ba- past the Ch- bottles and Jesus. tinnies. Chocolate thunder from down <laughs> under. I mean, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, because it sounds yeah. like you shit your pants. Well, I mean, if I go to Outback and I don't they, shit my pants, RJ, I feel like I would have done something wrong. You, you could fondue. I could fondant. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm going for the chocolate thunder down under. Yeah. Mate. Look at that brownie. Oh, if you keep going down, there's like uh, there's like pictures. Espresso butter porterhouse. But they put espresso <laughs> butter on a steak? What the fuck is that? You gotta have a, I don't know, like, I don't know, brand. Oh, there, yeah, there you go. You need, yeah, you need to have like, what is this thing? So I'm saying, you can't put espresso butter on meat. <laughs> Even is espresso butter. I don't want my meat to taste like coffee. What about a gingerbread cookie martini? Oh, that sounds pretty great. Malva great. Man, oh man. <laughs> Bloomin' fried shrimp, gingerbread cookie martini. Looks pretty incredible. Yeah. Out back. Yeah. Oh, what's the Joey menu? Oh, that's for the kiddos, Jarrett. Joey's oh. means kiddos. Mm-hmm. You can have grilled cheese-a-roo, chicken fingies, boomerang cheeseburger, mac-a-roo and cheese, grilled chicken on the bobby, and Joey's sirloin. Uh, Justin would, to drink, he mm. would have a tall Stella Artois. Oh, yes. Uh, number one, how could you not go with a bloomin' onion for the app? <laughs> I mean, good point. How could you not? 18-ounce bone-in ribeye, medium rare with a side of broccoli. Broccoli? <laughs> broccoli. Man, you're gonna, he's going to have the thunder down under, if you know what I mean. Number three, share some ch- uh, carrot cake for dessert. Jesus. I mean, share with who? I don't know. <laughs> The waiter. Oh wait, he has a family. He's got the those... waiter does. <laughs> uh, Justin, he's got oh. those... he's he's got that family. He can feed that carrot cake. Yes, I mean he um he's got kids. They'll eat some of that cake. Some of that cake, but they'll hate him for it because that carrot cake. I know, but it's just a branding thing because you hear carrots and you're like, oh, carrot cake. But then you have carrot cake and you go, hmm, sweet. That's nah, like, 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 like Oliver's right here with me. <laughs> I know. Next, he does. We should. 
we should do a whole episode <laughs> as we'll Oliver Granger. See, yeah, until people stop. See, see <laughs> they how just many stop. people bail. Yeah. And then our, our subscriptions will go down two hundred percent. Like people also, will actually delete it. Yeah. Also, I remember yeah. being baffled by that concept of buying drink syrup and having to mix it with water when I was in Sweden, which Rob mentioned last week. Yeah, there was that one drink. Like Ovaltine? No. Oh. Yeah, like it's like Tang, but liquid version of yeah. Tang. Yeah, yeah I a, get it. A curious thing. It's grog. Grog. what it is. Game talk. Grog. If you fellas had the urge to square off against each other in a first-person shooter death match, which one would you go with, and what would you be armed with? I would have to go with Call of Duty Modern Warfare with the biggest machine gun in the game. Thanks for the time, creeps. Cheers. Well, Jared, let me let me know what your first-person shooter would be. Um, I know you're a big game yeah, old, I, I, uh, gamer. I don't know any. What's a good one? I don't know. I don't Halo? play first-person shooters. Halo? <laughs> yeah, let's say Halo. I'll shoot, I'll shoot ice crystals at you, RJ. I remember that being a thing. The Needler? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Needlers. Have you ever seen that picture of Tony Soprano with a Needler? Yeah. It's awesome. That's it. I don't have there anything go. else. There it's you just go. awesome. It'd be RJ9 Halo with Needlers. With Needlers, yeah. That's what we're doing now. That's what we're that's doing now. That's, our, that's the thing. That's our thing. Yep. Next, RJ. Yes. Reese Hackstool. Holy shit. And he's, and he's brought the Shug with an email entitled Happy New Year. Oh, yes. Hey, Jared and RJ. Happy 2022 to you. Hope you had a restful break. Big mm. shout out to Roger English for being on the show last week. Ooh. Even though I'll never know what he thought of North by Northwest, his British <laughs> wit was certainly welcome. Yes. We all we are all still curious. Maybe one day when we when we hit it on when once we finish and we start over because once we're done this we are gonna start over and just go from one number one again so once we make our way back we'll uh, maybe we'll have them on again we'll circle back around yeah that's the plan or if uh, posited by some quantum physicist types uh, like time is actually like a football it will come to a point and then we'll go back in reverse. And we'll just we'll miss it again. But like, what if time is a round square? Forwards and backwards, RJ. That's what I learned this week. No corners. It's a circle. As 2021 is now behind us, I was asked a few days ago what my favorite movie of 2021 was. Mm. 2021 was a weird year as far as movies go. Yeah. For every pig, there was a spiral. From the Book of Saw... <laughs> For every <laughs> Titan, I don't know. I have no idea how it's actually pronounced. I think uh, it's Titan. Titan. For every Titan, there was a "Don't look up." Holy shit, that movie was bad and inexcusably long. I've heard. Hard to say what was my favorite, although I did really like that Dune, and I know that's going to be a hot take in these parts. Do either of you have any favorite shows from 2021? We'll get there, Reese. We'll get there. Oh, baby. The last episode of How To with John Wilson aired last week, and it was so sweet and nice. I hope this isn't the end of that show, but I wanted to put another series on your radar. It's called Chillin' Island, and it is basically the 2020 rap equivalent of Fishing with John, narrated by Stephen Wright. Give it a watch. It's It's pretty good stuff. Have a great show, fellas. 
sweetly Sugarhead. Have you heard of um, I've Chillin seen, Island? I think I've seen it. Is like in pop-ups. Yeah, but I, I don't know anything about it. Okay, okay, okay. I see like okay. I see like whatever it is like those, uh, you know, streaming platform cards that they pop up with and say here's something that's popular right now and i see chillin island i go i have no idea what that is yeah well are you gonna check it out now based on sugar's recommendation god no oh maybe so (laughs) yeah yeah, i I really hope that uh how did john wilson is not over either because i don't know man those those ratings are real bad those uh, those tv ratings are the shits did you hear though the way he like kind of sent off? He's like, yeah. "Thank you so much for yeah. watching." It really it sounds like a definitive it is the end. end. Yeah, it seems like that could be it. Yeah, yeah. It sure seems like it. Yeah, they haven't announced it's going to be renewed, but I don't think that's the kind of show that they'd be prioritizing. Saying <laughs> some person, I don't know, some guys say, "Bro, we we're, we're in the John Wilson business. There's going to be more. Don't you worry about it." He yeah. said, "You see, you see what they got down there in the John Wilson show." They're doing great things. Wow, Oliver Oliver Granger. I'm you're, Oliver Granger. You're you're in the meeting. <laughs> yes. That's, that's all he would say. That, that's yes. Yes. He'd have nothing else to say. He just he he wouldn't be able to. So. No. Yeah. Uh, Actium Jackson Maximus. Oh, he's uh, a a frequent flyer now these days. Uh, in a no subject email. Holy shit! Hey creeps, hope all is well for you this week. No question yes. this week. However, given last night's with Robert English, Ooh. means that if you get fed up enough with by Brackage Volume Two, you can just boot me from the call and blame it on international connection issues. Anyways, have a good uh-huh. year and keep up the excellent work, Actium Jackson. You know, I, I I don't appreciate the implication because uh, we've we've never done anything but try to facilitate our special friends, and they are special friends, Drew. So uh, listen to this, Actium Jackson Maximus. When you get on here, you'll see how hard it is to roll with the big dogs, <laughs> and you'll you'll understand. That's right. You'll understand. We'll find you, or you'll find us. When is by Brackage too? I'm looking it up right now. Cause that that's probably an important thing to ask. <laughs> it's, it's probably a long ways away. Probably. Uh it is because we've done this before. Whoo! Spine five hundred and seventeen. Well, we're pretty close, no? Uh four years. Ah uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be dead. Yeah. But you can keep doing the show. Maybe Actium Jackson Maximus can come on for Armageddon. Oh, when we cycle back around? Yeah. <laughs> that that might come before by brackets, too. That's true. We might be on the cycle around. Yeah. It depends where the cycle started. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He knows. He gets it. Speaking of Rob Eagle. Ooh, baby. Short Be- mail today. Yep. Hi, creeps. And thank you for making me feel so welcome on the show. I had super fun. It was just like listening to the podcast. Only I got to interrupt. Also, happy new year to you guys and to all creeps out there. At this time of year, many people think about self-improvement, new Mm -hmm. year, new me, etc. So I've decided to capitalize on that and start a new business. I enclosed one of my advertisements currently displayed in shop windows and phone booths all around my neighborhood. 
Okay. Which I will send to RJ so he can see this as well. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm uh, going to make a fortune. Regards, Rob Eagle, not the Leather Daddy. Not the Leather Daddy? Not the Leather Daddy. He doesn't want to be the Leather Daddy anymore? Or does he? I, I don't know. I'm kind of on board with this. Yeah. Although I got to say... Um, what do you think? I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty close to the second one, right? Well, I mean I don't recognize the person to the left, but I, I mean yeah, yeah. I mean I, I've 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 not seen you in either presentation. Not yet. Uh, not yet. I'm not going to describe this to the listeners out there. It's going to be a surprise to them when it gets posted on <laughs> yeah. social media. Yeah. In uh, I would say a day or two. Okay. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Potentially. We got to help promote Rob's new business. Oh yes, I, I well he he didn't uh, put on his um his Patreon here for us so that we can uh... well I could read it I could read this um, oh okay yeah no go ahead. no pills no exercise a whole new a whole new you for twenty two register Ooh. now Rob Eagles Photoshop courses the best tool to change your body and uh, there's a uh, sample yeah there's some there's some an example of uh Rob, of what he Rob he's Eagling. bringing to the table. Yes, there's a sample of uh, whoa, oh, the 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 potential mm. that can be, in all of us. Well, yeah, we are, we're all capable of great things, Jared. Mm-hmm. We're all capable, clearly. Great things. So what do you? Yeah. Well, uh, people will know what we're talking about. Maybe one day. Oh, I'll post it this week for yeah. sure. Yeah. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Great, great work. Maybe good, the day after. Good, good, good. Glad that Rob survived his experience with Bagul. Well, he flew all the way over, and it's a long flight home. That's why he had to leave early. Is uh, you know, it's um, people don't realize, but our guests actually come and sit down with us. So from England <laughs> to here was a real long trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still do it on Skype though. We just make him sit in the the room next to us. <laughs> And we do hard Ethernet cable. <laughs> when things go down, there's not much we could do about it. There's nothing we could do. We just, we just go silent and stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> do other things. And then, uh, and then eventually you just go, oh. You're still here? Oh. Oh. And you say, I thought you had a plane to catch, buddy. Mm-hmm. Or you say it like that and you mm-hmm. kind of flick your you eyebrow probably, a little uh, bit. Probably call a cab. You should probably get a cab. It's getting late. you got a long way to go. That's right. Baby. You uh, baby. Now we yeah. got we got two Sams. Two Sams. Two Sams. Two can Sam. Two can Sam. Shit. Sam Sanchez. No subject. Yeah. Hello, guys. Mm-hmm. First, just wanted to say I don't appreciate disclosing that I <laughs> cried during my appearance on the show. I guess now I know that Balrog can't be trusted. <laughs> Lesson learned. I, I didn't realize it. I didn't know it was um, confidential information. I didn't realize it was part of the confidentiality report. Right. Okay. All People, right. they signed the prenup when they come on the show. They know that all everything they say and do is now our property. That's and, how that and, works, right? and their adopted children. Yes. Jared. Yeah. And their and their children's friend codes on their switch. <laughs> Not to play with them, what? but in case in case the parents ever want to play. Oh, right. The friend code. Of course. The friend code. Yeah. 
Uh, anyways, what was Sam saying? Um, don't really have anything for this week, so I guess I'll just mention a couple games I've been playing. Ooh. I recently mentioned that I got a PS5 around Christmas time and I spent some time playing both Hades and Disco Elysium. I believe these games came out in 2019 or 2020, but I've been finally catching up with them and loving them both. I've heard they're both good. Both? Good. Hades is on Switch, but I don't know if Disco Elysium is. Um, Hades is a roguelike, which I haven't really latched onto in any in the past, but this game is great. Mm. And Disco Elysium is a detective RPG that recently showed up on IGN's top 100 games of all time, way up at number 10. What the fuck? <laughs> What? What? That's crazy. What? How's that? See. How does that work? Um, Seem, they just put out. Well, oh, Sam yeah. continues. Seems a little clickbaity to put it that high, but it is great throughout the couple hours I've played so far. Recommend checking out both, despite not being finished with either yet. That's okay. I mean, you're, pro- you're probably faster than RJ here. Um, probably one of the worst, I work for one of the worst players I think I've ever seen in my life. I work so hard, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. So hard. I was gonna. Maybe I'm not even gonna tell you about the new game I started. Don't the the 50 plus hour game I started this week. <laughs> sure you did. I I did. I'm uh I'm two hours in okay. of the 50 hours. Yeah. I'll let you figure. You can back You can Google games that are 50 hours and stores like game story, <laughs> and see if you can guess. Isn't that all of them nowadays? Uh, no, Metroid Prime took me 15 hours, or Metroid Dread. It was yeah. 15 hours my playthrough. Yep. Finally, uh-huh. or lastly, I finally received my All the Haunts Be Ours set. So look forward to diving into that soon. That's the folk horror box set, RJ, that uh, Severin put out. I got mine. Seven. You got yours? I got mine, baby. I got mine. Have you watched uh, it yet? I, I started it. I did watch the uh, the three-hour-long uh, documentary, mm. whatever the fuck it's called, the one by Kira Lajanis. Who? Alrighty, big yeah. creep boys. Happy New Year. A happy New Year to you, Sam, you big creep boy. Go watch those creep movies, those folk horror movies and january ah what are you are you gonna be watching new war Jarrett? no (laughs) i mean we did this week and that counts enough for a jan new war airy maybe okay i don't know i'm not questioning it i'm just saying no i don't know i don't know we'll see (laughs) i've been watching lots of other stuff yeah i've noticed you're a you're a real movie guy the movie man's Real movie guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, finally. Yeah. Email number nine. Nine's not ten. Sam Loveland. <sighs> Smoking indoors. Yes. Hey, creeps. I forgot to send this earlier. Great episode last week. Rog, uh, Rob Eagle reminded <laughs> me of something I've been meaning to do for a while which is start a smoking indoors tag on Letterboxd for when movies have sick, disgusting people smoking indoors. Hey, come on now. <laughs> you got to be a real sicko to do something like that. Well, see, I mean, <laughs> okay, so here's my thing. It's like I said, I would never do it in my house, but if, you have, if you've ever gone to a house and they're like, yeah, you smoke in here, you go, what? It's, it's, a, good, it's a good feeling, Sam. You go, oh, shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Especially when it's minus 35 outside in yeah. the dead of winter. Mm. And, but like, the way people don't really understand the cold here because like it is cold but the wind like we always talk about how windy it is here it is windy but if you go outside right now and you have exposed skin it will literally catch on fire that's how cold it is fire will your your cells will combust yeah that's how cold it is but also i like rog eagle i think is what you described rog yeah, I think you said Rog Eagle, and I go, yes, it's pretty good. I <laughs> it's, like it's, Rog. It's, it's, it's a new twist. A new, new twist. Yeah. New twist, same game. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I was just going to say um, that growing up, I had a lot of aunts and uncles that all smoked, and ah. uh, there was a lot of smoking indoors, and it it, yep. it stunk. It was hor- oh, it, yeah. It was horrible. Uh, but yeah andrew's got a lot of health problems and she uh attributes that to uh the fact that their parents smoked indoors until she was like nine or 12 or something like that and then they're like "Ooh, maybe this isn't good and then they stopped there's a lot of kids that had smoking parents and they're perfectly fine well my my mom used to smoke but she always went outside Mm. so big difference big difference (laughs) just just Builds character. Character, sweetheart. A- ashen out on her head. Mm. On whose head? <laughs> on Andrea's head. Oh, this it's good my... for you, sweetie. <laughs> no, pick up my butts. Uh, well, I mean, I think I don't. I don't think that was part of it. No. It wasn't a, a gummo situation. <laughs> it, was, I, it, it was an early 1990s where they went. Smoking's bad for you. What? Yeah, yeah. They, just, they only found out in the 90s. Who knew? Well, Who knew? Hey, it was cool until about ten years ago. Now and now, everyone looks down at you when you smoke. They go, "This fucking guy," and you go, "Come on." Yeah, although the um, the uh, the bus landing area. At oh work, yeah. Uh, there is sort of like, I don't know, smokers you can, pit. Well, there's just kind of like usually like one person over by a bench. Yeah, <laughs> and, ostracized. And, and, from well, society. they're either, and then there's like those uh, those chaps, RJ, that like to just pull a nice heavy vape. And just blow everywhere. See, those guys are way worse. Way worse. Because, like, if, if they, I were they, to have... they, they don't have the shame that they, they should have. Exactly. Exactly. The shame that's been built into that's real the, the one that Sam Loveland... The, the shame that Sam Loveland, uh, I think, captures by calling them sick, disgusting people. Yes. Yeah, because we've been, like I said, ostracized for the last 15 years about how disgusting our habit is. And then you go, yeah, it is. So I'll go stand over here by myself and I'll leave you alone. But these vape daddies, they just come mm-hmm. blowing big old hoots. <laughs> Reviewing their new toot machines on Reddit. Oh, yes. Yeah. What was that guy's name again? Oh, like I gave us our first bad review. User something or other. I can't yeah. remember what it was. Well, he bought a vape. And look Classic. where he is now. <laughs> Dead. Dead. Yeah. yeah. Could happen to you too. <sighs> to go off... Uh, what someone said last week. Let me share some wisdom with you. Childhood is idolizing RJ. Adulthood is when you realize Jared makes more sense. <laughs> hey, what is going on over there? I don't. Uh... <laughs> I don't think any of that was warranted. Yeah, <laughs> not even at all. I know I, RJ. I, RJ, remember, I'm the grandpa. Yeah, but what are you right about? All what? the sick, disgusting porn <laughs> things you say in an episode? Wow, and then it all makes sense, see? 
Yeah, so I think Sam Loveland just said that he he's on board with this, openly discussing porn this, talk. What's this, this, what's this kiss ass on about? <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, what a kiss ass, right, RJ? What to you? Yeah. Oh, I think he's got <laughs> he's got some kind of plan, and uh, I'm I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not here for it. Yeah, I'm uh, not here for it. Uh, so uh, you lost me, Sam. You were adopted. Wow. Guess what? Oh no! Adoption you, you over. Diso- you've disowned him. Well, the adoption hasn't gone through yet, but I think I'm not going to sign that pa- that file. <laughs> You're going to leave him at the orphanage. Say, so, yeah, I'll be there as soon as I can, and then next plane oh, out. Winter on winter on like Christmas Eve. Yeah, and yeah. then I'll be on the next ship out of here. I'll be like, see you later. <laughs> you'll be you'll be in your house smoking. Just, <laughs> said I showed that homeless orphan. Just um, thanks yes. and hags. Huh? Hags. It's all caps. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Hags. Hags. <laughs> I'm not sure that is it like a hug. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm old, RJ. <laughs> I know you're old, but I you're don't... not right. Uh, not always. <laughs> I'm confused. Um, I, I don't did, know. What I, I, I actually I did uh, email uh, Sam Loveland uh, pointing out that was a very good idea to cancel his trip to Montreal as it is just like in curfews and lockdown. Oh yes, it would not not be a good time. No, see, I didn't even think about that, but uh, yeah, yeah it, uh... well, it happened like what the next day, kind of thing. It went down when it was. Oh like, yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, oh crap. <laughs> Uh, oh no! This is uh, not good. This is going to be very bad for us. <laughs> Store up uh, stack up on the that bags of milk. <laughs> we might run out. You need that bag of milk. It is going to be bad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, Jerry? That sounds like you're Oliver Granger. But he, he is also very bad. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a mix of uh, a few different. Um, Oh, I, w- I wouldn't say stereotypes. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> that was that was uh, that was emails. Uh, no females, hey? Nope. Not, not a one. Not that I'm aware of. Well, we don't. I mean, we shouldn't assume, right? Well, I mean, I'm not the one asking about females. I don't know. You frequently are. <sighs> frequently. Hey, Archie, what you been creeping on this week? Well, I got a question for you. How many movies did you watch? Lots. Too many to talk about. Uh, well, what do you want to hear about, Jarrett? Do you want to hear about Star Trek Nemesis? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I should pull up my notes here. So um, when was the last time you watched? Uh, I don't have a lot. Well, I, I, wa- I watched it, I guess, now last year. Uh, At this time? During the summer. Oh, okay. I, I talked about it briefly, but I couldn't go into it too much. I couldn't remember when you had talked about it. I think it was summer. Okay, so... We got Nemesis here, Jared. This is the last of the TNG movies yep. so far. <laughs> so far? Yeah, and if people want to know what uh, that so far means, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Maybe I'll give you some more details about what. You got scoops? I might, but it's only for the Patreons. Um, so anyways, uh, we got Nemesis here. We got uh, all the boys are back together. Um, they're getting old. Jarrett, they're getting a little old. not as old as Picard old, but you know what I mean. Uh, so what happens in this one? Uh, you get some goblin scrolls. They're kind of up to no good, and uh, then you get uh, Picard, and uh, he goes to uh, Riker's wedding. Riker and uh, um, Troy are getting married, Jarrett. 
You know that? What else do they do in this movie, RJ? Uh, who? who? Uh, Riker and Troy? Yeah. Okay, so I have a few things to say about this. So... <laughs> continue, continue. I mean, I, I, the Riker sex scene is like... It's very strange because we... <sighs> why is it in here and it's i I know that he directed this sure yeah okay okay. i think you answered your own question i know that he wanted it to happen but i i have a hard time seeing that like no one else they 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 wanted to consummate it in front of everybody but for the for the fans rj but it's star trek so what, what happens uh i think odo comes well that's not what my notes here say from july of 2021 fans waited 15 years to finally see riker mount troy by candlelight and even that turns into an attempted mind rape sad face oh yeah there's she's always getting mind raped hey yeah it's it's no good it's kind of like man we're back to that already huh oh yeah already already (laughs) already yeah there's a lot of mind raping which is like inappropriate you know um oh you know what else is inappropriate about that what so uh, my biggest problem with nemesis and i i haven't like flat out said nemesis isn't great um i don't think it's it's like the outright worst but nemesis is it's not good but for a few certain reasons one of them is because they really fuck up picard so like after that after after, um, after Troy's like, yeah, they were like in my mind. Uh, Picard says something like that actually promotes like more of the, the sexual assault, like mind assault. He's like, well, we got to keep this connection going. So <laughs> can you like put up with it a little bit more? Which I feel like is very not Picard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think he'd be. That's a Janeway thing. Janeway would be like, ooh, <laughs> shit. Keep that going because she makes horrible decisions. <laughs> yeah. But Picard wouldn't. Picard wouldn't do that, and I think Cisco would just eject Troy out of the airlock immediately. He'd be like, "She's done to us," because he's a war criminal. <laughs> you know what I mean, Jared? No, right. So, anyways, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. So I, I think they got Picard wrong for that, but also, um. The best man speech, just while we're still at the wedding thing, it's a little self-serving for Picard. Like, he's kind of talking himself up, which I also thought wasn't very Picardish. I was like, he's not like that. He's He he would have made this about them because that's what he would do. And then he, he, he cracks a Mr. Troy joke, and I also think he wouldn't do that. I know they're trying to, like, make him more, like friendly that was the point of the poker game thing but i he, he's a serious businessman he would never take the work lightly no, you know what i mean mm-hmm. so anyways those are two things that i noticed uh and you can continue on if you would like oh no uh my other note about this entire movie because like it's it's very faint in my mind um, yeah. nosferatu aliens are kind of cool i guess even yep. though we never heard of them ever before and never again i i assume i uh, know well there there is no future in any of this unless picard talks about them but i doubt it they're like they're they're kind of played off as just kind of like a small planet race that like doesn't really meet has no real significance side romulans yes yeah you think that these uh would have come up at some point but nope that the romulans had like a slate you know what they're trying to do it's kind of like having a slave race like how uh the bajorans were for the cardassians i think that's what they're trying to do but it um wasn't earned in this one, Jared. So we have uh, Picard. There's a wedding, and then uh, they get a reading of a uh, 
like biometric net or whatever, whatever Dave's brain is. So they're like, oh, we got to read into this. And <laughs> Picard's like, well, Mr. Troy, we're going to have to take a take a quick break from your honeymoon. <laughs> and then they go, they go to the Tatooine planet and uh, they do some desert warthogging. Jared, you know about desert warthogging? Uh, yeah, see, <laughs> the only time I ever had seen this movie previous to this point. In um, theaters? No. I saw the oh. no 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 no, um, I saw this over at a friend's house, and there was some adult beverages being had. Uh, uh, even you? And this this was a, this is a while back, RJ. Come on now. Uh, I, I I believe it might have even been Smirnoff ices that were uh, oh. uh, available, and uh, I, I remember just like being like at my at this point I was probably at uh, some peak film snootiness. We. And this, and this, and this, this same night, this same, no, no, no. There, okay. There's, there's never been a fedora, RJ. Oh, but interesting. But, um, <laughs> but uh, this, this, the t- this night was two, two movies: Star Trek Nemesis and Boondock Saints. Reviewed. And when you were done, were you like, I really know what it feels like to be a man? Mm-hmm. Is all, that what you said all, afterwards? All, all I remember is when, like, there's the dune bugging around, and when it's like, like, I just said out loud, oh, they're going to jump it off a cliff into the shuttlecraft. And then it happens, like, uh-huh. you know, a minute later. That seems awesome. Oh, I hear, oh, I got, how'd you know? <laughs> I was like, because it, it's like, of course it was. Yep. Like, it's probably even in the trailer, like for all I know. It pro- probably. Yeah. Um I mean I was I, I, I think I've heard you talk about that before and I was actually fine with it <laughs> when I jumped it into the ship. Oh, I the the Doom buggy itself is kind of stupid that because chase it's like why scene would is they so do garbage? That? Like it doesn't It is. Yeah. Except turret wharf is pretty cool. Like he's working <laughs> that turret, but like they could have had him work in a turret gun in any situation it didn't have to be like a warthog i I hate these action movie star trek movies they guess they get worse and worse well wait till the jj abrams baby yeah so i mean turret warthog wharf was cool i think Mm -hmm. so anyways yeah but no needle gun yeah with the oh then it's the needler jerry no needle gun needler I'm, I'm old, remember? I I know I'm aware, but it turns out, I, but, but it doesn't but eventually, mean you're right. eventually, eventually, you'll realize I, I, I was it, right. It doesn't mean you're right. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, they drive. They find a, a different old data, and uh, they take yeah, him back. His, and... his now is it? Like, yeah, his body. They find his old body or his head. They find the whole thing. No yeah, cap. it's pieces scattered all over, and they find the whole thing. And uh, what it's a bunch of contrived! Over. What a bunch of contrived shit this is. Yes, it is. And it's not like, you know, like it could have easily been more because more is like an established character in the show. But no, it's something called before. And it's B- like B four four. That's his real name. Boo. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's in simpler day data and he doesn't really do much. And he's just there as a metaphor. Comedic relief. An allegory to something else i don't know it's just data doing the same thing like what is living if we are not alive kind of stuff data that's how data talks so they get him and then once once they get him then they get another kind of signal and then that's when uh enter tom hardy's bane mm-hmm. he appears uh and tom hardy's fine in this i thought yeah, like, he, yeah he's uh you know 
slender Picard. And then there's that that de aged photograph that I think there's... I think I sent to you when I yeah. watched this, and I, I, with no, I, there was no context given to it. Yep. Yeah, I knew what it was. I actually, I don't think he's like, he's not miscast or anything like that. He actually, he fits fine as a young Picard in the sense that they're using him for. It's just the movie itself isn't very well, good. The whole idea of it, though, is that, oh, we were going to use him to infiltrate Starfleet. Yeah, because he had advanced aging where it's like, he was one of those things where it's like, when he's like 10, he's actually, or when he's, yeah. he looks 30, he's actually only like 10 years old, but his everything is advanced earlier on. Anyways, it, it's like that. You, you would have thought this would have come up sometime before the Romulans had this kind of technology on the go. You'd think. You'd think. But then, yeah, you find out that he's a, a Picard clone that the Romulans made to infiltrate Starfleet. and uh, But this Picard um, was abandoned and grew up with the Morvox <laughs> under, uh, in the mines. In the mines. Uh, in the mines. Um and then uh, he doesn't want that. He just kind of wants peace for his people and stuff, but he's going to take it by force. So what you have next is a mix of what I can only describe in my, what I said in my review is a mix between like star Wars and the matrix. Cause there's a lot of star Warsy stuff in here, like hallway shooting at each other, which I was like, yeah, I'm not on board with this. And then there was a lot of like neon or not even neon, but like fog machine green going around, which <laughs> I, I feel like is just also the time era. But then you also get event horizon airlock data getting shot out of that <laughs> airlock. And you go, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Nemesis isn't a isn't a great film. No. Um, is it the worst? I don't know. I don't know if this is this one or Insurrection is worse. It's it'd be they're, hard to say. They're to be they, honest. They're like both bad. Oh yeah, they're both really bad. So <laughs> it's it's hard to pick a, a loser out of those two. Is what I'm yeah. trying to say. I, because they're they're both quite quite poor. Yeah, that's kind of like all the all these uh, next gen movies though. Man. Yeah, I mean, other than like First Contact is good and. Yeah, Generations isn't great. No, but I don't know. I don't know what's worse. But I, I would, I would definitely. I don't even know if I really want to watch like any of the next gen movies over again, though. Like I would if they were just if I had no choice. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch original series uh, movies all, anytime. Oh, I would watch any of the the original. Ones. I would. Those movies I are would. All I good. would even watch the first movie, which I think is terrible. Uh, yeah, but it's still better than Generations, Insurrection, and Nemesis. Right. Because is... Vija is there. Sad. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough gambit, man. I don't know what the, the best ones are, the worst ones are. I don't know. I don't know anymore. But the original ones are definitely better than any of these ones. Yep. So, I don't know. Hard gambit. So, that's what I watched. And then I watched a, a movie you watched as well, unless... You want to hear about six hours of Millennium talk? I'm good. I'm I good. also watched the Millennium after documentary. Well, 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 what the talk about that at some later point? Uh, we will, we will. I should have saved it, but uh, it is a Damn. a real documentary that has real interviews in it. Okay. I should mention before we do that, I'm I, I'm also watching a Nirvana the Nirvana the band the show, and I think you would I think you would like it. I don't know if you would love it. Not how to style, but uh, I do think you'd like it. It's it seems like it's made for early Canadians, uh, early thirties Canadians, is who it's appealing to. So, anyways, 
You want to talk about the Suicide Squad? The Suicide Squad. The Suicide my, Squad. My, my, my first suicide. Uh, my first Suicide Squad movie. I know you missed the good one. I know I missed out on Jared Leto putting I don't know jellied eel in my underwear or something. Uh, he was doing all sorts of stuff. Jelly Deal was the least of his concerns. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Suicide Squad uh, two. It it came to it came to crave. Yes, it did. Uh, like a a day or two before Christmas or something. It was a yeah. weird release day. Yeah, and we were like, hey, we gotta we gotta coordinate. We gotta watch this so we can talk about it. Yes, yes. And now we've watched it, RJ. You watched yep. you watched it first. I, I did watch it first, and even a day or two before I actually watched. So, what were your expectations of this going in? Um, I thought that this would be would ha- offer mild enjoyment to me in the same way that the Guardians of the Galaxy movies did, where I didn't think I would like it as much as everyone else seems to like it, where everyone else was like absolutely shitting in their pants. They're like, oh, these movies are amazing. You know, that's what they say. Um, but I figured I would get some enjoyment out of it, and okay. uh. That was pretty much what I went and I made Andy watch it with me, which I later I realized was a mistake because um, she liked the Guardians movies when they came out. But we also saw them in theaters, which I think is a different kind of kind of beast. You know, you have to pay attention. Whereas this we watched it and she liked parts of it. But uh, there was also a lot of gross stuff in this movie. And uh, she wasn't on board with that. Not and not like gross, just like things that she doesn't watch normally like like, I mean? like seeing lloyd kaufman on screen for like like, like a second yeah like seeing lloyd kaufman no nah, i don't know there's just like lots of people getting ripped apart and stuff and she's like she doesn't like care she's just like yeah whatever and i was like yeah it, what, the, yeah. Vi- the it wasn't just like oh man it's so violent it's so no sick she went meh whatever so anyways what was your expectation uh, thought it was going to change your life? No, same. I I probably had lower expectations than that. Yeah. Because I have been fooled many times with these they super these superhero things that people really like. These mm-hmm. aren't they're they're pretty well not for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, even that James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy, that I've only seen the first one, and I thought it was like very like so-so. Yeah, two's not good. And I saw the trailer for Suicide Squad, and outside of like being like super excited about like some of the visual stuff in terms of like getting the costumes right, yep. um, and realizing that Starro the Conqueror was going to be in it, I was like kind of like just waiting for that the entire time. Cause, yeah, um, so which is like, cool. Which is about all I was looking for. But then there's like this shit about like John Cena and like Idris Elba walking through the jungle, talk- and like this is the R-rated trailer and talking about dicks all over the beach and eating dicks and i was like oh boy this is going to be deadpool is it and uh, not uh, it doesn't quite hit that level it go, I don't it, think, there, but... there's times though where i yeah. was like okay anyway we can we start talking about the movie anyway my expectations sure. were quite a bit lower i suppose because i don't know if james gunn is the uh director that i used to like and sure. it seems like he's just doing these movies and whatever he's making money and sure people seem to like it uh yeah so this movie opens up with michael rooker my my guy, your boy Henry, Henry, and he kills yep. a birdie right off the bat. Yeah, I know, and I there's a lot of bird violence in this movie. I don't know if I put that tag on, but I should because there's another bird scene later that well, I was like, there well, is the, no need for that at all. Setting it, setting CGI birds on fire, but they do cut away. To what, to what end? Because you know? show, show that this guy's a real bad guy. I know, but like, 
I'm going to update my take here. Bird violence. Yeah, there is bird violence. Yeah, which is will become a popular take, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, I thought that later one was weird, but definitely um, that first one with the bird, I was like, ugh. I was like, one of those, hey? Not that, like, I know it's a CGI bird. It's not that. It's just like, why even... How can we show that this guy is stone cold? Let's yeah. get him to kill some birds. And you're like, okay. All right. So, yeah, the movie yeah. is like uh, Amanda Waller, who leads yeah. the task, task Force X, the Suicide Squad. They have the, 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 the metas, the, the, the superhero villain types that have been arrested. And the government can do whatever they want with them because Amanda Waller said so. And they send them on suicide missions to maintain peace and order in the world. Sure they do. They get a little sure chip they, they get a little chip put into their head, and mm-hmm. if they don't obey, their heads blow up. That's the gimmick. Mm-hmm. So uh, the movie opens up with a team uh, that also features Harley Quinn mm-hmm. from The Last Suicide Squad and a very, very popular character. Allegedly, allegedly, people like mm-hmm. her. She's the Deadpool. She's the female Deadpool. She uh, is, and I had a realization watching this dude. Harley Quinn is. Remember when you were talking about Tom Waits like two years ago, <laughs> as like justification for like shitty artist, like shitty singers to like exist. Harley Quinn is that for pe- for trash people. <laughs> She's like justification for people to be like if you can't handle me at my worst you don't deserve me at my best but they're like shitting on the floor while they say that and it's like you might have a, like a mental illness <laughs> with harley quinn pajama pants <laughs> yeah and like do you know what i mean though like where it's like i'm gonna do it like this because i like i'm a boss and then like men or women or whatever you know and then i feel like i feel like people use that as justification to be shitty they're they're like I'm like Harley Quinn and you're like I don't think so but okay well are you talking about people that you might click on on a like public news story that are saying some pretty silly things and you look at their public profile and it's like oh look it's Joker and Harley Quinn it's a banner image yes (laughs) I absolutely mean those types I think we all know what we're talking about RJ's using some language I might not unkind maybe Uh, which one ungenerous uh, oh, uh, maybe. You're, you're, you're always right. So, that's right. That, well, that's what Sam tells us. <laughs> Continue. Oh, Sam, it's, it's going to eat RJ alive inside. You, you have no idea. I love it. Your, your lordship. Continue. <laughs> so, uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, but mm-hmm. oh man, things go think things go wrong. That this this group has been set up to fail. Even we get introduced to Weasel. Oh, are you a weasel man? I'm kind of a weasel man. Ah, it's whatever. It's whatever. I mean, he's he's only in the movie for. It's very memey. Feels like a meme, you know. Yeah, weasel. There's armless guy javelin, and they all they all meet horrible fates. But fuck, it, I was really annoyed right off the bat with this shit. This like panning around of their dead bodies, and like it's like oh, I I did not like that. I I was not not on board. You're like, I get it. They're dead. Yeah, and it kept going around with it, be like, "Oh, we fucked with you," and like, and it's like, oh. and it's showing off. I don't know. I, 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 I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. But then it turns we're out, like, we they, sure got you. They were the distraction. Yeah. And then on the other side of this island that they're invading, Corto Martes, which is uh, yeah. from the comics. Isn't that where Bane is from? I think so. I believe so. I think you're right. Uh, so on the other side is the other characters that have been featured in the trailer. You have Idris Elba's Bloodsport. 
uh, uh, and or was it Bloodsport? Yeah, Bloodsport. Okay, and he was good. I liked him. I liked the character. <sighs> yeah, Ratcatcher two. Yeah, Ratcatcher two is uh, which is which I is mean, a very like comic book reference. Yeah, because that that is something straight out of the Who's Who in the DCU. Yeah, uh, very much. So. Best character, best character in the movie. Who Ratcatcher two? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I, I like her. Well, Sebastian, I think, is the best character in the movie. Her mm-hmm. rat, uh, played uh, by Jaws. What do you mean, Jaws? That's the, oh, that's the rat's yeah. name. That's Guillermo del Toro's rat. Uh, is it? Maybe. Oh, maybe that was a rat in a different movie. Anyways, I was wrong about Bane. Bane is from Santa Prisca. Okay, there you go. Which is a very similar sounding place. Wow. Wow, Jay. It's a similar name. Wow. What? Corto Maltese Santa Prisca. They're similar. Wow. Get it? All right. Well, this is a character. So, hey, in, in uh, Suicide Squad, was Rick Flagg played by Will Smith? No, no, no. Rick okay. Flagg, Will I, I, Smith was dead shot in Suicide Squad. Okay, Rick okay, Rick Flagg okay. is the same as... Uh, the, same, same, same guy. guy. Okay. I, I just like, did they just recast the character? Like, I don't know. I never watched that movie. I don't know. But based on some review I was reading, I was like, what? And like, that's weird. Okay, I just wanted a confirmation on that because I, yeah. I didn't bother to click. Yeah, no, Rick Flagg is the same guy, and uh, yeah, um, Will Smith was uh, dead shot, and then I think what I think he was offered this and he turned it down, so they made it Bloodsport instead. Oh, look at but that! But that one I could be wrong. An- on. Another movie where uh, Will Smith uh, turned it down, and it's better for it. He turned down the good one and took on, took on the bad Ooh, one. Whatever he's in instead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you're, how how do they do uh, Jai Courtney dirty like that? Am I right? Jared. <laughs> so we also get uh, King Shark. Uh, yes, we get some King Shark in there. As voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I liked the King Shark. Probably the probably a good little payday for Sly there. And as well, we get Christopher Smith, Peacemaker, as played by one John Cena. Ba-ba-da-da. He, there was just a, a whole John uh, John Cena themed episode on Nirvana, Nirvana the band, the show. So wow. that's why I know that music. Rapadoo? Is that what it's called? Rapadoo! Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, so we got Peacemaker. Uh, in probably his best performance. John Cena? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Of, of I anything mean, he's I've only seen ever yeah, been no, getting better. Yeah, this is definitely uh, his his best performance, I guess, on the whole. Um, Peacemaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they are there to because this this island country uh, was being run controlled by this royal family uh, that was kind of uh, being backed by America, and there's now been a a, a coup, a military coup, coup d'état. Yeah. One year tomorrow, coup d'état. So that happens. They're go. Like, oh, there's instability. We we gotta cover our tracks because this is like it's like a spoiler for the movie. But uh, it turns out that there's this. Uh, was it the what's the name of the construction on the site? It's like Juden Mount or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I guess <laughs> is that what it was? I can't remember what the hell it's called. Was that was that a plot Jude, point? Judheim. Judheim. Jotunheim. Jotunheim. Like yeah. Jotunheim. That's it. Yeah. 
I, I have no idea. Was that supposed to be like something people recognize, or is that only for the real uh, the real Jot- fans? Yeah, Jotun- Jotunheim. Jotunheim. What yeah. is it? What's the significance of that? I think it's only in this movie, but I could oh, okay. be wrong. I think I think it is. Yeah, it's a Nazi-built prison and laboratory oh. located in the Corto Maltese. Uh, yeah, so they have to go in and they have to break it up because there's a, the, one of the highlights of the movie is the uh, film reel of some American astronauts oh, f- yeah. finding Starro floating in space. And then we get some uh, alien action with little little uh, Starro pods coming out, which yeah. I was like, oh, I hope we get to see that because that's one of those iconic things from when Starro shows up. Like the uh, starfish face. face plants. Yeah. yeah. See, that was one of the things that Andrew thought was gross was the um, – was all the little starros coming out? Do you know what I mean? I guess. I mean, that was like that was great though. I no, know. I mean I liked it too. Yeah. But that's a that's a common fear people have is like star, cl- star. small clusters of things. Uh-huh. Yeah, and starfish sticking to your face. Yeah. yeah, and taking over your brain, basically killing you. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, those people are dead. They are dead. Once they get once your brain's infected, you're it's over. You just yeah. become starroized. Yeah, that's why they could kill them without uh, recourse. Yeah. Actually, they killed a lot of people without recourse. Uh, yeah, so they get to the island, and there's a bunch of hijinks of them killing the wrong soldier group. Yes. And then they have to get the Thinker, played by Peter Capaldi. How, how did? What did you think of the, the Thinker? They didn't do anything with him at no, all. No, he just looks. He just like yeah, is there he look, cool. Yeah, he looks cool. I mean, it makes mm-hmm. sense, but character-wise, there's not much there other than. I'm bad. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he looks, but hey, at least he looks cool. He looks he looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I he, mean, all the I think if there's anything about this movie, it's that the characters look good. They 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 have cool like as you put it, uh, comic accurate costumes. Yeah. So that's good. Yes, uh, and even I like the stuff with uh, Ratchcatcher too, where like she does have the gas mask. Yes, which was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, her. Yeah, well, Ratcatcher Two is obviously the best, but uh, all Cause, the outfits because she's got, she's got her little she's got her rat. She's got her well, little Sebastian. Rat. He's got his vest, and he Man. waves. And there's <laughs> like the one scene where he's like he's offering uh, Idris Elba, who is afraid of rats. Yes, because when he was point. being trained to be the ultimate super assassin, his father yeah. to train him to be a super assassin would th- put him in a uh, like an enclosed rat. space filled with rats. Like the boo boo box from Hook. Do you remember the boo boo box? Kinda. It's kind of like the boo boo box. Okay. But that the boo boo box had scorpions in it. Yeah. Yeah. So Idris Elba, of course, he's he's been suicide squatted. He's in jail. He gets forced into like cooperating because his daughter's going down the wrong path. Uh. And and, and Amanda Waller is like acting like extremely horrible as a person. Yeah, I think that's her. That's how they're playing her. Which is. Yeah, kind of an odd direction to go in. It's very extreme. And I don't know where you go with that, like, story-wise. I mean, I mean that's just who she is. She's the she's the real bad guy, Jared. Because mm-hmm. you got to... You, the, real mo- about, the real monster? Yes. This movie's about rooting for the bad guy. So if, they're, if you're rooting for the bad guy, who's the real bad guy? Mm-hmm. You get it? So they they kidnap Thinker while in town at a bar. Mm-hmm. The military guys know something's up. Oh, Harley Quinn survived the other um, her kidnapping. That her kidnapping, as did uh, Flag. So yeah. they, they get well. He gets saved by rebels. And... Her story was added after the fact. Did you know that? Um, sure. 
I'm just, I yeah. don't know. I mean, she's she's at the climax. The she wasn't. Well, I mean, not after the fact, but she wasn't. I think James Gunn said he he wrote it without her in there, and then they're like, "Oh, you oh. got to put her in there." So he was like, oh, "Okay." So he went back and added her to stuff. So, so, so that's our, why our, she has a well, side. Well, we, we want to make sure that the, all of RJ's favorite people have someone to root for when they watch the movie. Who are they going to be rooting for? Harley Quinn. Uh, Your favorite people. So, yeah. So she, we had like a, this tangent with her uh, becoming the apple of the eye of the guy who's currently the president of Corto Mortiz, mm-hmm. um, who seems to have a little bit of restraint when it comes to like using Starro for nefarious world taking over possibilities. Mm-hmm. And they 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 have a torrid love affair over the course of like a two three minute long montage that's like nauseating. And mm-hmm. then she's like, oh, you know, this guy's a bad guy. So she shoots him dead out of nowhere. And talking about, then she gets to talk about, she gets her moment where she talks about recognizing signs about bad dudes. Cause she's talking about Joker mm-hmm. without saying that. And and then she goes oh, through yeah. like a, a Tarantino knockoff S kill bill kill sequence that has like zero tension at all. It's just her walking down a hallway. And then, then like the blood starts turning to flowers they call she, that Harley Vision. Yeah, sure. she's crazy. I guess is that a consistent thing in the other movies? Uh, no, that's brand new for this one. You just struck that one. Yeah, they, they it's brand new. But I think the implication, Jared, is that she has her own thinking of things. Of course, it's a little unconventional, Jared. Yeah, you can't hold me to your standards. Yeah, so she says, if you can't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. What a girl boss. She's a girl boss, Jared. So, one of the, one of the only. so yeah. she rescues herself, and then the other guys show up to save her, and they don't need saving. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that guy's dead. They they burn the bird cage. The bad soldier guy, who's the the, makes, the, the, the general, the generali. He's he's bad. It's like why? What depth? And then uh, yeah, then like the whole. I don't know. This is like a, this movie's two hours and fifteen minutes long. Yes, it is. It's absurd. Uh, hey, get... you know what I noticed? Sorry to interrupt, but I noticed Netflix has a category: movies ninety minutes or less. So apparent, I think people are starting to feel the fatigue of these fucking fourteen-hour movies. <laughs> so then we yeah. get we get a flashback about Ratcatcher two, and that her dad was a heroin addict, mm-hmm. but but he, but he really loved her, RJ. Did he though? I think he did. Oh yeah, that's uh Tegiki Watiti. Ah. Is as, as a, you... in, in hobo gear. Yeah, and well, I mean, he kind of like I, I think I... he that's his chic. He he kind of likes that dress anyways. <laughs> like see. he's usually wearing like his hair's kind of a little ruffled, you know what I mean? It's pretty it's pretty ruffled. It's pretty long and gray. Oh, it's Tegiki Watiti. Okay. I had no idea who that was. Anyways. It's Tegiki Watiti. I take your word for it. Okay. I thought I thought he was Marvel's guy, but well, as a director, but as an actor, different story. I gotcha. See, um, and then we get the big, ridiculous sequences of action at the at the prison, um, mm-hmm. which inevitably leads to the breaking out of of Starro, but not before we get like the white out rain scene of people walking toward us in slow motion. Yeah, so I I got a I got a mixed thing about that scene. I like I like the Pixie song that's in there because I just like that song, and it's like yes, this is very cool. 
But at the same time, it's like, I'm not really sure what purpose this walkout scene has. Like, it's because James Gunn apparently has the greatest taste in music there's ever been. So we have to have, like, James Gunn music references in But, but people know who the Pixies are, right? Uh, yeah, they know one song for sure. It's not. It's not the song they use here. No, like, it, a, it, a isn't the, their most co- like their most popular song. Nice right? to like, meet you. But I just like was it raining? Yeah, was it so raining so hard yes. that people couldn't see through the rain? Because yeah. I don't know about you, Jared, but I've always been able to see through the rain because I have impeccable. I, I, I think there is like real island torrential rains that exist that could be like you couldn't see anything but i don't think it would quite i mean maybe the sun's out somewhere else there'd be a glare but it's for stylization purposes oh aesthetics oh shit i don't know about that okay and then so like oh yeah throughout this entire movie that we've been talking about uh, a lot of people get their faces cut off and heads chomped off and eaten and you're just kind of like oh yeah 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 it happens been there done that and then there's like a, a pissing contest going on between Idris Elba and John Cena, but who's the better guy who can kill somebody with any weapon? Yes. Who do you think's the better one? I I don't know. I mean, we my money. To, we, we might have to wait till Peacemaker starts next week on HBO. Ooh, it's pretty fast. It's very soon. I had no idea. That, uh, I didn't watch. I didn't stick around to watch all the post credit sequences. I didn't watch a single one. Was there a lot? Uh, there's two. Oh, okay. Number one is that Weasel's Alive. That one's really fun. Oh, I saw that Yeah, one. that one's off the top. But then the next one is that Peacemaker's Alive. Oh. And I it's like, one, it's, it's, it, you get like those like really um, uninteresting actors that were in the like, I don't know, the crisis room with Waller. Uh, they're guiding uh, the mission. They're like, they're going to be on the show and they're standing around the hospital room. They're like, we're being punished for hitting her in the back of the head. And they're like, what's about, what's so special about him? Oh, I don't know. He just has to save the world. And they turn to the camera and wink. I see. It's one of those pieces of shit things. I see. Co- then they say, coming up next, <laughs> Peacemaker. <sighs> Wonderful. Wonderful. John, John Cena's got a TV show on HBO. Yes, he does. And uh, James Gunn wrote, uh, I think, every episode yeah. of it. I, 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 I watched it. the trailer for it. It looks pretty bad, got to say. Uh, but it might it might come off better outside of trailer form. But it looks cheap. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It seemed, like, very empty. Uh, I like that eagle. Yeah, there was that eagle scene. I, I just I, – I haven't watched the trailers. I've just seen that eagle that hangs out with him. And, no. I mean, you know me. But we get Starro. Star was amazing. Star looks yes. so Star looks so good. Uh, yep. we, we get some uh, RJ. Did you did you ugly cry when the, when the rats came out? Uh, I did because I was like, no, those poor guys. They <laughs> sacrificed themselves for people. There should be the other way around. They, they were fine <laughs> for the other way around, Jared. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The other way around. Mm-hmm. But I felt bad for Starro because Starro didn't want to be there. Well, either. yeah, you get that. You get that like last line from one of his like little uh, peons, where it's yeah. like, "I was so happy, just floating and looking up at the stars." <laughs> then he's dead, or it's yeah. Dead. And you're just like, "Yeah, shit, America really fucked everything up, didn't it?" Well, that's. What, I mean, I felt bad for Starro from the start when they showed him that, but especially at that line, I went, "Oh, oh, nope." It's a poor guy. I know he's not real, but I still feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's movie magic, RJ. If 
but I feel bad for him. You know what I mean? I feel bad. I feel wicked bad. I feel wicked bad for that starfish guy. Yeah. 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 Anyways. So, so tell me the, what you thought. The movie just end, the movie just kind of ends too. Well, no, you get the oh, they, 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 there's Idris a hard there's, there's, seen that he's the, a hero. There's a hard drive. There's a hard drive discussed because uh, there always is. Uh, there's the hard drive. <laughs> not, not a thumbstick. No, Jared. No, this is a full hard drive, and it's uploaded <laughs> to a secure server. You think that they could get forty years of data onto a th- like a, a flash drive? You're fucking kidding me, buddy. Hey, there's like a good few decades where that information being stored is like sixteen kilobytes. Yeah, it's only now everything's bloated. Speaking of which, do you want to buy an old hard drive I have? No, I'm good. I'm good. It's like a hundred gig or something. Maybe I can a hundred hundred the... oh, gigs. Get out of here with that shit. Maybe what, I can. Where how many terabytes do we're most having at now? Ah, uh, this one's not one of those. No, it's not. It's, but it's got it's got movies that I was watching in 2012. Yeah. If anyone's interested, there's at least a hundred movies on there. Okay. Sorry, what were you talking about? Um, Suicide Squad. What we thought of it. Oh it's, yeah, tell me what you thought. It's whatever. Yeah, I um... I didn't mind it, but it there's times where like really was feeling like a leaving a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I was just like, ugh, I don't like that decision at all. And, but and it's like, and there's times where, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a James Gunn movie, and I guess I can see those moments, but they just feel so removed from the trauma days, from the the Tromeo and Juliet's, the uh, the the good old days of like real goo and gore. Mm-hmm. There's that I don't know. People have to try real hard to see that. I think, but yeah, I I don't know. Ratcatcher Two was really a good good character. I thought. I thought what she... about Polka Dot Man? You didn't mention Polka Dot Man. Oh yeah, see that's the thing with the mom, the mom gag. There's like times oh, where yeah. it's kind of like funny because the images, the image of it is very ridiculous. But then it's just like I knew this was going to be the. I knew how he was going to uh, end his arc one way or I... another. It, it just seems so inevitable because it's like no one cares about this guy. Uh, he was uh, allegedly uh, one of the uh, standout performances. Although I, I think it was Ratcatcher too. She was the best. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So um, I, I think I, li- I liked it more than you. I, I did like it. Like it does have, um, it's got a lot of the stuff I do like. And uh, it's got some of the goofiness that like I miss in some of the comic book stuff. Cause n- not even goofiness. That's not the right word. Like, but just like, the reason I like it, which I think a lot of people do, is because it's like this just seems like a, an actual comic book movie, but not like the Marvel stuff, which to me, one of the reasons I don't like the Marvel stuff is like it's so far removed from things. It's just it's all so self-serving setting up like sequels and TV shows and stuff like that. None of it seems like 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 anything. It's just like, oh, this is just setting up the next one. And you're like, OK, you're like we'll go for it again. But nothing ever seems worthwhile. So I, I, I liked, I like this one cause it, it does have like comic book stuff in it, but I do feel the same thing that you do where there were things in this movie that like, I was genuinely like, <laughs> like it, it was like Marvel-y type stuff where it's just like some, some of the interactions between the characters or like some of the, the glam scenes, like, uh, like the Harley Quinn scene or the, um, uh, like the rain scene, it's like I said, like, yeah, it looks cool, but it's like, is this anything at all? Does this mean anything? I don't know. 
You know what I mean? Not everything, not everything needs a meaning either. Sometimes stuff can just look cool. That's all I need. But there, there was comic book or there was Marvel movie stuff in this movie too, which I was like, yeah. Do you wish something bad had happened to Calendar Man? Yeah, what was that? They set him up as like a real prick, but well, that's not well, Calendar Man though. Like, at, like as a character, he's well, usually it's a also guy. well, it's also Sean Gunn. Mm. And who's no, that? I know. Hey, hey. You're talking to a guy who's seen all of the Gilmore Girls, and he is a pro- he is a prominent featured character. I, I, and I know I, Sean. Gunn. I, I was not aware that he was a Gilmore Girl. He's in a he's in every season. He's in almost every episode of Gilmore Girls. Jesus, he's incredible in that show, and he's Weasel as well. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I I noticed him as Calendar Man, but I was kind of like, well, isn't Calendar Man like kind of a quiet like? A clue. Mm, one thing. That's I mean, I don't cool. know a ton of calendar man stuff well, other than neat. long Halloween. Uh, the John Ostrander, uh, who basically, I mean, I did create the Suicide Squad concept. He plays a character in this. Doc, uh, Doctor Fitzgibbon. He's just one of. Oh, is he one of the doctors implanting the chips or something? Maybe somewhere. Yeah, that's John Ostrander. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. At least he was in the movie. He probably didn't make any money from <laughs> the movie, but. At least they put him in here. Oh, you know, I, I didn't even realize that TDK was Nathan Fillion. Yeah, you fucking chud. I made him laugh one time. How did you forget? Uh, I'm sorry. See, James Gunn has said uh, TDK is... Uh, last we saw, he was still alive. Did you... When he when they were shooting his arms, did you chuckle or did you roll your eyes? I went... I smirked like this. This is... I don't know. Like it just the, the setup of it like the fact that all these guys are going to die violently but yep. because they're garbage, I guess, and that's it. And you know, I was just like is that in I don't know. It, it wasn't staged as well as it could have been. It could have been a lot funnier. I That's kind of like I a agree. lot that's how I felt about most of the humor in this. It mm-hmm. it felt like, man, I, I thought Super was like a very entertaining movie when I watched it years ago. It had a good sense of humor. This movie was trying to be funny, and I think I think if you went back to Super, I don't know if you would like it as much. Yeah, because I watched it like two, three years ago, and like I didn't like it as much as you. Like I still liked it, but I was like, yeah, it's fine. I feel like you'd have a similar. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you still I have like. No it. idea. I sometimes it's like this is the fear. Don't go back and watch things. Yeah, let things. Leave, leave, leave the memories alone. Yeah, leave memories alone. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah, I mean. it's like yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty meh on the movie, but I'm not surprised by that either. I guess. I mean, I don't think anyone's surprised. No. By that, there's things I liked. There's a lot I didn't like, and I I don't regret watching it, but I'll never watch it ever again. Sure. Yeah. I'd maybe like 15, 40 years from now. Does that sound pretty good? Pretty good. You know what I mean? He knows what I mean. But Yeah. So what else do you watch? <sighs> or uh... Well, what do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear from like about modern cinema? I don't know. Do you... Well, how many movies did you watch? Well, too many. Too, like... Well, talk about the ones you want to talk about. Okay. Do, you uh, want to... do you want to hear about The Green Knight? Sure. Is it actually a Christmas movie or is that yes. something people... Yeah, it is. It is. It actually. Yeah, well, I gotta wait it, till next. It, year. it literally starts on Christmas and then it jumps ahead a year to, to Christmas. Okay. Well, but, I gotta. But wait it's like year, Christmas in like 800 AD. <laughs> so 
it's uh, it's a process. It's not it's, it's not it's, true it's, Catholic it's, Christmas. Is that what you're saying? No, it oh. does it does not feel that way. Okay. So what do you know about the Green Knight? It's a twenty four. It's some sort of King Arthur type story yep. with Death Patel, and he fights a, a a knight made out of trees, and then sets off a prophecy or some sort where he encounters <laughs> magical things along the way. And of my guess, and I don't know this, I didn't look into it. My guess is he becomes the tree at the end. Um, no, I, I can't say that. Am I spot on? Cause I, I haven't watched any previews. Yeah, sure. So I, people talk about Dev Patel. Like I should know who this is. And I'm like, who is this? Because I've seen Green Knight, and I realized the only other movie I've seen with Dev Patel was Slumdog Millionaire. That's, and that's it. I never saw Lion. I never saw Chappie. Uh, Last Airbender, nobody saw. And it oh. looks like he is David Copperfield? Uh, allegedly. Okay. Andrea saw Lion, and she liked it. But, yeah, I just know him from Slumdog. I think he was is, in, is like... Is he on a, a TV show? I think he's in Skins. Okay. Do, do you know skins? I've heard of it. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, he's gonna be on something where people would like talk about him because I like, think who is this? <laughs> I think he did skins before Slumdog. I, I should check to make sure he was actually fucking in Yeah, he was in skins. There we go. So he was in skins and then he did Slumdog and then Airbender and then Lion was the one like four or five years ago that was like pretty big again. And then he was just in random shit until okay. night. But yeah, people people really got a hard on for this dude, hey? Well, I mean, once you see those abs, so you got pretty intense oh, abs. I mean, I don't know. If that's your if that floats your boat. I mean, are, are got, they? He's hot? got abs. Ah, uh, yeah, your mileage may vary. Okay, but he's he's very fit here. Uh, Barry Coogan shows up. Barry Coogan, the Spaghetti Man the spa- from uh, yeah, Mr. Spaghetti, who has a role in the Batman, and they're like they're keeping tight lipped about it. He also has a role in the Eternals. Do you remember the Eternals, Jared? <laughs> yeah. Do you I, remember the Eternals? I, I remember the Internals. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a movie. You know what? If Marvel was smart, Bold. they would make. If Marvel was smart, they would make a one-shot, like animated thing, like forty minutes long, called the Internals, and it would just be an educational video about like digestion or something. It'd be amazing. And Wolverine is in there, and he says, "This is where your food goes, bub." Crikey! <clears throat> so, Wolverine's Canadian. So, yeah. Green Knight. Yeah. What about it? Um, it is about Sir Gowan, um, okay. who is, I guess, like a, a baby knight, and uh, he, he's like trying to like, he's like up and coming knight. He's not going to be a knight, but he's going to find something to do. Night uh, light. Night light. His his mom uh, is uh, Morgana Le Fay, basically. Oh yeah. And so, if you kind of know anything, I know of, Morgana. You know her. So one of the things that that she was like, I don't think these like. Well, this is the backstory. This isn't presented in the movie. One of the things though is like, okay, Morgana Le Fay was like, I'm going to test these knights because I don't think they're uh, they're up to snuff anymore. I, th- I think they're resting on their laurels. And so there's these tests that she kind of manifested through sorcery because she's arthur's sister morgana yeah morgana's got a weird thing like um i think it i think she's half sister maybe and then yeah. she takes her turn towards evil or something like that well it depends or maybe on, not but, evil but yeah she, like, it, it, well, she it depends. I th- i'm sure that in like various depictions she, i think in comics she's always evil 
because yeah. men write the margin. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. So, um, but in this, it's his ma, and uh, she manifests a green knight. Out of trees? Uh, well, out of uh, a, a tree. and then To what end, I would say? Uh, to make a challenge. A game. Sure. So he presents a challenge that you you hit me with your blade of choice or whatever. And then one year from now, you come to my place and I get to hit you similarly. So, uh, so, so this is like set where like King Arthur is like aging and old. Mm -hmm. He can barely actually even hold his sword. They don't call these things by their names, but it's obviously, it's a very nice sword. It's a little Excalibur. And, um, Mm. uh, Dev Patel, uh, Gowan, he picks up that sword and he's like, <laughs> I got a good idea. I'm just going to fucking cut this fucking tree man's head off. And then, then we're good. We're like, we're over and done with, with this crap. And like, I can show like how smart I am. Well, ah, he, cu- he cuts off this tree man's head, but tree man just look what goes over, picks up his head, puts it back on and <laughs> and he rides away. I see. And of course, everyone's like, oh, man, that was badass. Mm. And so, I mean, and so yeah. there's, and then there's like a, a jump of a, over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, oh, shit, I guess I have to go do that thing. And then there's a quest. It's like kind of the path going there. Uh, in the original story, there is challenges uh, along the way of whether or not he passes or not. You'll have to watch the movie. I will. I, I mean, I plan to watch yeah. it whenever it's available on stream. But, but I mean, like that's like not giving away. I don't think anything of note. But it's a very. Oh, I mean, that's just the setup. That's the setup. That's yeah. the yeah. It is uh, a very. So this is David Lowry, who also did a ghost story. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it okay. is a very nice looking movie. This is uh, probably maybe not so much down his, the old man. Uh, and the gun or Pete's dragon, uh, David Lowry. This is more in the line of maybe of ghost story. Mm. I guess you'd say very nicely shot. And this movie is, uh, an hour or sorry, 130 minutes. <laughs> oh, so still over two. That's of course, because it is, but it, I found it went by at a, at a good clip. Big uh, fan. At, at times it feels a little needlessly obtuse. But I'm not liking the way because I've read a lot of people saying I have no idea what was going on. I don't understand the metaphor. I don't. I don't understand what I, what the meaning is. And I'm like, well, I'll just like watch the movie, and I think it's I think it's all there. But people say that about everything. I don't get what it's trying to say. Well, it's like, I, I imagine it's not trying to there, there's, there's probably quite the uh, industry around the whole like something something explained, and there is that for Green Knight. And I would imagine that some people might not know very much of the references in this and maybe those videos would be helpful because the movie's kind of like, I don't think you need to know those things to enjoy it. But I think for some people, if you don't know what it is, it'll like annoy the crap out of you. But and you'd be those like, people, do you think they would watch a movie like the green Knight, Like knowingly? Some, or do you think it'd be thrust upon some them? people would, I don't yeah. know. I mean, uh, this movie is definitely for, uh, a 24, 
people who are film move like they're film fans these are people who really love movies mm-hmm. um and i do think green knight is one of the better a24 movies i've seen uh, for a bit mm. so i mean i like this i i don't i don't love it i will say I, there's like some stuff i really enjoyed about it um i think the ending is pretty good and i can't i don't want to say too much about it because the, the, all i'll say is there'll come a point when you watch this where it's like, oh, it's Criterion film we watched, and th- that's fine. But it is like very like it becomes very clear what's going on at some point, and you go, oh shit, and then you get to the ending, and you're like, oh, cool, I like that. My my gut tells me that the, the Criterion film that you're talking about is Il Posto. Fuck, is that too much? I I can see right through you, Duncan. Mm-hmm. I know he's just a quiet guy who's sitting in the back while all the other guys dance and stuff. Yeah. I, I see. I see this. Thing. Yeah. And I've seen, like, it's funny is I, I totally forgot when I had read people mention this, the particular movie before and I was watching this and I, that wasn't on my mind. And then I got to a point where I went, Oh, <laughs> like, it's like, Oh man, that's uh yeah, it's, that's not even at all subtle. Okay. I, I think I was wrong with El Posto. Okay. But I think I think I can guess the next one just based on what I know about Criterion. So, is it a Criterion we've watched so far? Yes. Yeah. Okay. My guess. Now, bear with me, Jared. I haven't seen this film, but based on your description, you haven't our, seen this film. Well, the Green Knight or the movie. The Green, the Green Knight, the yeah. Green Knight. So I, I can't say with certainty that I know exactly what it is, but I'm pretty sure. If I had to guess, the movie would be. Trying to find a, a ridiculous movie to insert title of. Make, to make uh, the joke. Young Torless. <laughs> there you go. Is that, uh, uh, does that work? That's, I mean, I was trying to like throw you off the scent by saying there was two Criterion films it was in reference to. And you nailed two? them both. Everyone knows Young Torless. Oh, uh, is it? Is it some sort of like, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Probably some Shakespeare shit. You know about Shakespeare shit? I've heard all about it, man, man. Yeah. I've seen those Lawrence, those Larry Olivier movies. Who, Larry? Larry O? Larry O. I'm just guessing it's something like that, but okay. who knows? Yeah, it's check it out. Yeah, I will. Uh, when, when you, it'll I'm, it'll I'm show up you somewhere. This, right? I did. I, okay. I, I, well, I do. Whenever it pops up on stream, I'll watch it. Okay. Is... Uh, my guess. Um, so, best movie I probably watched this week, though, was a Vinegar Syndrome film called Steel and Lace. I just want to throw this one out there. This is a movie from 1991. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let me read the synopsis and tagline for you. <clears throat> she's tough. She's tender. She's all woman and all machine. Ooh. Daniel Emerson is acquitted of the rape of classical pianist Gailey Morton, and part of the blame for the acquittal lies with the testimony of Daniel's friends, Norman, Oscar, Toby, and Craig, who all helped Daniel rape Gailey. Still devastated by the rape. Man, this description says that word a lot, doesn't Still it? Still devastated, hey? Still de- this is the first ten minutes of the movie. Still yep. devastated by the rape and unable to deal with the acquittal, Gailey commits suicide by jumping off the top of the court building as the, soon as the trial ends, much to the horror of her brother, Albert, played by Bruce Davison, who is a scientist. 
Five years later, Daniel has made Norman, Oscar, Toby, and Craig partners in his business, which forces homeowners and their homes out of the way to make way for bigger developments. By this time, after five years of working with Gailey's body, Albert has turned Gailey into a cyborg that is programmed to get bloody revenge on Daniel, Norman, Oscar, Toby, and Craig. Is is this the letterbox synopsis? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, again, the, the words that... Oscar, Norman, Oscar, Toby, Craig, and rape <laughs> appear way too yeah. much. Gailey. <laughs> That remind me, what's that movie? The uh, you know that box set you lent me the one time that's got that um, the werewolf movie in it, where the line is like, "We are scientists," but that's like not the werewolf movie. But it's like those two girls in bikinis. They're like, "Hey, come on, we are scientists." Okay, I, that's what that remind. Yeah. Oliver Reed was in one of those movies. Oh, Curse of the Werewolf, and yeah, uh, yeah, one of the other movies in that box set. Those yeah. ladies go, "We are scientists." Mm-hmm. Very similar. Yeah, this movie though, whew, it's got everything, RJ. It's got it all. Yeah, uh, it's got some. This is a, this was a direct to video movie, mm. and it is formulaic to a T. But the deaths are will make you clap your hands and go woo. Um. So I I, I think I saw that you gave this a pretty I gave this a pretty big rating. Big rating. Correct. Yeah. Oh, I I enjoyed this a lot. This movie. Uh, I think this is the first film by Ernest D. Farino. Is that anything like um, who is a uh, who's that guy from? Fuck, Dennis Farina. Is that yeah. is that is that is that the not, same guy at all? Uh, not unlike, not unlike that. Not unlike Dennis Farina. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no this <laughs> this is a blind buy from Vinegar Syndrome, and mm. usually the the bar is pretty low on that front, uh, as a lot of the movies I've watched. Could be, have been from Vinegar Syndrome. They're like mm-hmm. whatever, but Steel and Lace, my goodness. So, what was the? What do you say that this movie really kind of captures? What's its essence? <laughs> revenge. Robot revenge. 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 The rape kind. Re- revenge by robot or cyborg or something. Robot. Yeah. Interesting. There's some good ones. So, when is this getting added to the collection? Ah, not soon enough. Not yeah. before those Saiji Suzuki's hit. Man, yeah, this is this is guilty pleasure left and right. Let's not some yeah. mixed words here, but I mean, you don't have to describe guilty pleasures. It's fine. Like yeah, it's, good. it's you, good. If you like it, you like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't have to be guilty. Mm. You just like what you like. Um, I rewatched Rear Window. That movie's oh yeah, fucking amazing. It's yeah, so isn't good. It, isn't it one of the? Isn't it just the best? Uh it's the the design, the production design of that movie is absurd. The the use of color. Mm. Oh, it's all these little. It's like a, you're watching a like an anthology film, because mm-hmm. there's all these little mini movies left and right. I know it's a little chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, awesome, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome movie. Uh, well, I got three movies I could talk about. RJ, I could talk all about all three of them, but uh, so I watched Pig. Wait, what's our? Uh, we're at two forty-two currently. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So may, why don't you? Why don't you? Maybe maybe hit me with. Are you gonna watch a ton of movies before next week again? I, too? I have no idea. It's, oh I'm, my I'm, god! I'm, I'm a loose cannon. Why don't Why don't you talk about the one you liked most, Jarrett? <sighs> so not pig. Out of what's or you can talk about pig if you want. Whatever. Or, or the power of the dog. Is that the one you liked most? No. What's the other one? Tenet. 
You like Tenet the no. most out of well, it. Well, that's another option. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, if I'm not sure if you knew I watched Tenet, but I mean, it depends on how how in depth you're going to go into these films. I don't know. <laughs> well, which one do you want? Well, the problem which is, one do you have as, the most as, as time about? as time goes on, I will forget more about movies. Right? That's the that's the. Why risk. don't give me give me a bullet point on Power of a Dog. Power of the dog, you and know, then give me you know about, a, you know about a that bullet and a half on pig, and then give me a bullet on uh, on tenant. You know about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, we watched a trailer for this, and it looked like it was a romance movie between cowboys. Is that what this movie's about? No, not at all. That's what the trailer makes it look like. Yeah, that's that. That's not right. It so, looks like Benedict and Cody Smith are uh, in love with each other or something. Uh, Cody. McPhee Smith, I Nightcrawler. See. Yeah, are they trying to Young Nightcrawler? That's what the trailer looks like. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. No. It's not a romance story. No, this is this is yeah. uh, not Brokeback Mountain. That's what that's what it looked like to us. Yeah, that's a that's a trick. Or not Brokeback, but it just looked like it was like we're hard cowboys and we can't be in love, but we are. Mm, no. That's oh, right. no, that's not what it's going for. This is like more. I saw someone's review. Uh, it's it's more like Phantom Thread than Brokeback Mountain, but oh, not okay. in not in the not in a great way. Like that would suggest. Okay, but it's like more in that uh, area. So yeah, Jess Plemons being oh. he's. I, I have I mean, a hard, Jess Plemons is good. I have I a just... hard time believing these two are brothers though. Him and Benedict. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. They, they don't, don't. That's bad they, casting. They don't resemble one another in if it was any Matt way. Damon you, you, you have like pale blonde boy, and then you have like whatever Benedict Cumberbatch is. I think he's Lithuanian. Okay, that's that's about right. Uh, Kristen yeah. Dunst. Yeah. We we get a little appearance by Keith Carradine in here. Ooh, no, just a little. He, he, he I always he, like Carradine. He peeks in. But yeah, so the movie's just about you know these two. Like cattlemen, rancher types, uh, they they're taking their cows out and they come across you know one of these farmhouses uh, mm. like in inns along the way, and Jess Plemons uh, kind of falls for the Kirsten Dunst character who's out there raising her son, uh, that would be Cody Smith McPhee, out in the middle of nowhere, and Benedict Cumberbatch is an asshole for some mm. reason. Why is he such an asshole? Because he's in love with that other guy. Well, RJ, he he's his his former lover died some time ago. Whatever his Bronco Billy or something like that. Uh, he talks he talks about it in hush whispers, but they lay it on because this is Jane Campion. I should mention. Oh, from Australia. Of, yes, yes, RJ. Just like Oliver Granger. Just just like Oliver Granger. That Australia. I understand. Not New Zealand. Australia. Yeah. So there's, there's scenes where it's like you have Benedict just like really stroking that saddle. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. He's they're laying it on that. He's, he's repressed. He wants to be. Also, I wasn't that far off. He wants to be unpressed, but he's a, but it doesn't go about it. There's not like, it's not a love story. I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Well, Uh, I mean, I, I still got it. Okay. But it's the guy. This is Netflix, I believe. Netflix Western. Yeah, it's. It, well, I think they distributed it now. I think it was made with some BBC money, New Zealand Film Commission. 
Mm. Bad Australia. Girl Creek, Max Films, Cross City Films, Seesaw Films. Oh, crikey. Oh, Jay. So. Outback. Steakhouse. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So you loved it? No, no, not really. It didn't, uh. didn't, leave, didn't leave much of a mark. Um, it was okay. Like, I don't know. Most of these movies are just like, it's okay. I, I, don't, I don't understand four stars, five stars, 12 stars. Movies aren't just... Movies People movies? did give it 12 stars. I, I think I've seen that. Uh, Pig, RJ. Yeah, also a 12-star film, allegedly. Uh, yeah, people fucking lost their mind over it. But Any egregious animal stuff in that? Does a pig die? Spoiler, just tell me. Because if, if, you, if you care... Skip ahead, but tell me, does the pig die? Um. So, spoilers from now for the next thirty seconds. Okay. For pig starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yes. I wanted... So, uh, loving footage of Nicolas Cage with his pig that helps him find truffles. The pig is ridiculously adorable, and yeah. then uh, some some people kidnap the pig, and you get horrible squeals as as the pig gets put into a bag and taken away. Like coming up from like one low angle, and yeah. then it's all about Nicholas Cage trying to find the pig for the whole movie. And then when he finds the guy, he took the pig. Uh, you find out that the pig didn't survive the kidnapping, so its death is like completely off camera, and that's it. And you're just like, come on! I mean, bullshit. Yeah, stuff like see, and that's the thing. It's like I know people really like this pig movie, but I already know. I I just knew going into it, I was like, I'm not gonna like it. And just based on that, it's like, I'm sure Nicolas Cage does a great performance, but it's like shit like that. It's like, what's the point? Do you know what I mean? But anyways, what did you think? Were you a big pig boy? Uh, it's really nice looking movie. It, sure. looks, it looks very good. Then it gets into John Wick crap. Uh, is there? That, or it has vibes of it. It feels like it. And you're like, what is this? Underground Und- Society uh, of uh, 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 Truffle li- li- Hunters? Li- li- it's like Martyrs Tunnels underneath oh. uh, the, the city of Portland. Uh-huh. And then where, where like hobo, like where chefs get beat up for money. Uh, and then they, that's it. Like there's, that's it. It's, it's right off the bat of the movie too, pretty much. And then it's mm-hmm. like the hard men of food distribution in Portland. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, I don't know. I have no idea what this was going for. I don't know what I don't know what people like so much about it other than yeah, Nicolas Cage is very good in this, and you're like rooting for that pig, and then they fuck you. They really fuck you over, RJ. They do what? They fuck you. Then you don't get any more pig action. There's no pig. No, I want do pigs. You? I want a good. St- I want a good. I want a nice ending. I know. I do well, too. That's what, why. Yeah, I want. A nice, that's I want, why I avoid I want, movies. Yeah, I want. A, I want pigs looking for truffles. That's what I signed up for. I mean, that's actually. If that's all it was, if it was two hours of just pigs sniffing around, I'd be like, yeah. Well, that's what, I'll, I'll, I'll just watch fucking First Cow. Sucks to your pig. I'll watch First okay. Cow. It's about, a nice, it's about a nice cow. Good nice, to know. Nice girl. Good to know. And uh, nothing happens. Mm. To that, to that yeah, I'm, I'm not going to watch Pig. But you should tell me about Tenet. <laughs> Tenet. So. Tell, tell me what you think, Jer. What tell do me, I think? Lay, okay. it all, lay it all down. So I watched this with a nice sound setup. And I had subtitles oh. on because I've, okay. I've been hearing all about it. But I, oh, I can't understand it. It's Christopher Nolan, a filmmaker working for Warner Brothers, who makes billion dollars worth of movies. He doesn't know how to do sound design. Blah, blah, I, mean, blah. I think he knows how. Wham, he just wham, intentionally does the, it a certain the, way. The, the Wambulance. People yeah. on YouTube talking about it and yeah. all this shit. I'm like, okay, you fucking losers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. 
No one gives a fuck about you. Christopher Nolan really doesn't give a fuck about you. I anyway, mean, yeah. t- Tenet's super frustrating. Yeah. Um, like I had, and... so I mean, I had, I, I had the liberty of subtitles because I walked, sure. I watched this at home, and not because fucking Christopher Nolan was saying, "Oh, you should go to the theater," as I intended it. Without that, uh, and go get COVID while you're at it too. It still blows my mind. Yes. So this is the COVID movie. Um, so. <laughs> I a couple things. So I, I had no problem with the sound. In fact, it was I got to listen to this like fucking cranked up, and the, the sound was so immersive. Like uh, it was like the action stuff. I thought was like, you know, good. I thought that was great. yes. I thought John David Washington wasn't that good in this movie. He's very bland. Hey, he feels like he's trying to like do comedy in a Christopher Nolan movie. Like he just seems like he's a guy who's funny. And like yeah. it's like oh, he's he's gonna start like I don't See, know I didn't, he, or charisma I, I like just, he's I he's having to like or, or he's trying to like his charisma is being wielded and like yeah he's not being used properly no like there's something it's, about like it's a miscast because he's tr- yeah because there's times where like, they are trying to like kind of lean into it where he's kind of a smart ass but it's played off because mm-hmm. I don't like Christopher Nolan is not a funny person I don't think. you know who would have been better would have been like like like. I don't know, Lachias Stanfield. You know, uh, you know that dude from like um, nope. Atlanta. I, you know, that show um, I never watched that you keep telling me. To what's watch? that? I what's that know. movie? Um, the the call center phone where it's like you have to have a white voice. Oh, Cause sorry that guy, for bothering. Or... Yeah, because that guy plays pretty straight all the time, even in comedic sitting. Yeah, he's in Uncut Gems too. You know what I mean? Yeah. That guy would have been better because I, I I like his acting, but yeah, John David Washington is kind of well. He was I mean, awesome in Black Klansman. And he was good, at, in, but maybe that was the right cast for him. You know, right? What I mean? Yeah, this he seemed at odds with the story. I don't know that he, I I just found that a lot of the time when they're when they were doing these like oh yeah the dialogue in this movie is terrible. There yes, there, there is some it's pretty sloppy, pretty shitty writing. Uh, mm-hmm. Not throughout, but like there's moments where it's like holy fuck, this is bad. Like just the dialogue, you're like that. Now no one like people should be talking about that more than the sound. Yeah, yeah. I mean, From my some of the some anyway. of the writing's pretty sloppy and like stuff. Don't you know, Mister Protagonist? <laughs> I'm the protagonist. He does that, yeah. Which I mean, that's fine. Like, I'm sure that made some people really shit their pants in theaters. They go, "Oh my god, it's so on the nose." Well, but uh, I was kind of like, eh, Elizabeth Debicki is like a giant stork. Oh, the, the oh that lady's so tall. She what is she like eight foot? Something. She's she's gigantic. She even it's wears game, heels in this like, fucking movie. Yeah, she she's this long. She's big. Yeah, she's big. I have a family member who's afraid of tall women. Oh damn! I'm not gonna say which one. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, they uh, they get real uncomfortable when women are very tall. And I go, I went why one time, and they're like, I don't know, man. She makes me uncomfortable. And I went, okay. <laughs> She, this lady's super tall, though. Yeah, yeah, she is. Um, so, but she's good, I guess. Uh, I, I saw her in that movie Widows, I guess, that I don't remember anything oh, yeah. about at all. Robert Pattinson does Robin Pattinson things. Yep. He's there. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, I thought was actually really good in this. I've seen some people say it's like, the, I mean, it's maybe like you have a problem with the character. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was actually like very uh, a good tough. It's better than fucking doing using Tom Hardy again. 
Yes. Which, who I'm glad is nowhere near this movie. Though yep. though Michael Caine shows up to play Sir Michael and collect his honorarium. Is uh, Jaws 3 paycheck? Uh, paycheck? He says, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is Ives. What, what is he in movies? Aaron Taylor Johnson? That dude's in tons of fucking things, yeah, man. I, like, I, just, I don't know who that is. I well, just... he, he was in, like, Godzilla. He played John Lennon in a movie. He's in, um, he was Kick-Ass. You know Kick-Ass, Jared? Oh, shit. He's also famous because he married uh, his acting coach, who was, like, 25 years older than him or something like that. He's okay. one of those Celine Dion uh, relationships where his wife was, like, fucking wicked old. Like his teacher, and then they got married, and everyone was everyone kind of, you know what I mean? So yeah, I didn't realize, I didn't even recognize him as uh, kick ass as much as I did yeah. in Godzilla. Yeah, he this movie, this movie actually took me a minute too. He looks way different in this one compared to the all everything else. He looks exactly the same in right. this one. He looks a little bit different. So yeah, but. Um, hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm looking through the rest of the cast real quick. Fiona Dourif, do you think that's the Ooh. relation to Brad? I think I've looked into this once and I don't, I don't know, I can't remember. She, she's, she's in The Master and Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. I, I Jarrett, could, could be. <laughs> let me, let me go to, Where's let me it? go to canadagoogle.com. Yeah, Fiona Dourif. Oh, it is. She's baby. She's Brad's baby. Holy shit. Dorif was born in Woodstock, New York, the daughter of actor Brad Dorif and psychic Jonina. Holy fuck, a psychic even. Yeah, Brad Dorif uh, had a child with a psychic. Well, who hasn't? You know what I mean? Who hasn't? Not really. I mean, so what's uh, what, what's old uh, Fiona been up to? Fiona is in films. Dorif, yeah. So she her her acting debut is Shay Amihor in the t- television series Deadwood. Shay Amihor? Yeah. Shay Shay Ami, the 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 fancy whore house in Shea Deadwood. Shay Ami. Ami. Okay, so she's in Chucky, and she she plays Wheeler who I don't remember in the movie. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people. Um, but yeah, no, I thought the movie, there's definitely moments where I was like, what the fuck is going on? And why is, yeah. why is it not being explained yet? And then they do explain it. And I go, yeah, sure. Whatever. It's like, I'm watching an anime. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yes. I, I just checked out. I'm like, yeah, they'll, it's just set up for like, don't, don't think about this. I think there's actually a character says, don't think about it. Feel it. I there is a line like that. It's like so like this plot doesn't make sense and it goes, Don't think about sense. <laughs> Why did they write it? <laughs> like anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, so that last action sequence, like the big siege, I oh, yeah. really did not know what was going on a lot There's of There's nothing to take out of that. It's just, Other than it's like, just well, random things. Yeah, it's, yeah, I've seen I've seen some people say it was like amazing, but I was like mm. Mm. I disagree. I was in. I was into it. I, I I was like, kind of like, man, this is cool. But I have no idea what's going on. Some guys have red shoulder things, and some people have red, red and blue ones. I don't know. I, I had no clue. It seemed very incoherent what the actual idea was. But I, it all comes together in a sense where you're like, yeah, um, 
people from the future are trying to wipe out the past that causes the future to be shitty, but that's not going to work very good because if their whole concept is we're going to take, we're going to wipe out the people in the past and then we'll still be here because of the grandfather paradox that we subscribe to just, just because, but when the world that you exist in in the future remain the same with like all the problems, or maybe like even right now things aren't as bad as it will get. And we're going to try to stop it before things get too bad. Instead of like going back even further when things are less bad than they currently are. Don't think about it. Feel it. Feel it, Jared. Feel it. Did it remind you of the backwards man at all? No. Did you see how much Fitbit stuff was in this movie? There's like two things about Fitbit, but it seems like more, people really... Two more than there should be. Oh, there's, there seems to be... Well, I mean, the whole concept is also the Fitbit is tied to uh, to uh, the device that's going to blow. I, I mean, I know, but that's some real speed stuff. I just tried to send you a picture of Fiona Duriff that looks just like Brad Duriff, so you can check that in on your own oh, time. Dear. I mean, this picture, you're going to go, oh, yeah. It's, this is a download. I'm not clicking. I don't. This. I don't know why that happened. I'm, I'm not clicking that. You got to figure out a different. You got to send that another way. That's uh, that's questionable. Well, I can't. I, I already I, closed the window. That's unfortunate. Well, she does look like Brad Dourif. Okay. But um, yeah, Tenet's a Tenet's a strange one. Like, yeah. I didn't talk about it a lot when I was on here, but like, there's stuff I like about it. I remember you saying that also... I don't think you're gonna like this. I remember you said that to yeah. me quite a few times. I think I like it probably about the same as i like it as inception at this point it is definitely lower tier nolan because i I, that's how i feel about inception now folks just Uh, him doing his thing but i mean i I think inception is better than tenet but i think it's about the same kind of like it's it's he's not oh it is funny though is watching it now is they're talking about oppenheimer in this movie so i'm not sure if that was like planting seeds or he's just like well that's my next project you know you should uh, maybe not today, but you should tell people your uh, Oppenheimer, uh, Christopher Nolan idea of what that movie is going to be about because I think it's pretty spot on. You can talk about it now if you want. Oh no, I that idea. Well, I I just got to remember. Jared described what he thinks the Oppenheimer movie is going to be about, where it's going to be very much like Prestige, where it's like Nikola Tesla, where it's like the true history, but then also Oppenheimer is going to be like in seven dimensions, just like, oh, is that what I said? That's what you said once. And I I think I think at the time, because <laughs> it stuck with me, I was like, that is what that fucking movie is going well, to be. About. Yeah, because it's either going to be like this biopic. But that doesn't or, sound like but, nah, that's not that guy. No, he's going to do a Tesla <laughs> style thing where he's he's going to exist in like parallel universes and just Ooh. Well, that that was the whole thing of the and they mentioned is that like if this one of the things that could go wrong is this explosion could keep exploding and if there's no stopping the explosion as it blows across the entire planet, uh that's it. I mean, I've and been then also there. guilt. Guilt. Catholic? Feel feel it. You know, we tried watching um an episode of that Peaky Blinders with Chilean Murphy. We weren't we weren't super into it. Yeah. Just speaking of Oppenheimer, right? But anyways, yeah. But yeah. yes, the protagonist. Uh, yes. Yeah. So yeah, part of it was just I don't know. John David Washington was the right cast decision. Like, and he's he, he gets to carry the movie. There's yeah. just And there's just scenes where where he's good. Um, he he looks great in the movie, but man, there's like those he when they have to do these like. Maybe it's like also the screenplay where there's a lot of talking 
and exchanges and it's just cutting back and forth between people exchanging spy dialogue and he just mm-hmm. doesn't seem like he's on the wavelength of nolan no well and that's i think what we said earlier he he's a good actor especially yep. in like black Klansman. Yeah. it's just he just seems miscast in this a little bit yeah and i like think they wanted something something yeah. someone i don't know someone dry <sighs> which seems like classic nolan <laughs> oh yeah but that's what I I thought that I thought he was playing it dry, but in not a way that served him well. It's like he's he's playing it boring, but he doesn't seem like a yeah. boring guy. I don't know. I don't know anymore, man. Oh, look at that! I, I guess he's got a role in the man, the old man and the gun by David Lowry. I wonder what he does in that movie. Or just hangs out. Hangs out, does whatever. Probably. Uh, well, he's, he's he's in the he's got what four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's tenth in cast, and Tom Waits is in it. Ooh. Do you think he does some Harley Quinn type stuff? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so that's a lot of movies. I just talked. That about. was a lot. We've been uh, talking for like eight hours already. Yeah, we have for hour three. Uh-huh. Or something. Uh. Got any news, RJ? Did you hear about that influencer who had a heart attack because they were farting too much? That was pretty wild. Well, no, they thought they were having some problems, but it's from all the beans they were eating. For and, the farts? And, and it was tearing up their insides real harsh because they, uh... they were jarring their farts and making 38,000 pounds a week. It's a lot of pounds. What do you think I'd get for mine? Uh, when, you, when are you going to sell your... Uh, flatulence and, yeah. and can it? How much do you think for a jar? Uh, it all depends on who the the buyer is. Hmm. I don't. I don't even want to know what people do with that jar. Creeps nations. Do they like open it up real fast? I mean, you kind of have to. It's catch a snifter. I think it's a one and done kind of thing. It's oh. not something you can just hold on to forever. Well, I mean, depending on how long it's how long it spends in that container. But I mean. Once you open it, I think it's done. Is what I mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I I don't want to think about it. Thanks for bringing that one up. I'm, I'm yeah. So, I'm so glad. No problem. That Anytime. It's, it's now here for forever, recorded Anytime. into words. That's what into, I'm here into for. Into audio waves. That's what I'm here for. My goodness. That's what I do. My goodness. What, um, what about you? News. Fuck it. Yep. Good. Screw it all. Good. 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 Now, apparently. Only okay movies are ever made at best these days. Yeah, there's nothing great. Yeah, what the fuck. Not anymore. It's a bummer, man. It's a bummer. Yeah. I've, I've got eight movies I want to watch still, and I've got to wait for them to hit streaming. Whatever. No, for last year, for twenty twenty. Ever. Ever. Fuck. You okay. are. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Uh we we have a movie to talk about. We do. Uh, yeah, we do. Um, after the break, um, you ever known a guy named Guy? Guy Fieri? That's that's what we're watching. Him and Orson Welles team Diners, up. drive-ins, and dives? Yep. You know that Orson loves that. Fuck yeah, he would be all over that thing. Yep. Give him that quadruple egg omelet. Oh, he'd be getting a little bit more than that. For starters. To start.
December 25th, an aeroplane was sighted off the coast of Barcelona. It was flying empty. Investigation of this case reached into the highest circles, and the scandal was very nearly responsible for the fall of at least one European government. This motion picture is a fictionalized reconstruction of the events leading up to the murder and to the appearance last Christmas morning of the empty plane. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about The Complete, Mr. Arkadin, uh, from 1955, directed by Orson Welles. Really, we're just talking about a Mr. Arkadin. Um, just one. What do you mean by just one? Well, RJ, there's a, there's a box set that uh, Criterion put out that's got a few different cuts of this uh, movie, this Orson Welles-directed film, Mr. Arkadin, also sometimes known as The Confidential Report, sometimes known as Mr. Arkadin. Um, and then there's the Corinth version, which is the one that we watched, which yeah. I believe the film critic and scholar of this film, uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum, said is the most satisfying version that uh, Are they... exists. Are they edited differently or just Yeah, there's subtle scenes. There's... there's well, this we'll get to that. We'll talk about that films. This movie's history. Yeah. But that all being said, tagline for this film, RJ. Mm-hmm. Discovering the past can be murder. Isn't that the tagline for Tenet? Claiming that he doesn't oh. know his own past, a rich man enlists an ex-con with an odd bit of detective work. Gregory Arkadin says he can't remember anything before the late 1920s, and convict Guy Van Stratton is happy to take the job of exploring his new acquaintance's life story. Guy's research turns up stunning details about his employer's past, and as his work seems linked to untimely deaths, the mystery surrounding Mr. Arkadin deepens. Does it? Nah. <laughs> so I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. So, what did you know of or think of Mr. Arkadin before watching it this week? I know it's on uh, Chris Nolan's uh, top ten faves. I uh, so, so I didn't know that, but uh-huh. I wondered that because I just watched Tenet this week for the very first time, mm-hmm. and there are some serious, weird little like oh. There's See, like, what a, what like I I did not plan this. This was haphazard. But there's just these little, I know. little little connections. See, I would have never placed that either unless you had watched Tenant this week. Because the only reason I'm thinking about Tenant is because you talked about it in the preamble. Or otherwise, I would have just said I would have still said Chris Nolan loves it, but I would have never made the connection to Tenant because he just it is a movie that you could see Chris Nolan be like, oh yeah, that's the movie I wanna I wanna make right there. Yeah, but like licking his teeth a little bit, like yeah. We have our uh, yeah our arms dealer. Uh, well, we have yeah we that For and then one. like that and then kind of fish out of water spy guy. I think is what happens a lot because that's what happens in Tenet too. It's not fish out of water, but like spy guy who's in a situation that's new to him because that's a that's a common Chris Nolan thing. And then people's pasts. 
I know that sounds super vague and and like yeah, general, but like I, that is a thing that he does a lot. I, I really wish when I was watching casts. when I was watching Tenet, I wish I had taken actual notes because I wasn't thinking about this at all. But but what, now what, that what, we're here, well, watching it, I was like, huh, this is vaguely familiar, and like uh-huh. certain like certain setups shots are kind of like oh yeah, what a weird thing. And, well, and you, I don't think I don't know if many people have mentioned that when talking about Tenet. But actually, no. I don't know how many people throw on Mr. Arkadin. No, no one. But there's even other stuff, too. Like, um, there's the one scene where uh, it's, like, zoomed in on Orson Welles and the camera's kind of moving around him when they're on the boat. And I was like, this feels very Chris Nolan-y. I was like, this seems like the flo- like this, the rotating hallway in Inception to me for some reason. Hmm. I don't know why. That's okay. uh, That was one thing I got. Because I when, the only thing I knew about this was that Chris Nolan loves this movie and i was like all right yeah i'll I'll throw it on my list man right after the big hit because apparently that's the one he likes the most out of the criterions and the, um the big hit i think or just the hit yeah the hit not is the big hit the mark Wahlberg <laughs> one blue diamond phillips <laughs> that could be one of his favorite movies i don't know <laughs> yeah from the criterion collection yeah 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 well i mean everyone's got a favorite john leguizamo film am i right yeah uh, anyways, uh, that was all I knew about it. But then I do, you know, uh, I do gotta say, when back I saw that movie in theater because uh, because uh, Bobby at the store he clo- he closed the store in the middle of the afternoon to go see a matinee of it. Back in the old days, was it worth it? Back in 1998. Oh, oh, what do you think? It's amazing, RJ. Yep. Everyone still talks about the big hit. Hey, we're talking about it right now. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're talking about it right now, baby. Yeah. The big hit. Okay. <laughs> well, like, like the big hit, Mr. Arkadin also features Orson Welles uh, like masturbating a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just a work, little work, bit. Working his hands. So anyway. Just a little So um, there's a history to this Arkadin business and why it has a complete box set and why this movie kind of exists as uh, one of Orson Welles' greatest failures uh, an artistic failure because he didn't get to actually do finish it. It got taken away from him, his baby or um, a movie he made got taken away from him. Cause in some ways Orson Welles was kind of like the original Guillermo del Toro, a a, a man larger than life. You just, he just seems to have all these plague productions. Oh, and it's everyone else. It's always everyone else's fault. And it's like, uh, uh, I, I think GDT's luck has kind of turned around a little bit. He won. He got those Oscars, and then he made a movie yeah. that that went head to head with uh, Spider Man that made a billion dollars. And Nightmare Alley will find itself streaming in no time. Yeah. But it's everyone else's fault. So like I had a cousin who luck, switched luck. schools like six times, and their excuse was always, "Oh, the teachers are bullying me." And it's like, maybe you're the problem. <laughs> You know are, what I mean, Jer? Are they Harley Quinn fans too? Uh she I don't think she was at the time, but she probably is now. Okay. But anyway, uh, I just update the complete Mr. Arkadin is number nine on Chris Nolan's list. There you so go. So we'll get through the rest of this list by the end of the uh the episode. But okay. that was all I know. And the other thing is I'm glad that you're saying uh Arkadin. 
because I or Arca- I don't like Arcaden. I don't like how they pronounce it. And I even wrote it down because I was like, I was like, that doesn't seem right, Miss Arcaden. There but some, then he says, um, there, there's some very 1955 pronunciations in this movie. Too. I I wrote, I wrote down another one because I was like, something's off here. Uh, amnesia. They put amnesia. 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 Well, that's also uh, Robert Arden's character. Who? Yeah. We'll, we'll get to him. We'll get oh, the. Okay. We'll get to Bob Arden. As, I see. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Mr. Arkadin, the character is. Because everyone's gonna be it's Arcadin. Well, I'm gonna say Arcadin. I'm gonna say Arcadin. You say Arcadin. Yeah, I'll will. try. But uh, so he's he's actually, I guess, f- you know, vaguely based on a actual arms dealer that died in 1936, Basil Zaharoff. He was a Greek Ooh. arms dealer and industrialist, uh, one of the richest men in the world during his lifetime. Zaharoff was described as both a quote merchant of death and quote mystery man of Europe. His sex was his success was forged through his cunning, often aggressive and sharp business tactics. These included the sales of arms to opposing sides in conflicts, sometimes delivering fake or faulty machinery and skillfully using the press to attack business rivals. Is that what it was about? No. He likely served as a primary inspiration for Ian Fleming's fictional James Bond villain, Ernst Stavro Blofeld. You know about this? You hear about this? Blofeld from Spectre? The uh, James Bond film? Yeah. Well, any, is that a spoiler? Any, I've never any, seen that movie. I don't know. Well, hopefully not. I haven't I seen that movie I think Will Field is in there. Yeah. So anyway. Allegedly. Yeah. So, uh, Arcaden. Uh, the story was based on a radio series. Of course. The Lives of Harry Lyon, which is based on the Orson Welles character from The Third Man, as we've mm. previously discussed. Uh, from Wikipedia, the main inspiration came from the episode Man of Mystery, but elements may have been lifted, which is code for stolen, from a from an episode of the radio show Ellery Queen, The Case of the Number 31, chiefly the similar sounding name George Arcaris, The Mysterious Birthplace, The French Riviera Property, and The Spanish Castle. Mm. All a coincidence, I'm sure. What's The Spanish Castle? The Spanish, I mean, there's a, the castle in Spain in the movie that we watched where, 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 where they meet for the first time. movie went to Spain? Yep. Remember, there's like the flagellants. Oh, I know all about uh, the flagellants. Yes. Yeah, I know all about the flagellants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spain. Spain. I'm not at, looking at, this at, up. At, at the Goya, at the, the Goya uh, masquerade. Oh, I remember Goya. Yeah, you remember. It's like a Degas. You know Degas? <laughs> I've heard all about him. Yeah, so, similar. So why is there a complete uh, Mr. Arcadian? So there are several different versions of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess Orson Welles m- might have missed an editing deadline, and producer mm-hmm. uh, Louis Dolovit took the film and made several edits of the film, and none director approved. Uh, in 1982, mm. Wells described Arcaden as the biggest disaster of his life, of his entire life, because the of biggest? his loss of creative control. What about that champagne commercial? I mean, that was a success. That was a win in my book. I mean, I I, I agree. That, that's, I, I mean, that's, that's a the, that's a W. That's the most like genuine assertion of control he did take mm. control so, ah, I'll, the, I'll walk that back i wonder if the director thought that of that when he was making it he well was, he had no, he had no control over that orson damn, did damn it orson he did. um so 
Countess Paolo de Garofalco, who played Artican's daughter under the stage name Paolo Mori, would later marry Wells, becoming wife number three. Uh, how many wives did he have of it all time? Uh, you'll have to look it up for me. Check uh, Canadian Google for me. Check Canadian Google? Orson Welles' wives? Yeah. How many? So, Get- anyway, uh, I got sidetracked there. Mm-hmm. So, since Orson Welles did not own the film rights to Harry Lyon, that those were owned by uh, Harry Towers, uh, who's also the producer of Jess Franco movies. Oh, you think it's a coincidence? Well, I, well, I mean, I don't know if it's a. I mean, it's, it is a coincidence, but uh, J- Jess Franco was doing some second assistant camera work for Orson Welles and regarded him as one of his biggest influences. Ooh. And, and uh, a man from Spain, RJ, a man from Spain, just like uh, Orson Welles's resting place, Rhonda, Spain, and his three spouses, Virginia Nicholson. Rita Hayworth and Paolo uh, Paolo Paolo pa- pa- Paolo, Paolo Mori. The, the Garfalco. But then he also has partners, Dolores Del Rio and Oja Kodar. Oh yeah, so I don't know the remember, difference. Between... Remember Oja from um, F for Fake? Yeah, I remember Oja. So three wives and uh, two partners. There you go. Mm-hmm. Doing it right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, or yeah, he's buried in Spain. There you go. He loves Spain, as buried do we all. Um, so instead of Harry Lime, RJ, we get Guy Van Stratton. <laughs> Sounds like a Simpsons character. It's a Do you know fake, what I mean? Very fake sounding. Yeah. Uh, so the movie started off as a screenplay called Masquerade, which did not use a flashback structure. Uh, no. It, 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 it would have just played. It was played straight originally, uh, mm-hmm. and there are seven different cuts. There is a Spanish language version. Uh, called Mr. Arcaden, which is 93 minutes long. There is a second longer version of Mr. Arcaden, which uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum, who wrote a book about this film, didn't even know existed until years later. Because, I don't know, you just don't know. There, There's no internet. There's no Google internet. There's no Canadian Google? Nope. Not even a Canada yet. Fuck. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, so there's Confidential Report, which is the version that was released in the UK, the European version, uh, and apparently features some Guy Van Stratton voiceover narration, which just reminds me of Blade Runner in its uh, original version. In its original form? Yeah. You liked that one, though, didn't you? No. <laughs> no. I'm going to tell people you did. Yeah, that's You're going to stick to that story? Alternative news. And then there's the Corinth version, which is what we watched, named after Corinth Films, the initial U.S. distributor of the film. And I guess until 2006, it was believed to be the best, closest version to Wells's vision, as I make the quotation marks. I see, I see. Uh, so this was put together uh, by the, the, that uh, distributor at one point, got shelved. Old Peter Bogdanovich shows Bog? up. He finds out about it, and he's like, what? I'm the, I'm the biggest Orson Welles fanboy there is, as he adjusts his ascot. And uh, he, he, he gets it. And uh, he obtains it and releases it in the U.S. in 62. And that's when the world gets to see Mr. Arcaden. And do you think that they liked what they saw, Jared? Well, well, who knows? Problem. Uh, And then there is a public domain version that is 95 minutes long. That has no flashback structure. uh, And apparently it's just like a a big jumbly edited mess that doesn't make any sense. Mm. Indeed. So ah. That's the one I watched, I think. <laughs> and then there's also, RJ, 
the, yeah. this Criterion 2006 edit that neither of us watched because uh, I I tried watching it and I was like, what the fuck is this? Is that this? the complete one? This is the most complete version. Uh, but this yeah. is a so this is the story behind it, and I will just read this directly from. Okay. Uh, whilst no version of the film can claim to be definitive as Wells's never finished editing the film, this version is likely the closest to Wells's original vision. Though the creators of this restored version expressed their doubts as to the correctness of altering another artist's work. It was compiled in 2006 by Stefan Drossler of the Munich Film Museum and Claude Bertiems of the Cinematique Municipale de Luxembourg, with both Peter Bogdanovich and Jonathan Rosenbaum giving technical assistance. It uses all available English language footage and attempts to follow Wells' structure and editing style as closely as possible. Also incorporates incorporates his comments over the years on where uh, the other editions of the film went wrong. However, it remains an approximation. For instance, Wells remarked that his version of the film began with a woman's body, Millie on a beach, including a close-up that makes her identity apparent. Whilst the Criterion edit restores the film opening on a woman's body on the beach, only a long shot exists taken from the Corinth version in which it is unclear whose body it is. No close-up of Millie could be used as the footage no longer exists. Okay. That's that. That's so, why they did that? Yeah, for the Yeah, they're trying to make it close to what Wells had done it. So like the bar for this is because there's the movie Touch of Evil that got yeah. the, that Walter Murch uh had this the 57 page notes that Orson Welles sent describing what his version of the opening should be back when that mm-hmm. studio took that movie away from him and screwed it up. Mm-hmm. Uh and so Walter Murch went in and he recreated it and it's really well done and mm. is very clear in the understanding Walter Murch uh famous film editor and sound editor he has an entire book actually that a uh, Canadian author Michael Adonchi interviewed him for called the conversations real Canadian author or real like... real Canadian author okay real, yep. real man yep yeah, makes not, sense not fake well I have to check Jared I got to check sometimes the legitimacy. Oh, sorry. I guess I should say he is a Sri Lankan born Canadian poet. Aren't we all though? (laughs) At heart. At heart. You know what I mean? Okay. So that all being said, I started watching like maybe the first 20 minutes of the criterion edit. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Mm. There's something off about it. Something's amiss here. Something's amiss here. So I went, okay, I got to start over again. So I'm going to watch because I noticed on letterboxd, Everyone seems to be watching the uh, the Corinth version. And who is Corinth? That's the studio that uh, the, the okay. Corinth Films was the distributor. Did you mention that already? I did. Okay, I, I, I like, listen. You know, th- three minutes ago. It's a long time. I'm listening. I know what Corinth means. I always thought you meant like the Corinthians. Yeah, yeah, Corinthians too. You know about Corinthians too. Uh, right? Everyone does. It's huge. I should check that out, make sure it's not anything problematic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. let's lay out this movie, RJ, while you're looking up Corinthians. I, I got it if you want me to read it. To no, you. I don't. It's about God's wisdom oh. revealed by the Spirit. Damn. <clears throat> so the movie opens up with a newsman reportage about an empty plane. And it, it crashing... 
and its impact on the world. This is all narrated by Orson Welles' voice. Mm-hmm. And that this film will tell the true story of what actually happened. Dun, dun, dun. And then uh-huh. Mr. Mr. Arcaden pops up on the screen. There's actually also the quote at the very, very beginning of the movie about a, a king offering to give a man whatever he wanted. And, he, and then it's like, but the man wisely responded, you can give me anything but your secrets. Is that what the Green Knight is about? That's exactly. Is it? No. Hey, do you want to hear this line from Corinthians 2? For I resolved to know nothing, is what he says. Wow. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom, as I proclaimed to you. For I resolved to know nothing. I paraphrase that a little bit. There's a lot more to it. That sounds really great. I can definitely see why people are Christians. (laughs) Well, Corinthians, to say the least. Uh, so the movie opens up with a, a jaunty opening credits, which is Ooh. not in the complete version. We get a little scroll of all the actors you're going to see, with their yep. names, and you're like, whoa, this is going to be fun. I mean, is that what you said when you saw their names? Mm-hmm. You said, oh, fun, <laughs> fun. Uh, oh, it's, it's, fun. Chris, it's, it's Christmas Day in, in a European ruin. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a Christmas they're, they're They're snowed over wagons that kind of look like like gun batteries, like cannon barrels or whatever. Um, mm. But they're cold weapons, RJ, it looks like, which one could say during a cold war. How cold? Very chilly. Real um, chilly? Note here, dig that cinematography. Which which part? Because there, there's, there's a couple. Like, throughout this whole movie. Like That's yeah. kind of what this has got going on for it. Particularly low angles. <laughs> Everyone is shot from oh, below, yes. and so they always look mountainous. Is that where Tom Cruise got it from? Do you think that, that's the that's where they learned it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I Mr. mean, Mr. Caden. Uh, yeah, I have a note here: film noir pornography. Because there's if you like dark corridors, you like shot like strange angles, faint, faint, aiming down, and people walking up steps. People or like people start walking away from a door frame, and then the camera like disappears back down the corridor, and you see a person walking up the stairs. You like that kind of stuff. In the I... so in the Criterion cut, uh, th- these shots go for a lot longer, like way too long, and it's like yeah, they made the, they made some good decisions here to cut these things. Um, I, I follow. It, it, I, it I goes back and forth. There, there's like from the t- first twenty minutes I watched of the two versions, yeah. um, I could see that was good. This is bad. This was a necessary cut. Uh, this didn't need to happen. This has a much colder tone. Like the Criterion mm-hmm. cut definitely feels a lot colder, but it's, it's, it just felt so disjointed and jarring. I see. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, do you think, uh, like, with his edit, like. Orson Welles's like cinematography, cinematography and all that. Do you think there's ever been anyone who's had more of an influence on Microsoft PowerPoint than Orson Welles? Like you know, like the fade outs and like the washes and the way that things like move around. It's all because of him, isn't it? <laughs> it's all because of him. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They, they owe him some money. We'll yeah, let's we'll go find his grave and bury some with him. Well, I mean, PowerPoint should do what's right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But okay, so so we get so it's a little bit wonky. Robert Arden is yep. Guy Van Stratton. Yep. He's looking for this guy named Jacob Zook, who's yes. living in, like he's he seems like half dead, and he's hanging out in this like bombed out space, and there's like a swastika thing hanging into the building that he's like this in. 
He seems very. It seems like it'd be very cold living in this like bombed out old building. I mean, it doesn't in, seem super in Zurich. Nice. Because we're not just in a European ruin. We're in Germany. In Zurich? No, Zurich's no, in Switzerland. Correct. Um, yeah. So he's he's looking for this guy, this Jacob Zook. He's I need you because you you're gonna be the only person that can make sure that I keep living because you're in danger too. And the Zook says like, what do I care? Uh, but boy, oh boy, RJ, this dubbing. Uh, there's a there's a little dubbing. Some heavy dubbing. So this is obviously, it's one of those, uh, like, how there's a Spanish Dracula and there's an English Dracula. I think there was a little bit of that going on between these two, apparently two versions of the movie. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that just means because it's like they, they took the exact same movie and dubbed over two tracks or they were shooting things twice. I, I didn't really read that. I mean, but there is dubbing. Italian style dubbing, and holy, it's it's not good. Italian style is that anything like divorce? Uh no, 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 none of the cast were killed making this movie, as far as I'm aware. Well, that you know of. So, yeah, we're gonna be stuck with this Robert Arden guy, who has got to be one of like the most like like one of the worst performances of any movie we've watched. Uh, like, he's pretty fucking bad. He is like, like, like I don't know what people are missing this and not talking about it more, but like, it's bad. He's bad, and it's like I said, like immediately I had, I had a problem with how he pronounced stuff, and then I was like, <laughs> is this just? I was like, is just this? Is this just one of those weird things that I have? Because I I know I have a lot of those weird things, but about half an hour in, I was like, no, this guy's not good. I was like, I see what's yeah. going on here. Yeah, he's a real ham sandwich. Oh yeah, D- doing that. Uh, hey, oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an American tough. He says, uh, "Adrian, what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about Mac?" Yeah, I don't know. What, so this this put me off pretty hard right to kick things off. Uh, so at this point, now we get flashbacks as the Guy Van Stratton character is going to explain to Jacob Zook what brought him here as he's trying to urgently get him away from this room before Mister Arcaden shows up. And why do you think that is, though, Jared? Well, we're going to find out. Stratton, he was a boat boy smuggler in Naples. And uh, while him and his girl, Millie, they're just hanging out uh, at the docks one night, they see a peg leg guy running away. And then behind him, they find another guy stumbling about. But he's been stabbed in the back. Mm. And uh, this guy takes his sweet time to die. My God! So there's a shootout. The police kill Pegleg, mm-hmm. and this guy's been stabbed in the back. Millie and uh, Guy, they're they're hanging over this man. He's he's like, oh, thank you so much for your kindness. I will give you a gift, but oh, I don't want to. I don't want to die surrounded by police. These are horrible people. I want to give you a promise. And this scene goes on for like probably like two minutes of his. It felt like this going back and forth, and you're like. Spit it out! Like I get, I get, I get. This is stylized, yeah. but this it goes. It's so long. Yeah, I. It's it's distracting. How you're like? What? Come on! Like I, I why? What's the holdup here? So long, Jerry. And it's also like I don't have lots of time left. But let me tell but, you. But let me tell you about the be, the best gift I can give you. His gift, I tell you. You guys were so kind to me. It was just like, it's like, it's like Wally in that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, the Fred it, Armisen character. It is. It is. He's, a, he's so kind. 
Let me give you a gift. It's it's so something there, for you. There's a number on the on the permit you'll have to give. Um, it's G one nine. He's like, just just text it to me. Just just, just text it. Like, just, like, no, no, just listen. Oh, I just realized when you give it the paper, you're going to have to use the one. It's temporary for T, so it'll actually be T one nine. But I'm dying. I've been stabbed in the back. You see, I about to get this out. He said, but listen, I I got something I gotta say. <laughs> something I gotta say, Jared. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly what that is. Yeah. So, uh, uh, of course, Guy gets busted by the cops for smuggling cigarettes. And Millie is able to hang out by this dying man, Bracco, as he says. Bracco. Because two two names that will make you millionaires. Mm -hmm. Gregor, Arcaden. And this other name you don't find out for a little while. And it's Sophie. Sophie's Choice? Um. Kinda, <laughs> kind, but not, but kinda. Okay. So, guy gets busted. Guy gets out of jail, and he starts chasing down some leads to get to this Arcaden guy. Mm-hmm. And but Millie has already been working ahead of him, and they're like they're sort of like in a relationship, but it seems um, a one of convenience. They don't really seem to be like really into one another that much. They're they're, they're just kind of like passing time. Yeah, they're just like, eh. and you're like, this is fine for now, I, I guess. And yeah. so you find out like, you know, Caden's got a yacht, and he's in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have this setup where they also find out that this uh, Arkadin guy, he's got a, a daughter named Reina, and maybe the the way to her father is through her. Because Robert Arden is so charming, <laughs> even though, as my note is, fuck, is he an obnoxious lout? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's incredibly obnoxious. But they play him off as, like, super suave, hey? They're like, look, at, look, how, look how cool this guy is. Yeah. Well, like, is. Is everyone else seeing this? Yeah, it's not convincing. So, no. he, yeah, he, should, he finally uh, stakes her out, follows her to this club where she's hanging out with this like English lord um, mm-hmm. he makes a he gets a phone call to get that guy away from the table he's like hey let's dance honey she's like well I'm with somebody else he's like oh he's gonna be busy for 15 minutes he's like well, she's like, well what do you mean he's like well I made that phone call so I could get that dance from you she's like oh. <laughs> yeah she really laughs it up but this is the first incident of what I would call working through the no and I think that this guy does it a lot in this movie well, he does I, it three I, four times I don't blame these women <laughs> You don't blame him for falling victim uh, to I, how well, charming he is? Or them saying, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, I agree. They're like, no, no. And he's like, hey, baby. He's like, listen, I set this up real good and nice. You're going to have a good time and you're going to like it. Uh, you go, so, okay. So soon enough, uh, they're going up to the the castle. They're going to sure, the, they are. They're going to the Spanish castle. And on the way, you get to see some uh, some Spanish flagellants, penitents, a.k.a. clansmen. The penitent man? Yeah, the penitent man. Yeah. We get some of those low angles. Yes. Yes, we do. Because it's all about, like, kind of ease, making their way to the castle. But then there's, like, well, he's got to, like, put some work in to, like, really convince Reyna that he's worth it. So, of course, he's kind of... Uh, ditched Millie who's like kind of they're, they're keeping separate because they're like oh we're working together but like because her only leverage is she knows what the other name is but keeps saying I can't remember what it is so he doesn't have both yeah. pieces and doesn't have to just get rid of her she's like well I know what you're I know what you like about her because she's got nothing that I don't got but she does have money 
So that's the only thing that's keeping us uh, together. And I need my, I want, I want mine too. Otherwise, you're just gonna like leave me out uh, in the cold. So that's kind of her leverage. Do you think it would work? Well, for a time, I suppose it works at this point. Uh, so guys, macking on Reina, and there's this whole thing of like them like being in love of running around this like Spanish town, uh, and there's all these guys spying. <laughs> on her like it's just like guys just like leaning over from behind trees with binoculars and another person because they're all like they're all following because her father the the ogre he's very possessive of his daughter yeah that's another plot point that i thought was a little bit um we'll get we'll, we'll wonder about a this, little strain we? well there there's a line that's pretty pretty plain mm-hmm. about it later on yeah. but do you want me to wait until then well, you go you go right ahead there's that line where uh, someone says pretty – it's like, well, his interest in his daughter was always in question. Or it was like he, he had like a fondness for his daughter that we, we never quite understood. It's something like that, and you're just like, you're like, what are you talking about? So it seems pretty plain. It's like he's in love with his daughter? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But, but he won't act on it, but he doesn't want – No, any... he just he, he just likes to keep, keep track of her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a bad dude. Yeah. So, um, Guy gets invited up to this sweet masquerade ball where everybody's wearing, like, paper mache Goya art painting masks mm. of, like, you know, donkeys and hideous witches and ghosts and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Uh, Br- the British guy that uh, Raina was with before he's there he seems to be pretty clueless that like hey this guy guy is still hanging around he's like what's all with these uh frankensteins <laughs> what how did you interpret that scene as it was or did as you was. find the deeper meaning to that i don't I, I think it was just flavor i mean it's spain people yeah uh, goya spanish uh and he's going with it it's 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 i mean it's a. Uh, it's not expressionistic, but it feels like like there's a lot of close-ups of people's faces, hideous figures. Uh, it's very noiry and visual, and it feels like German expressionism. Um, that those it just feels like very like that's all this movie's got going for it. Really, is like some of the visual stuff. Those those screenshots where, where people are like looking through their like in weird angles. Uh, Orson Welles' ridiculous. Uh, hairpiece that you can just see like the glue <laughs> right where the hairline is you're just like what is this <laughs> it's like i mean whatever it's is a it's not it's not the biggest budget in the world probably but enough I mean, but enough of a budget they're spending it on travel and going to these locations yeah they're going to a lot of locations they're going on I, vacation i thought his makeup was great I didn't oh, even know there was makeup there i think i sent you the one and you just see like his hairline is hilarious i mean it's um it, this is like like some of the, it's right there with like some of the worst bald caps we've seen in some of the samurai movies we've watched we're yeah. like well that's a bald cap yeah but it's it's not as honestly it's not as bad as people i've encountered in real life do you know what i mean <laughs> with bad thick hair in real life yeah yeah is that, so some, I, is that I, it's better than that okay i've seen i've seen some whoppers Jared. and thus enters mr Arkadin, where he's wearing his mask in the shadows. Uh, he's like, and then one thing Wells, is, I mean, obviously pretty good at is like 
com- composition and framing of like making himself like seem so large and intimidating in complete darkness. It all works, and but it's all framed with this white mask, and you so you can't see his face, but you can see his silhouette simultaneously. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's good, and um, they start having a a chat, a very um, tense back and forth with Orson Welles versus Rob Auden. <laughs> Rob Botten? Uh, Rob Auden. Rob Auden? <laughs> you know, it's Auden. What are you, stupid? Auden? Anyway. Well, you know, listen. He's, uh, well, Arkadin, he's had a dossier written up on old guy. Yeah. A confidential report. And it's, he's left, because he's like, let me show you my daughter's room. I left this for her to study. And, mm-hmm. But she hasn't been here. He's like, that's me. This is about me. Hmm. <laughs> And then, of but, course, uh, Guy has a little bit of a, a moment where he's like, how would you like it? How would you like someone to write a report about you all the way from Bracco on down? And then there's this, like, zoom in on Wells' face. He's like, what? <laughs> Pissed. There, there's, a, there's a couple big zoom-ins on this one. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's, some, there's several. There's some zooms. That's all yeah. about him, his, his, his weird facial hair. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean... Yeah. So he storms off. Uh, go, uh, guy goes to yell at Millie, but then mm-hmm. Arkadin beckons him back to the castle, um, and he shows up. And we get to, we had a scene R.J. where Orson Welles gets to tell the story of the scorpion and the frog, and everyone sits standing around these hangers honors. You're like, are these people who've never heard this story in their life? Um, I, I just feel like maybe by now we, it's been used so much and stuff. You're kind of like, I know, I get it. But instead of saying, it's in my nature. It's, it's in my character. To sting? Sting kind of scorpion. Does he, do you think he does that too? He's like, I'm a scorpion. He's like, you know how we hiss with our tails? Yeah. And you go, yeah, I do. So, I do know how you hiss. Uh, with this perfect setup of like, how would you like someone to write a report on you? Well... It's like, I have a secret I want to tell you that I've never told anyone before. I have amnesia, and I need to find out who I was. And this is when Robert Arden goes, amnesia. Or amnesia. 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 Yeah, Isia. Yeah. However he says it, it's, it's so very, fucking bizarre. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's because they're trying to match up the words of the dubbing, and like so there's some awkwardness there. But I'm like, why even bother? You sound like even worse. Yeah, there's some wacky pronunciation, which I'm sure our podcast is guilty of as well. But watching this with the subtitles in combination with the dub, uh, yeah, you're kind of like, that's not how that word should be said. No. And, it, I mean, just in general, it seems there's a lot of weird pronunciation in this where you're like, what is going it on? Be, why, do, could be why does re- everyone say stuff weird? It could be regional. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it could be. But it could also just be not. And then uh, Robert Arden, during this exchange, he seems to be getting drunker. <laughs> I'm not sure if his character is supposed to be. Now, I know there was a bit earlier where he had to take like a shot. Like a, a triple vodka straight from a glass that he gets downs in one go before he could meet uh, Arcadian. And, but here it seems like it's taken off, even though it's been like hours and hours since uh, that initial uh, scene. Mm. And then I made a note here, weird coincidence that I watched Tenet this week. Yes. Because actually strange. some of it is, uh, what it is to RJ is some of the cities. They're like the exact same uh, which makes sense where countries or names are mentioned or name checked yeah very weird like just like huh i I did not expect that 
Well, Corto Maltese, Santa Prisca, these are all <laughs> classic. Oh, of course. Orson Welles and Chris yeah. Nolan locations. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're big fans of uh, well of, of Bane. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you know. Who is uh, it? And then we get this scene where it's like Arden's like, "I'm going to go. F- I'm going to track down leads." But here's a scene because we don't know where else to put it, where Millie does some drunken exposition with uh, Arachdin on his yacht. And she like kind of uh, gives yeah. she gives away too much information, and, and but apparently she's repeating stuff that she heard from Arden somehow. And Arachne's like, "Yeah, look at me zooming in and out of me because we're getting seasick." Mm. And that's the last. La- yeah. Is that I think that's the last we see of her character. Yep. And then we get introduced to Flea Guy. Oh, flea market or flea circus guy? Flea circus man, yeah. Because uh, there's all these he, these these old associates from Warsaw, some uh, some some Polish expats that uh, are kind of out and abroad in the world that are connections that Robert Arden's character guy just figures out. He's just like, ah, oh, yeah, there's this and then this and this. And it's like, well, this seems to be like no effort at all. Which like, but he's a guy. He's got connections to the underworld. And uh, oh yeah, I guess I should say the thing that. Uh, Arachdon's concerned about is so he's a he's an arms dealer and he has some mm-hmm. deals he wants to make and uh, mm-hmm. like some contracts that he wants to secure and just in case some uh, American intelligence guys who are making he's making these deals with have some like want to do some intelligence on this guy to see if he's shady or not that's his claim I so I want to make sure that they can't find out on about things where I could make more money so if you could find mm-hmm. them for me then uh, I know what I have to be worried about wink. I mean, it's not a bad, like, idea, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Then we get Michael Redgrave, who's sort of this, like, eccentric fop who runs a, like, antiques store. And... What's a fop? (laughs) I don't know. He's just, like... (sighs) My dear. (laughs) He's very flirtatious. Okay. Yes. He's like, he's like, I just need a clarification on that. Yeah, okay. Okay. I know words. I mean, I. There's so many to keep track of. We have some of the best words, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some big, bigly best words. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, And then we have Baroness Nagel, which gets gets sounded out. Friend of the show? Yeah, his his mom or grandma. Great grandma. Same spelling, actually, too. Yeah, makes sense. You know? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yeah. And and then uh, so he's tracking all these people down. We get some eccentric characters. Uh, this is definitely not the Michael Redgrave performance that we saw in the Browning version. Uh, it's a little bit different. Yeah. In terms of not as good. Well, it's just there. I mean, he's just alive. He's just yeah. He plays the role. Uh, yeah. I mean, other than the fact that the opening credits told me it was Michael Redgrave, I went, oh, shit, Michael Redgrave's in this? And then I see the role, and it's like, okay, that's that. I don't, I honestly, oh, yeah, Baroness Nagel, that's where she, he gets kind of like the low down on, oh, what was it? What does he discover from her, specifically? From her? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like kind of like getting the information about, where Sophie is? Or is that wrong? I've... No, it's something like that. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, what do I care? Because that's actually, because a guy doesn't even get to hit her. It's actually Orson? 
It's uh, a, yeah, yeah, it's well, yeah, he's thing. going around. Yeah, he's also doing. So he's like doing his own investigation concurrent. Well, he's back. He he's like shadowing him. But he's like he's like I want you to follow. He's barely, he's barely even he... shadowing. Sometimes he's ahead of him. Well, some of those, yeah, yeah, actually, he is sometimes. I was just gonna say, like, I think he's just like go try to find all these people, and then he's like, did I kill him yet? Oh no, that guy, I missed him. I'll Spoilers. Go kill him. No. Spoilers. Wow. We, we don't know he's killing anybody till the end. That's the twist. This movie's 180 years old. That's true. Uh, so, so uh, uh, Reyna and Guy cross paths along with Arcaden at this hotel room, and there's some like, well, you were, you said you weren't going to see her anymore. It's like, well, you, I didn't even know that I was going to run into him. It was by total coincidence. And they're like, well, no one actually did anything wrong here. You're like, but this Arcaden guy's a bad guy. What is he even entertaining this? Other than the fact that we're watching a movie. There's no logical sense whatsoever to any of the I the, mean, not the story. really. Not really. Um, oh, and then we also get a, a drug addict, uh, who I can't remember his character's name, but we we get him being like uh, going through withdrawals on a boat. That because guy's such a hard man, and the guy's just like why. Oh, so he gives up the thing. Uh, we go to the big party in Mexico. Mexico. Yes, there yes. is the Sophie. We get Sophie here, who's getting married to this uh, Mexican general or figure and she you basically find out that like oh yeah no i've i've seen uh our old friend um arkinen uh around and i saw him and i thought i was saying something but nah, i moved on i forgot all about it because the whole thing is that he he one day found himself at 27 years old with like two hundred thousand you know swish francs in his pocket in a suit mm-hmm. he couldn't remember who he was and he wants to find out what he was doing beforehand it turns out he was involved in some like uh, you know, like sex ring and using women in like uh, as like secret service officers. And but then there's mm-hmm. other girls that didn't get to do that. They got sent other places for bad things. Bad things would get done to them for money. He's a bad guy, and he doesn't want people to find out about that. His old Warsaw days. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like that guy from uh, who got that lady from Smallville. And he was recruiting from the acapella groups. It's kind of similar to that, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Everyone should watch How to How to with John Wilson. I mean, yes. Yeah, why not? It's, if you it's, like it's, Orson Welles, you might like, like that. If you like Mr. Arkadin, yeah. Yeah, it's all the same. All there. Well, I mean, it's connected. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this, there's a phone call, and Arkadin's there. He's just there having a party at his hotel that he owns, and they're having a big laugh. Um uh, Raina sees Guy off and is like laughing at her father's amnesia. And he's like, well, that's stupid. Amnesia doesn't last 30 years. And that's when Guy is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> amnesia. <laughs> amnesia. Yeah, you're right. It's not 30 years. It's more like 10. I got bit. Why do I do all this? Yeah. And uh, so then we head off back to, to Germany. Uh, to Swiss a tri- Germany, ch- chipping, uh, chugging a triple vodka straight, and mm. then RJ it turns out that guy was set up as the fall guy. Do you think that was ironic or intentional? Uh, <laughs> I don't know that the fall guy was named Guy. It's possible. That's what if a... his middle name was F, like Guy F, F or F, F F F Guy? Vaughn. Guy. What if his name was Guy Man? F guy man, <laughs> that'd be pretty great. Fall guy man, that's a pretty good name for something. For something, 
or something. Uh, we get the revelation that Millie is dead. She's dead on that beach. Yeah, and then you find did. out everyone's dead. Everyone's died mysteriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, guys, like, I guess I might be in trouble mm-hmm. here. But actually, he doesn't really realize that he's in trouble. <laughs> uh, well, he's like, ooh, this is a tight well, situation. He, he's he, like, I better get back to Arkadin's work. Even when like, yes, there's one other person who's a problem. Or sorry, there's two more people that are problems. Like, what do you mean? There's only one. Yes, you might want to think about that. Oh, okay, I will. <laughs> You're like, okay, dumb dumb. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. It's uh he's not a smart man. He so, he hasn't been at a, at any point in this movie. Right. So I'm not exactly sure at this point what the whole story is here of this this noir, this international intrigue. Um why send this guy to do what you could easily do yourself with your spy network of people? Um uh, if because so he also it turns out that oh yeah if peg leg had uh stabbed that guy why did he have a gun that doesn't make any sense you're like well some guys bring guns and knives it could be why why is this like a like yeah it doesn't add up (laughs) it's like they're bad people they can have more than one weapon uh i mean yeah if you were gonna go kill someone you would definitely take more than one weapon right right if you want to get in from like a range or close up so yeah. anyway so brasso and pegley were trying to uh blackmail our our, our, our titular character um uh, and mm. our is like not fuck you gregor goes i'm gonna fucking stab you yeah <laughs> then uh brasso got sta- got got by the by by him, and then Pegleg got got by the Italian police. So then, of course, this is how Guy gets brought into the story because he gets the name Whisper, and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to try to uh, blackmail you too for reasons I don't understand." Because I got the name Sophie, which is like, Sophie's well, choice. It's like, well, why would these guys send them off to their deaths? Yeah, because like, question. Right? It's like he kind of screwed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's kind of like. What he was trying to do? I guess he's trying to screw back the guy he was trying to black. I don't know. It's like, well, clearly this man will just show up and kill you. And now, uh, then he saw an opportunity. He's like, well, I want you to track down all the other people that I could easily track down myself. So I could then blame you for them dying, even though that seems to never be, like, anything anyone's concerned about. Like, no one seems to care that all these people have died simultaneously. But this, like, (laughs) this smuggler, (laughs) like, nobody is going around killing them randomly. It, it just it doesn't it doesn't hold water for me. What makes but what then, makes more sense, this or Tenet? Uh, Tenet. Which one's easier to follow? Tenet, Tenet makes a lot more sense to me. Okay. What was the last that you were going to say? Uh, oh, then I said. But then his biggest concern of all turns out it's not about it's about he's really concerned that all these people who knew who he was in a previous life are going to find out or are, are going to result in his daughter finding out about his past that's the only thing he's worried about he doesn't want his daughter to know you're like well mm. she calls you an ogre <laughs> like of course she thinks you're like a piece of shit like she doesn't like you but now it's like, she's well, pretty I, upfront about that yeah Okay, yeah. so this is like all the end of the flashback because it kind of cuts mm-hmm. back and forth to Zook. And now we get some comedy pants stuff where like suddenly you're like, okay, you got to leave this room now with me because you're the last member of the gang that's alive. And I, if I keep you alive, that keeps me alive and you alive, even though you're dying of like cancer yes. or something. And he's like, oh, let me go about that. Let me grab my pants first. And you're like, Wait, this, is, this is some weird comedy brevity to show up in the last 25 minutes of the movie. Uh, I, th- 
<laughs> I think it's much like um, other unfinished films and unfinished screenplays of uh, Orson Welles's, like the 1938 comedy film Too Much Johnson. <laughs> I think that's uh, what I think that that entire scene is probably what this movie was trying to be. So that's a real thing. You can look it up. Yeah. I didn't just make that up. So you check it out <laughs> on your own time. Johnson. Too much Johnson. It was unfinished. Yeah. So, you know. So yeah. a guy hides the old man in like this woman's room that's in the same like complex. And then uh, Arcaden shows up. Because he's just like, he's in the same town at this Christmas party. He's like, well, I'll just follow you over because you just told me the address. And then he sees him standing in front of a room. Oh, no, no, he's not in this room. There's this a woman. She's entertaining somebody. He's upstairs. And he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to believe you. And he walks in and he, st- he sits at the bed and he looks down at him. And he acts, he's like, he completely recognizes him, but he lets him live. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, old age. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah, well, uh, how do you interpret that? He just he's bored. He's just tired. I, I don't think he wanted to kill him in front of this woman. Yeah, and he's like, I'll do it later. And mm-hmm. so there is the we get more hijinks with this Zuko guy where they're like, I want to put you up in this other hotel room so you're safe. And they're like, I want goose liver. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I'll have to go find you a goose liver. Call the kitchen. It's Christmas Eve. There's no goose liver to be had. It's like, ah, sorry about that, Mac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, who can go for foie gras that time of day? That time of day, Jarrett? Come on! I know you gotta place your order at least a week or sooner. Give yeah. the kitchen time. Yeah. And so, uh, Arkadin drives up on him, and you're like, "Oh yeah, don't worry, that guy's that guy's dead," mm-hmm. and you're gonna be set up for it. And yes. uh, that's the end of it. If I just don't kill you myself, but. Because he's, he's, he's very, like, because he even falls into a church. And he's just, like, lurking behind him menacingly, being like, oh, I'm going to get you. I don't You don't know when I'm going to get you, but I'm going to get you. But he's like, mm-hmm. well, I've got a plane ticket booked back to Spain, and I'm going to go tell your Donna about this. He's like, no, don't tell her. Because that's, that's all he cares about, all these, all these loose ends. And then, of course, I bought the last ticket on the plane. And then he's trying to pull uh, rich man shit on him, where it's like, he's calling up the plane, I must have a ticket on there. You must stop the plane. You must not let that man on there. He works for me. Take him off there. It's like, hey, look, man. Like, I've got st- I've got shares in that plane. You have to t- you do what I say. He's like, hey, it's a public system. You don't, have- you don't own anything. And it's like, whoa. Did you find that scene strange? Because I really did. Uh, uh, I will buy a seat on that plane. And then he shows up at the airport and then starts oh. offering, I'll pay 50 million marks for a plane seat on there. Yes. And then he's like, Merry Christmas, Santa Claus. Oh. <laughs> but like, yeah, okay. Maybe it's just time, you know. Maybe it's just our current day. That scene plays out a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, why don't you just shoot him? Oh, I don't want to go to jail. It's like, well, I'm sure you can find a way out of it and say, like, this man did something that justified it. I don't know. This rich guy seems to be going about things uh, poorly for this, like, criminal genius that he is. Uh, Anyway, so... He gets on the plane, and uh, Arcaden gets a private plane that he's going to fly himself because he's trying to race uh, Guy back to Spain before he can tell his daughter what's going 
on. And just as he's showing up at the airport, the uh, uh, rain is there. He's trying to tell him, but all these men are like, no, you have to come this way. Your father's trying to tell you something on the plane. You have to come this way right now. You don't have a single moment to explain this. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, slow down for a second. Okay, I got a lot to tell you, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend the time right now saying, just tell your father that you have talked to me and tell them that you know, okay? And she's like, what? Why would I say that? Just tell them that you know. That don't. That doesn't matter. I'm, I'm taking all this time right now to explain mm-hmm. it, but I won't. I won't tell you what it is. You're going to tell her that you know. <laughs> and so there's this hilarious thing where it's like Orson Welles is yelling through this, like, intercom from the plane. Mm-hmm. Where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? Get <laughs> Raina, Raina, where are you? Don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, then she says, have you seen him? Yes. Well, don't talk to him. I, I already know. And then you're, then it's like in uh, the subtitles. It's just plane engine whirring. And then the implication is uh, Orson Welles, <laughs> in his despondency that his daughter knows that uh, not that, that he's a piece of shit, he just jumps out of the plane to his death, and the plane just kind of floats on as <laughs> it just flies in the air without a pilot. Yeah, until it runs out of gas. Until it eventually runs out of gas. And That's then what the uh, Modest Mouse song is about float on, you know. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't quite, I didn't get that at first, but then for a second, I was like, wait a minute. And then did he jump out of that plane? For all, yeah, he sure did. And then for all his troubles, Guy doesn't even get the girl. She goes off back with British Guy, and they leave, and that's that mattress man. I mean, that's what I liked most about it was that the girl was like, oh, well, I don't want to be with you either. I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> Thank, thanks for all that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thanks for ruining my life. And he goes, no problem. Well, she kind of loved him, though. Because remember when he's like, yeah. Remember when they were like frolicking around in Spain under the. I, I guess, mean, yeah. What, what about the visuals of them being in the village below the castle, where which is representative of Arkadin, who's looking down upon them? They're always in the shadow of Arkadin. Yeah, there's. Think, think yes. about it. Think about it. Think, I mean, think, think about it. So. Yeah, and she's like, well, hey, I'll never ask you to marry me. She's like, oh, well, I guess. She's like, hey, come here. And just grabs her and just, like, just smashes his face with her. And you're like, whoa, dude. Slow slow down. I know. It's 1955. I know, but. He works you didn't know. I told you that you already. Know, he's aggressive. So anyway, so I watched this movie uh, two, two times. Because the first time I watched it, I was so bored out of my mind i had no idea i had zero investment in what was going on i was just like this like this dubbing sucks i don't like this actor uh i was zoned right out and this because like also like starting off with that criterion cut i was like what is this this is incomprehensible and then i started watching the corinth version and i'm like this is the same thing i don't know what's going on and i watched it through and i was like fuck this <laughs> like this is not this is not good, not good at all. And then while preparing this morning, I actually sat down and I read the synopsis for the film. And I mm-hmm. was like, is that what was going on? It's like, so it's so straightforward, really. Yeah, but, but then, so I, so I rewatched it. I actually watched the entire movie again. And I was like, okay, it's not like utterly incomprehensible. It's just kind of stupid. Uh, yeah, they make some wrong decisions, I think. It's just kind of a very, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a weird, he's kind of hitting on things like, like, oh, it's kind of third man-y. 
and it's kind of Citizen Kane with this flashback structure and trying to figure out the past of a man. Um, and he's like in this castle and he's just like a noble figure, but he's like way more hands on and he's alive. And he, but his motivations make zero sense. It's kind of like, what if the rosebud was a person that he's like, Oh, don't, don't tell my sled that I'm a, that I'm a, a tycoon. <laughs> Who, oh, tell who 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 oh, uh, made all who hurt money. who hurt feelings along the way and did some shady things? Don't let him know. Don't, that. don't let the don't let my sled know. Otherwise, I'm going to have to end myself. I'm going to have to jump, jump off a of Xanadu. I don't know. I'm just pulling this out of my butt. I see. I see. I don't so know I don't know. out of my butt. Okay. My anus, rectum. <clears throat> Damn near killed him. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I, on rewatch, I got more out of it, but I. Th- think there's much to do about nothing here this is a movie that is carried by orson welles's name and reputation this is lesser wells and um that's about all that's that's me being generous i i was pretty i was i i I felt like this might be unfair to to talking about this movie it'd be very i would just be like i don't even care i don't even care rj but i watched it again i took notes i i I, uh, laid it all out and yeah, Good. Robert, the 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 performance like, that was some bad casting. Orson Welles, Robert Arden, terrible. Makes sense for the tenant talk too, hey? It it, it worked out magically. See, it's all the same. It's all the same boat. No, I get it. Anyway, cool. so yeah, RJ, what did you think of this movie? Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh damn! Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I um. I, I'm pretty similar with you where like <clears throat> so like I said earlier, the only thing I knew about it was uh Chris Nolan was a fan of it, so I was like, oh, okay. Maybe it's gonna be good. I don't know. I threw this I threw this thing on. I watched like twenty minutes of it and I was like uh I was like, this is pretty good. And then I watched another twenty minutes of it and I was like, mm, not I'm, I'm less into this at the moment. I watched another 20 minutes of it, and I, I there was a point in this, too, where I was kind of like, I don't really know what's going on here. Like, it's not not that it's difficult to follow or anything like that. I was just kind of like, I'm not really sure what they're trying to say with this. You know what I mean? Like, what it, it's going, what is this movie fucking about at all kind of thing for me? It hit at a certain point. But um, hmm. like, did you have something? No. Um, oh, okay. Sorry, I was just clearing my throat. But also, this is like... I don't know because it throws you in to the yeah. story, and they're and they are telling you what's going on, but they tell you what's going on the whole time. There is something missing, like on this fundamental level. Is it why? Is it is the thing that's missing is why you should care? Right, like the the protagonist, the protagonist, the is, protagonist is very uh, unappealing. And like mm-hmm. not even like in like a fun way where you're like, oh, this guy's a dickhead, but it's kind of like fun to watch this guy be a dickhead. It's kind of like he's just unimaginatively boring. Yeah. And he's just like he's, he's just boring. He, he's just the character that you, you're stuck with. And you're like, well, I don't know if this is supposed to be the adventures of Harry Lime or whatever. It's like Harry Lime's like a fun character. He's kind of a scamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got some wit. And it's like, well, I don't want to be Harry Lime. <laughs> it's like I want to be uh, Arkadin. You're like, well, mm-hmm. maybe it's like this movie needs to be two Orson Welles, which he could have easily done because he does so much prosthetics all the time. That's right. It's like in uh, but whatever. But that the thing... problem is, is his voice. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got one mode there. 
Yeah, he Except can't really... when he tries to be an Irishman. Which, Which one is that? Oh, my God. Ophelia? Uh, no. Othello? Orson Welles Irish accent. Is this champagne commercial? No. Lady from Shanghai. Oh, okay. No. Is it talking like this? Like, he's from Ireland. Uh, you'll have to watch it for yourself. His name's Orson. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, it tells you what's going on the whole time. It's not hard to follow. You're just like... At like an hour into this movie, you're kind of like, what's even fucking going on? You're like, what? what is this all about? Who cares? The Flash, because um, like, like, usually, like, that's one of the things about Citizen Kane, is when he goes to each of these interviews, these figures, you get like a flashback. You get a reward of information. Yes. So it feels like a detective story. This does not feel like that. This is just kind of like, hey, uh, I got to find out some information. What do you? How do you know this guy? And they're like, I don't even know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, you mean him? Well, here's a tidbit of information. But you're like, okay, so we're going to do this for a half hour, huh? And like nothing, like there's no like great thing. And then you're like, oh, Arkadin's right there. He doesn't disappear for a while. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I don't know. I think this movie might be worse if he did disappear. But when I think about, say, a movie that I do like, it's like a detective story, like, say, The Ninth Gate... <laughs> Uh, it's, not, uh, it's, yes. it's, it's not like Langla's there the whole time and just showing up. Like he shows up bits and pieces, but you don't get the sense that he's just like, "Oh, yeah, I'm doing my own interviews." And let's let's show it. Let's show me doing it. And you're like, "Sorry, yeah, finish that up." That's it. Okay. What what other connections to the Ninth Gate can you make about this? I'm interested. That's that's the one that comes off of uh, my mind in terms of like it's a, a rich man who's a bad dude. Uh, uh, sends a guy to do something. Something. I'm gonna need to find the other copies, and then I'm gonna kill them after you found yes. them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I just wanted to see. But Langla is like not like, hey, I've run my yacht <laughs> with your girlfriend that I off camera kill. That you, could, but you don't care. You're kind of like, oh, Millie stopped being around. Well, she's on do other things. But neither does a uh, guy. Be like making a movie about an animal. And having that animal as the title of the movie, and then they you build it up, and then they go away before the end of the movie. Do you know what I mean, Jarrett? I don't know. And, and you feel cheated by it? I'm not do sure. You, no do idea. you understand what I'm saying? I don't. No? Oh, okay. Maybe that's for someone else. No, no clue. Um, yeah. It's just, well, well, you know what happens. Uh, but anyways, yeah. I um, I watched this, and when I finished, I kind of <laughs> went... I went, okay. Like, I, I was just... I think I, I was all right. Like it was a thing I watched. I it's is it outright bad? Uh, there's some bad stuff in it. It's not a bad movie. There's some bad stuff in it for sure. Some of the acting, some of the plot line stuff, putting putting it together. That sounds pretty bad. I mean, for, yeah, for this for, <laughs> for what we're doing. Yeah, it's kind of like what you said. The only the only things about it is it's Orson Welles. He has there's a little little bit of the touches that he adds into these things, but that's about it. Other than that, I was I was pretty much kind of like I don't give a fuck about Mr. Arcadian, and I'm not gonna say it Arcadian because I think that is horseshit. You know what I mean? I know exactly they, what you mean. They pronounce words bad, so I this movie <laughs> was just it was fine. I I just I went okay. That's it. I just went okay. That's it. That's that. I just went okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mattress man. That's it. The mantra. I mean, that is someone's mantra. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, is this Arkadin film? Not one of my films. No. It's just, it's a movie that exists. Yeah, it's uh, some sub-film noir action, that's for sure. Well, let's hear about who hates this film. What a great idea. Because RJ wants to go to bed. Well, I mean, it's uh, 10.30, Jared. Wow. Some, somewhere, it's not. It's 10.30 in Lithuania. Oh, damn. In the morning, though. They're just getting started. Uh, I mean, actually, in, in, do you have anything else to say? No. We can go oh, right okay. to that. We can do it. We can do it. I, I, just, okay. pull, I just actually pulled it up. Uh, let's go with... Oh, boy. It's a long one. Let's do it. Jason Nolasco. I got gotcha. you. Half a star. Visually impressive. Agreed. But yeah. I sometimes think it is over-edited for style points, which left me somewhat numb. That isn't something that should stop me from watching the movie, but the acting or characterizations of some of the characters are just way too unbearable. I don't understand why the main guy constantly tries to be a hotshot wannabe, and he's always trying to talk tough or putting on something in every damn scene. It felt ridiculous, and it didn't help that a few of them share some of his persona style. I try to pay attention and go along with the movie, but the amateur acting just killed any momentum. I know the critic Jonathan Rosenbaum defends it as intentional, but oh man, the guy can't even add nuance or something charismatic to his unlikable persona. So, uh, I mean, apparently maybe Jonathan Rosenbaum says, ah, Robert Arden's in complete control of his performance. It's like, yes, but it still sucks. This, this even control of... something doesn't mean it's better. Even if it's bad, if it's bad, it's fucking bad. If it's bad, it's bad. That's or, at least, or at least, if I think it's bad, it's still bad. I don't care if anyone's oh, yeah. but it's intentionally bad. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. This one's a a bit of a, a different doctor. Well, we, to... but we also kind of agree with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll get to their favorite films in a second. I just don't want to forget these two five star films that I've noticed, but they're. Five star and half star films are a lot of criterions, but uh, five stars to things like Fast Five, The Fast and the Furious Five, and Black Panther, they give five stars to as well. Okay. Favorite films include Blow Up, Memento, Red Desert, and Network. And then here's some half star films for you, Jared. Half star. Yep. Uh, previously mentioned on this show, The Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. Cannibal Holocaust. Mm hmm. Brazil, hmm. Roman Polanski's The Tenant, High and Low. You know about High and Low, Jared? Uh, that's a half-star movie, I hear. And uh, what about Eraserhead? Is that also a half-star film? Uh, might not float everyone's boat. They also gave Magnificent Ambersons a half-star. a So I think this person just doesn't like Orson Welles is the thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then I don't know. There's other there's other like criterions in here, but strange, strange taste, strange taste. They watched four different versions of Atlas Shrugged, and they gave all of them half a star. So at what point would this person just stop watching Atlas Shrugged? Do you know what I mean? It's madness. You know what I mean? Just stop watching it if you don't like it. Maybe. Uh, <clears throat> how about Airhard K? I see him. Half a star. It tries to be profound, especially in Arkadin's catchphrases, but turns out to be embarrassed. Two or three sentences are good, but the script is so intricate and reaches nowhere at the end of a silly mystery like, what was my past? Spending almost 20 minutes of climax in search of a liver goose to feed the last witness of Ar- Arkadin's past. Terrible! 
this this person I think might have English as a second they're, language uh, or, or some auto translate uh, there. So I will not hold that Brazil. against Earhart. Yeah, we won't we won't uh, hold that against the, the the strangeness of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, I'm like I don't disagree with these people who hate it. I don't know if I. I mean, I did hate this movie maybe a little bit. I kind of was like really annoyed, uh, like sure at it and having to watch it. But on rewatch, I was like, okay. But it just there's just like some fatal flaws. I feel to the yeah. actual content outside of like, well, I think uh, Orson would have edited his way out of this. It's like, no. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. This person also five star network, which is like interesting. Well, Net Network is indeed a five-star movie. Right? Yes, it is. It is. It is. Other favorite films include Cinema Paradiso. Paradiso. Auto Compasidi. Compasida. Uh, uh, not a lot of half-star films. Half-star films include Mr. Arkadin. Uh, Who Be Halloween, which is a movie Jarrett's going to watch next year. Uh, Glass, or as Jarrett titled it, Ass. <laughs> Uh, and her- hereditary and midsummer, so uh, not not bad, not bad, not bad. I see what they're doing. I got I got two more that I just okay. gonna make me chuckle. Sigmund Lamar, one oh, star. Yeah. Wells loves to point his camera up at himself from an extremely low angle. He might as well shut up his own butt. <laughs> his own butt. <laughs> he might as well. His own bite. Yeah, he likes to shoot up from a low angle. For his own butt? Uh, he might as well shut up his own butt. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay uh, with that. Almost nothing works in this mess of a movie. Least of all, Wells' misapprehension that he would carry scenes mumbling with a vague impression of menace and mystery. He apparently spent all his budget on travel and location and forgot to save any for sound. <laughs> I mean, that too, potentially. Oh, yes. man. I don't know why that one did laugh so much. But... <laughs> I mean, uh, that's fine. It's good. Do what you like, man. <laughs> you can save some money for sound. <laughs> I don't know. He's not that incoherent. No. But... He's just Orson Welles. <laughs> Mumbling. <laughs> Is that the whole review? That's it. That's okay. it. Uh, uh, Sigmund yep. Lamar yeah. is co-host of the podcast, You Watched It Wrong. So if you want to listen to more of Sigmund Lamar, listen to this podcast instead, because we don't need competition. Favorite films, Sling Blade, Mad Max, Fury Road, Punch Drunk Love, and Raising Arizona. Half-star films include Robin Hood, Men in Tights, which is a good film. Dracula Dead and Loving It, which is a good film. And Big Babe, Pig in the City, which is another good film. So Four and a half stars for Nomadland. I see that. So maybe maybe don't get on board with Sigmund Lamar. Don't. Don't. Just listen to our podcast instead. <laughs> Some pretty good ones. Like Orson Welles was a good director. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that's sick, a, from Henry Wolf Wolf. Yeah, Sick Birds. Uh, then there's Auteur, who I believe has been on the air before. Mm-hmm. An immediate frontrunner candidate for any list of horrible films by great directors. The divide between unmitigated visual pretension and banality of story is perhaps the greatest I have ever seen. 
I cannot understand even appreciating this in parts. No doubt indicative of the fallout from peaking early. Mercifully unreleased in a definitive director's cut, which I would be surprised did not relate to Wells' embarrassment over what he created. I mean, maybe. It could be that. No. Yeah, this person's been on before. Favorite films currently... Breaking the Waves, Blue Velvet, The Cook, Thief, The yep. Wife, uh, The Cook, The Thief, The Wife, and The Lover, and Citizen Kane. Not bad. Uh, a lot of people yeah. saying I did not finish this. It's not hard to finish. Uh, just sit there. Just look at your fucking phone. Bizarre accents, poorly matched audio mix, uh, visually stunning. But Orson's ostentatious camera work is only in service of an overly exoticized and nonsensical noir plot that doesn't register as an extant for an hour and then fails to resolve. Maybe there's a cut of this that works, but Bogdanovich can probably find a better project. Man, people are just dumping. I like it. I like this. People are way yeah. meaner to this movie than I was because I was prepared. Yes, sir. Man, that rewatch might have saved it a little bit. It's a little bit for me. The rewatch saved it for you? Well, uh, probably it it was down there, my man. It was down mm. there. I feel I follow you. I feel yeah. I follow you. Yeah, it joins, it, joins, it joins the club of movies. I'm like, I feel like I need to rewatch this, otherwise I'm not going to be very good on this show. I, I know but, what you mean. But then there's a summary. You're just like, I'm done. I'm done. Well, we're not going to watch this stuff like nineteen thousand times. We could. That would be a bad decision, bad call, but. No, we're not. No, oh, going to do that. But we could. Yeah, we could. We could do a lot of things. We could do a lot of things. Many. We could do a lot of things. We're not going to. There's a lot of of enterprise to be watched. Ooh. Well, only if you're watching it too. No, no. Come on. I still have to finish watching Babylon Five. You haven't finished that? No, I've got like I, I just stopped. I haven't watched it in like six months. Dude, just go finish it. You watch like nine movies a week. What would it take you to finish like one night of Babylon 5? Uh, probably two nights, but it's like low priority. There's actually a bunch of movies I have to watch of it too, though, which are well, like... There's nothing you have to watch. Well, there's things I'd prefer to watch. Otherwise, I would be done it. Anyways, hey, RJ, any final thoughts on Mr. Arkadin? Mr. Arkadin, more like Mr. Shittadin. <laughs> got him after the break yeah uh, rg just jumps right out of that airplane fuck that'd be pretty fun though hey and i'll have a camera pointed right up his ass <laughs> it should be the review for all the movies potentially 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 get that camera out of there <laughs> that sounded like you ever seen showtime with robert de niro where he's like get that camera out of there you sounded just like that movie, Jared. <laughs> there you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Classic.
RJ, is there any secret you wouldn't want a significant other or child or kitty cat to know about you? That, I mean, you, had... that you would kill to protect? I, I mean, I've had some issues in the bathroom before, but it's not really a secret. It's things I'd prefer not to talk about, but you know what I mean? No. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to hide it. You can email us at criteriancreeps.gmail.com and tell us your secrets. We won't Ooh. tell. We won't tell at all. Mm-hmm. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barn Loaf. Sure. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, yeah. iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Maybe. Patreon. Fart. Next Cloud. week, RJ. Yeah. Spine 323. What's that? Vitario de because The children are watching us from 1944. The children are watching us? Yeah. They're back. The Italian children. Italian style? Yeah. Is it anything like divorce? I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we're going to find out via the Criterion channel. It's going to be a humdinger. Is it? Is this Vittoria De Sica? Yeah, it is. I, I see him. I'm going to add to my list. Get it out of your system now. Italy. <laughs> Nobody would think that you have that anti-Italian sentiment in this episode. I'm a not the anti-Italian. I'm 100% Italian. Oh. Good night. It, what?